captured Master Callista, we have been betrayed. The War Master has turned for the life of the Emperor. No, it cannot be. Why would Horus do this? He has fallen to darkness. He must flee the system. Take these four remembrances to Terra and carry word of this heresy. The navigators tell me the wharf is in turmoil. We will be ripped apart. We cannot do this. You must have faith in your ship, my old friend. Your service will be remembered. We will carry word and ensure the galaxy knows of the War Master's treachery. And when we can, we will send the Legion to reclaim your sarcophagus. Only in death will duty end. Hello and welcome to episode eight of year four of Edge of Empire. And tonight, um, I think we've been all a bit, uh, um, bit over the place because summer hot and stuff like that. So we haven't really got a, a big overarching theme for the episode, but we're going to do some stuff. Um, so first of all, we'll take a look at this month's new releases. And we've got quite a bit, quite a bit to go through, which is nice for once. Uh, an update of what we've been up to this month. And it includes some games. Well, um, a run through of this month's news. We're going to do some listeners' questions. Uh, in Engine Kill, me and Chris are going to delve into Legio Astorum, and we've got some Titanicus news. Uh, this month's this challenge, we're going to do lists based on what we want to play, because we've all been without games for six months now. So we'll get it. And then finally, we're going to do a roundup of forthcoming events. And as I speak, I realize I haven't introduced the rest of the crew. Yeah, well, I better do that in this reverse. This, this introduction is in reverse. So, What's that? Twenty-five percent of the show hasn't been introduced again. Yeah, uh, we are. We are. I am joined tonight by the ever incredible Robert Ing. Hello. Ever incredible. Um, incredible. Well, I don't know. He feels guilty because he's been slow to the intro. Yeah. That's what it is. The yeah. utterly amazing Chris Mills. It's full, full on fluffer mode now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Graham, the other one. The happy, the happy ending that is Graham Mills. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll um, crack on and we'll move into new releases. Okay, new releases, and we've got quite a bit this month, really, actually. Um, we'll start off with some new paints. Mm. Um, Cannot Tech Alloy and Runelord Brass. Now, Runelord Brass was a layer paint. Now it's a base paint, uh, and it's a proper metallic base paint, so it's got metal flakes in there. So they're both £3.70 or £3.50. This is quite interesting, actually. I like these colours a lot. I'm a big fan of metallics, as you know. Yeah. Um, I found... The old version of Rune Lord Brass was a really, I don't know whether it was just the pots that I had sort of were just tough to paint with. It was a difficult colour. I don't know what it was about it. I always found the consistency was always a bit weird. Yeah, it's a little bit thin and it's hard with metals because you can't exactly, I find them more difficult to water down, if that makes any sense. Maybe there's chemistry behind that. I Um, mean, the 
the ones that are nice are like the Iron Warrior and the the Gold, uh, whatever it's called. Balthazar? No. Yeah, Retribution. Yeah, yeah, uh, they've got a nice consistency to them. They're nice to paint with, I think. Yeah. Which, one, which is the gold that basically as soon as you open it, it's useless? Is that Retribution or is that the other one? Liberator. Yeah. Liberator Liberate, gold. Yeah. yeah, you open, open it that once, and it's separate. It yeah. I, I, I specifically got a nail varnish shaker just for this. Okay. Um, because yeah. it just kept separating. I need to get some stainless steel uh, ball bearings as well to go in there. Apparently there's a what's this? There's another colour that they're doing that's sort of supposed to be a bit like uh, what was once tin bits. That's warplock bronze. Yeah, warplock bronze. I've used that quite a lot. I no, love that. that warplock bronze is darker than tin bits used to be, though. I find not by much. Not, not by, by much. much. I, I, I see. Like... I, I <laughs> use I use the tinny tin from uh, I think it's Vallejo. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. the model paint one, because I think that was their replacement of. Yeah. It's... But yeah, I've I've found I think warplock bronze is, is a is a bit darker than tinny tin used to be. But anyway, we shall see, right? Let's give yeah. it a go. If we yeah, take so it to Dulux and get and put put it through the paint uh, a custom paint maker. Let's do put, that. And put each of them in there. We'll see if they actually come out the same see. colour. We'll see. We'll see. What, have, what about Tesseract Glow then, Michael? Yeah, okay. So Bruno Brass, now a, now a, a base paint, so it should cover better. Um, £3.15 at Element Games for both those, or three twenty-five at the Outpost. Tesseract Glow, yeah. A green, glowy paint. Great for plasma. I've used it for plasma. Yeah, good? Yeah, it is good. It's a really nice colour. Yeah, yeah. Technical paint. Four seventy-five or four pound four at Element Games, four pounds at the Outpost. Yeah, I think it looks really nice, really nice for plasma. I just kind of, you know, it's like they've done that. Okay, now do a blue one. Now do a red one and an orange. It'd be great in yellow. What's What's really cool about it is if you leave it for a bit, it looks like a shot. You know, it looks like uh, one of those because uh, it separates the kind of green from the yellow. Yeah, if you like. yeah it's it's cool. like a slippery nipple kind of thing. Some yeah, exactly. God awful thing you're drinking Magaluf to take away the fact that you need to get some cream. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and then there's, there's, there's a, a tail there, isn't there? There is, I fear. No, there there isn't. Isn't. Everyone else sensed that, didn't they? No, yeah. no, we'll talk is. about it another time. No, there isn't. It's just my disparaging of those kinds of <laughs> events and places. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, come on, move on. Okay, next we have <laughs> a, a shade, Cryptek Armour Shade Gloss, uh, £4.75, £4.4 Element Games, £4 at the Outpost. It's kind of a ready, glossy red wash. Okay. Oh, that's that's gloss, though. I, don't like I like a glossy red wash. I mean, it, it's, I mean, what use would get out of it? I don't know, maybe some metallics for, uh, you know, the, I think you can see it done on various Necron stuff. So maybe for Mechanicum and stuff like that, it might work out well. So, mm, okay. Looks good on gold. Um, anyway, uh, and then moving on, we've got some scenery. We have the Battle Zone Munitorum Battlefield. I absolutely love this set. Looks amazing. It's for, it's a, that's the Munitorum Battlefield. Yeah. yeah. Not, this is, this is the mat, isn't it? Not the, Yes, I'll move on to the scenery in a minute. Yeah, this is £30 or £25.50 at Element Games, £24 at the Outpost. It makes a half battlefield based on the new minimum size of 40k. So, again, it's not the cheapest. You can get mats for better prices than this. But it's an option there if people are interested in it. Okay, because yeah, it was, it sort of, it's got its own little handy carrying casey thing, hasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Which is quite useful, I suppose. Yeah, if you want to have a paint, 
Still if you want to have a really, really small game, this is fine. What's that? Size, what size does it make? Two by two uh, or something? It makes up a 30 by 22.4 inch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, no, no. Two, it, it, it measure, it's got two boards of thirty by twenty-two point four. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah. So it's got two boards that size, which is a, which is fine. You know, again, it's a very small game. If that's what you're, if that's what you want to play, or, or, or more to you, they're nice looking boards actually. To be so fair. it has to be sixty by forty-four, forty-five roughly. So five foot by. Yeah. Okay. No, no, it'll be half that. It'll be half that because you can only put confused. it on one side. Really uh, Whatever happened to whole numbers? That's what I want to know. Whatever happened? It's Why are we dealing with it's point a, size? Oh, if you now? put, if you put, so this is two boards. So if you put both together, you can make one big board. Yeah, big one big half board. half board basically. Okay. What? Why are we doing twenty two point four inches? Because it's a standard what? board game size. So they oh, don't yes. need. So they don't need to go and get new tooling made up for this board. Right. Oh, fair play. Okay. Uh, Okay. If I've got to start measuring out tables at events. It's twenty-two point four inches. No, our event will be generally speaking. Our, our event will be God. six by six by four. De- the decimalisation of imperial measurements properly boils my blood and <laughs> other things as well. It just drives me mental. If you're going to use the imperial system, use sixteenths and thirty seconds and eighths and quarters. Don't decimalise an imperial system. <laughs> Uh, except, you know, most of the world probably wouldn't understand that. So, The one country in the world that still uses the imperial system is the one country in the world that celebrates not being part of the empire once a year. Exactly. That's anyway. not actually true. There's a few countries that still use the imperial system. None of them, have, apart from America, are useful at anything. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, then we've got a spray. Apologies Rural if you're from any, from any of those countries. Yeah. yeah. Rulord Brass Spray. £18 or £15.30 element games or £16 at the outpost. Just a spray can version of Runelord Brass. It's not much more you can say than that. Again, might be useful for Mechanicum players. If you I want something a question, other. chaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In my mind, right, paint has never got any more expensive than about £2.20. So every That's time it. I go and buy... Very wrong. Yeah, every time I go and buy paint, I'm always shocked by how expensive it is. Yeah. So the other don't, day I went to... Uh, don't ever swap to scale 75. You'll give yourself an heart attack. Yeah. I went to Battle Bank the other day. Sorry, he's got a machine for that. I am. <laughs> Red advanced. Um, I went and I got two, I think it was, uh, yeah, two paints and two brushes. Games Workshop brushes. 14 quid. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was thinking, my word, I was expecting change from a fiver. The brushes are pricey. Um, you can, I, I prefer personally army painter brushes. Okay. But that's just me. But I tend to use a mixture of um, Games Workshop and army painter, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, but generally speaking, if there's an army, if there's a choice between army painter and Citadel, I'll buy the army painter. They're not that much cheaper. But do you know what I've, what I've done now is I used to buy lots of different types of brushes, and generally now I just buy dry brushes and yeah, medium both. layer brushes, and that's it. Yeah. Everything else, fine. four inch thick, um, <laughs> and and brushes and rollers. Basically, yeah. simple. Yeah, just, that's what I, I need. I'm going to keep. Way. I'm going to keep quiet on this topic. Are you, are you, I bet your Windsor and number seven's favourite character. I bet he's got the hand handcrafted. I've got, I've got, I've got Windsor Newton series sevens. I've got Artis Opus ser- series S, and Rosemary and Co series thirty three. 
but for the for the money, you cannot beat a Rosemary and Co. Series 33 because you've got about 80% of the quality of a Series 7 for about 15% of the cost. They're about three quid each. They're amazing. Yeah, I've, I've heard good things about I've got a, so I've got my paintbrush pot in my hand. Mm-hmm. So it's mostly GW. I've got a Dana and Rowney, what I guess I use as a dry brush at some point. And then... No, nothing fancy. Nothing. I mean, I think that actually has got a plastic handle, so that's always the sign of a quality paintbrush. To be fair, for oil, a... wash, for oil washes and stuff, I use a lot of paints from the walk, from the works as well. I have a single excess artificial air brush, and that's the fanciest brush I've got. I've never used it. I won it in a, an event, but I'm not good enough to use brushes like that. I'm, I'm really not. Um, think of it the other way around. If you use a better <clears throat> brush, you'll get a better result. Those brushes aren't good enough for you, Michael. You just keep telling yourself that, mate. <laughs> okay. All right, moving on, because I'm, I'm going to be a, a, a harsh producer today and keep the tangent down to a minimum. Um, we've got Adeptus Titanicus, The Defense oh, sure. of Riser. Um, yes, £22 for this book. It's amazing. I have this book. It's awesome. It arrived the day after I went on my holiday, but it was yeah. waiting for me when I got back, and it's yeah. glorious. It's amazing. So £22 for the for the hardback uh, from GW, or you can buy the EPUB for sixteen ninety nine. Or the hardback is £18.70 at Element Games or £17.60 at the Outpost. It is absolutely phenomenal. I love this. It's got so much cool stuff in it. And anyway, we'll talk about that in Engine Kill. So we'll go into big, bigger detail on that. Uh, we've also got the Adeptus Titanicus, Serastus Knights, Archeon, and Castigator. Acercon, sorry. Uh, £40 or £34 uh, at Element Games or £32 at the Outpost. I'm guessing this was originally going to be a two-pack, like the, um, what do you call it, the, 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 the Lancer? Sorry? Right. Fair enough. Yes. No. <laughs> uh, no, because uh, one sprue makes one, um, so, um, one of each. So I'm guessing it was originally going to be a, a single sprue, and obviously they've repacked them as, they packed them as two in the end. Uh, hence the twice the price. But they are they're, lovely. They're beautiful. The, the little mini castigators are just the cutest things ever. <laughs> just so because I own the full size one, seeing the little diddy one is like, oh, so cute. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to get I need to get some of these. These are lovely. Um, and then we have the first. Uh, oh no, sorry, we've got the Adeptus Titanicus Defense of Riser Stratagem cards, which are direct only. But they're now out of stock. They went out everywhere. Um, they were £9.50. Again, don't depend on us for your new releases. You, you'll, you'll be disappointed. Yep. Really the first will. time I've heard that. Anyway. Uh, yeah, which is a shame. <laughs> not, not the first time from us. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, we have a Ford World model at long last. Queen's Arm, Master of the Keshig. Now, what's every, we've, obviously, we saw him at, what, January, February? Las Vegas Open, he was shown off. hundred years ago. We saw him when we were allowed to when we were allowed to see other people. Yeah. That's how long ago it was. That's... Lovely looking model. I, I love the way he's got that uh, bloke out the um, Dreadnought sarcophagus just laying at his feet. It's brilliant. I see not, I saw some I'm people just... moaning about the helmet, which I'm not, I'm not a fan, gotta be honest. No, oh, fair it's enough. A, it's a bit piggy. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, you know, people were, some people were complaining, oh, it's a, oh, was it Chinese or Japanese styled in a Chinese style? Yeah, it's an, on, it's an, on, it's like, an Oni demon. Oni yeah. demon. Um, I, I but, think, 
I mean, I, I must admit, the helmet isn't my favourite, but I do love his face. You know, the I, helmeted face is great. It doesn't. I mean, thankfully, it doesn't look anything like Pete Reese. So, you know, we've got some... Oh, yeah. Not until Pete gets the hands on it. It looks, it looks a bit like Dave Mills. <gasps> Shots fired. No, it's OK. We saw a lot of... No, not the only. Dave, Dave looks a bit like a few orcs that we know. Dave looks like half the cast. Not the helmet. The, um... I'll, have to, I'll have to send oh, you the, oh, the, no. the front cover of the French edition of The Hobbit that, that I found this week. And, oh, my God. Seriously, France, sort it out. It's... Well, you can say that about you know France anytime. So. <laughs> anyway, anyway <laughs> moving on down. from the they, they, they've done a str- they've done a string of of bald headed bearded chaps. Uh, games for actual. All do look like their target demographic. Right? They do, yeah, because yeah, the Dark Angels, um, yeah, Praetor, Praetor, yeah, was basically the same guy. I think yeah. normally I'm a maybe they can't sculpt hair anymore. I'm, well, normally I'm a, I'm a big fan of of a helmet. In this instance, <laughs> I've got to say that the bald-headed is is uh, is definitely my preference. Stop sniggering at the back, <laughs> Mills and Ing. He's a he's I I I like it. Everything except that helmet. No, he's got, I think he's got hair actually. Looking on the three sixty degree, he's got hair. It just seems to be in like a ponytail or something. Straight back oh, ponytail. Okay. Good just sort of. Um, anyway, I really but, like his like I like the armor. Uh, yeah. I like that stitched armor thing. I think that's really cool. Yeah, that is actually. I think yeah, I would prefer it as I mentioned, which, which may well be contradictory to what I said at a previous date. But as of as of the time of recording on the yeah whatever today is, I don't dislike that model. I, I, I just love that base. Love that base. Yeah, the base is spectacularly. The cool. thing is, with those bases, I have a selection of them. That are unpainted yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and waiting for someone on AOC trading to go. Has anyone got this base going? So I'm going, yes, I see you go. Should be yeah. on. I'm the same as you, Chris. I've got Pertrabo's base, never painted it. Yeah, yeah I, I, well, I, you have to paint Pertrabo's I'll, base. I'll have it to a certain point, but the other bits of it, never done it. Graham, really, I'll have it. Characters. I'll buy Will it you? off you. Will you? Of course, you can have it. I'm not using it, mate. All right. And There's then a... we move on to. Sorry, go on. There you go. Uh, I was going to say, then we move on to books, and um, we got um, a Scions of the Emperor, long last, um, hardback anthology, um, £15 or £12.75 at Element Games or £12 at the Outpost, and of course the EPUB is £9.99. That's a, an anthology, it was an event-only anthology for a long time, um, and it's basically little, you know, short stories with... Um, uh, of the uh, of the uh, Primarchs series, mm. really really good. Um, there's oh, that's a fantastic uh, Dawn story in there. Yeah, it is. Is it fantastic? Is the word? No, it's better than that. It, and there's a really a good. Very... Yeah, there's a really good Alpha Legion one as well. It just makes you go, ooh. Yeah, it's it's, it's a it's a well worth a read that book. You can get your hands yeah, on. I think we reviewed it last year at some point. So yeah. Yeah, really good book. Excellent. Absolutely essential reading, I think. Um, yeah, I'll pick that up on uh, EPUB when I finally get through Saturnine. I'm loving it, but it's t- I'm not getting a lot of time to get through it. Yeah, I've had, I struggled with time to read it. I just finished it last night, and oof, I need to talk about it with you guys, so um, I'll wait for Robert to be finished. Uh, then I want to know which Legion you want to do the most after finishing it. That's that. That would be the thing. That, oh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. All of them. All of them. Really, Except all the, of them? <laughs> well, mostly the white scars. 
that scene in chapter four. Uh, yeah, I've, I've I've read that. Yeah. Anyway, um, right. So moving on, Horus Lupercal bookends, which didn't sell out right away. Um, they're still available. I'm surprised at 70, 70 notes. 70 oh, we didn't we didn't check who to see who was right, did we? I think we mm-hmm. might have been nearest Chris. Yeah, I think so. I listened to the episode back, and I think I went low, like fifty. Yeah. Oh, they are pretty big. I've seen, I've seen them. I've seen them in the flesh, and they are pretty. It was either it was either Garrow or it was either Garrow or Spuddy put up on Instagram um, saying, "You know, these aren't little, and they're like four times the height of a dreadnought." Yeah, they're of a contemptor. They are massive. They're they're really big, really big. Not surprised. Well, take the weight, haven't they? I mean, you've got to think of these hardbacks. Yeah, yeah but if you, if you think how much GW charge for resin. There's probably as much resin in them as there is in a Warhound Blade in Titan. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. But it's one molded part, so it's a, yeah. it's, it's less. I wonder complex. if they've got. I wonder if they've got metal cores. Again, you can chunk a lead in the middle for if you get a burglar around, you can just lay him out. Well, yeah, him out. Got, although resin's heavy, it's not going to be that heavy. I don't, I don't know. I haven't felt one, but uh, I'll tell you I've what. I'll put a contemptor in a sock, and we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're pretty, they're pretty damn big. Um, they're fifty-six pounds at Element Games or sixty pounds at the Outpost, and they are, as I said, they are phenomenal. I'm surprised they didn't sell out. As quickly as I thought they were gonna do, um, I'm guessing. Well, I can still buy it on the internet on the web page. Yeah, 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 you can. Yeah, yeah they, sure. they haven't sold out. Um, I'm guessing that um, you know a lot of people were basically. Um, it's a bit rich. It's just bookends, which on the one hand means that maybe next time we get something like this, GW'd make less of them because they don't want stock like this hanging around. No, but or they could conversely, you know, maybe make them cheaper. Or maybe. or maybe do it so they aren't both the same person. <clears throat> yeah, it would have yeah. been nice if one was the emperor. Yeah. If one was emperor, if one was a loyalist and one was a traitor, that would have, I think. Oh, if it, one had been the emperor. The, the, they only appeal to traitor players. Yeah. Oh no, they appeal yeah. to me as well. Oh, I like it. Yeah, you know. Or a even a before. Player at heart. Even if they were both Horus, they could have done a before and after the fall Horus. Oh yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah. I mean, also to be fair, it's not just people who play Heresy who have the books, so. No, but I just it doesn't necessarily you know i'm saying this i would imagine and i'm gonna hazard a guess it'd be interesting to work out how many people buy books that don't play heresy in a sort of venn diagram so play lot. heresy seven all right uh moving on to the next item we've got some scenery the thing that i thought we were talking about before the command edition um battlefield um, is this 37.35 inches <laughs> of the one diameter and, uh, uh it's the same size of board so if you bought this and the other board, you'd have a, you know, five, you know, not quite a six by four, one slightly shorter. Three foot and ten eighths, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but this has got some, I think the scenery in this is fantastic. It's £55, uh, or you can get it for 46 and five element games or £44 at the outpost. And this is just, I think this is really, really good. That's you know you've got two nice big pieces there you've got a bunch yeah. of pipes two little ruins and you've got this I can't remember what they called it the um, uh, thermo exchanger shrine or something okay and it's all snap fit as well yeah. no glue required just snap fit and absolutely lovely stuff I that is, definitely that's not too bad that's, that's good value isn't it yeah for yeah, it's, 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 it's quite dear it's still quite dear but GW scenery is dear but you 
you've, it's you've good got the, stuff. You've got the trade off that it's robust, it's it's well made stuff. So and it, judging by the picture, it certainly paints up well as well. I like that scheme they've chosen. Yeah, I was just looking at how they did the sort of the dirty white, if you like. There is a there is a video on that. Yeah. It'd be very expensive to do a full um a full table full six before in, sorry to use a measurement without a decimal, but um So you should be. Well yes. my my thinking of this 5. is I'm gonna nine nine by three I want to do a table of this. I'm gonna grab one of these. I I, I wanna get the recruit the, the elite edition which comes with this anyway, because Megan wants the, the bikes um and stuff so more scenery it's fine and supplement that with probably the manufactorum and the derelict manufactorum and i think you've got a table there are the pipes compatible with the old promethean pipes yes they are they are the same height and everything that's good yeah they are they are identical all the pipes uh, they've ever done all three sets of pipes ever done completely compatible okay so yeah they are brilliant yeah Mm. i love them love that scenery uh then we've got it's all about down to books now so we've got the first wall um, came out in paperback, twelve ninety nine. Um, for those who only want a pink paperback, that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. Sons of the Selenar hit Audible. That hit Audible today. It's nineteen ninety nine. Actually, I think it is on sale right now for a short period on Audible. Um, if you want to get that, um, I think it's like a few more days left. I think it's like a half price or something. But it's nineteen ninety nine normally or one credit, and that is fantastic because that's how I get my audiobooks um berry dagger is coming to pay back that's coming up for pre-order this saturday uh no it's already up for pre it was on pre-order last saturday don't know what's coming up with this saturday. uh that was 7.99 or six pound 79 at elman games 6.39 at the outpost and finally white dwarf 455 which is 5.99 or 4.99 for the epub i mentioned that because it's got heresy content in it but we'll talk and, about that next month and adeptus titanicus as well yes adeptus titanicus yeah it does, uh, you know, content. Anyway, so what we'll do now is we'll run into what we've been up to. Can I just add that the other countries that use the imperial system, other than America, are Liberia and Myanmar, or Myanmar, whatever it's called. Well, well Myanmar have got more important things to worry about than what measurement system oh, they use at the moment. Yeah. Let's not get into the politics of Myanmar. And... That's, that's why I'm saying they've got better things to worry about than, than yeah. measurements. Um, anyway, interesting, like, uh, interesting crowd. We can take a break. What comes from Liberia? Uh, gemstones, because West oh, Africa. I thought, that, I thought, yeah, that, I thought that'd be why you know about it. <laughs> they use the imperial measurement, but that doesn't matter because I can send a seven-year-old down right. a mine with an AK-47 to dig up right. some rock. Can okay. we take a break at this yeah, yeah, point? Okay, uh, we'll uh, we'll take a break, and we'll be back in a few minutes uh, to talk about what we've been up to. So now we are on to the what we have all been up to, where we get to tell you all the antics and shenanigans of things that we've painted and assembled. Uh, and I will, I'll go first. I'll get myself out of the way because it's not. It's as per usual. It's a small list. Mm-hmm. So I've been messing about with resin some more. Instead of I know we mess around with resin on a on a large in, scale anyway. In, in this hobby, never. I know, right? Unheard of. But um. Clear resin because I was using that trying to get my bases for the big demon sorted. 
so I'm using a lot of that liquid, the um, sort of water simulant. Oh, you're, doing, you're using that UV resin stuff, aren't you? Well, I've got that, and I've also got some of the other stuff, the normal pour it self-leveling yeah. nonsense. Yeah. The thing with that is you can't ever make quick progress with it because it takes about a day and a half to actually set before you can then do anything else with it. Okay. Which yeah. is like... So I, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll get them all done. I'll get them all sorted. <laughs> put them in the garden. Put some foil on them. Make sure they don't leak everywhere and everything. I was like, right, now I can do the next part. So two or three hours later, done not really read the side of the bottle. Because, you know, <laughs> why Why would I? What instructions for, after all. <laughs> exactly. I thought, oh, no, the other st- stuff sets quickly. It'd be fine, don't worry. Put my finger right in it. Nice big fingerprint. Right, okay. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's start this one again. Nice. So it's just been slow going on that because I want to. So I'm setting the some skulls. It's it's going to like blood basically on the bases, and they're the, the big guys are all standing in it. So the, the one I did when we recorded for Michael's charity thing a couple of weeks, a couple of months back now, which yeah. I don't know if we talked about last time or if yeah, it was we talked shows. about last time. I think so. Um, so that's got sort of a, a splash of water where the bloodthirster is sort of stomping forward to hit someone. Nice. So it's got a splash, and then there's going to be skull. There are skulls sort of resined onto it now. So they're not glued in, they're actually resined onto the splash. And I'm going to have them set into the blood that's sort of just in general on the base. So as the splash is sort of like going up, is it got skulls <coughs> where he's like yeah. dis- dispersed them with his. Yeah, basically. Hoops. Oh, nice. Um, and then there's some more skulls sort of in the pools of blood the, the singular pool of blood that is the base anyway so it's sort of setting them in it while it's sort of t- slightly tacky with a, some tweezers gotcha. mm-hmm. and then i've got to let that dry and then put another layer on top so that they're sort of set in and oh, then yeah, yeah. so it's got a you know so it, so it looks like there's a, a good thick amount of blood it's so got paint put a bit, bit of red clear over it let that said, and then build up layers. So that's just been sort of why. It sounds like a laborious <laughs> process. It, it's not too bad. It's just one of those things. It's, it's annoying because I can't, I can't do anything quickly with it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, I want to get this done, but actually, from one stage or one step basically takes up a day and a half, and there's nothing else I can do Got for those bases in the meantime. And I don't want to start painting the models until i've got the bases because the models aren't on the bases yet i've made space for their feet to go but i want to make sure i've got the bases sorted before i start painting models and attaching them if that makes sense yeah yeah because it'd just be a headache to then have to undo and redo stuff so it's, it's just everything is sort of slowed down because i'm trying to do this sort of stupid liquid resin nonsense <laughs> which at the time think, i, th- yeah, I it's, thought it's would be a really great. good it would look cool but it, it's yeah it's just taking do you think this uh, is a, a kind of like an extreme reaction to the constant uh ribbing that no. ribbing gives you about bases and you've now got right just, you want I, was bases? Just, I was just wondering I'm, the gonna, exact gonna, same give, thing i'm gonna it's give not, you flipping no, because, because as, I've, as i've pointed out before all bar my blood angels have been based and they weren't based because time was an issue. 
Correct. Um, that is the only reason that they weren't they weren't based. Everything else has been. But I want. But I've got these big models. I've got you know, these are big guys. I want them to look as the best and most interesting that they can yeah. on on what are effectively just plain whatever ten inch bases. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, you see, and I could have just chucked a bit of uh, slate or whatever and flock and, you know, but I I thought I want to give them some character. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Rob would love me to say that he had some influence on the on on the situation, but that that would be a that would be a lie. Okay, it would. I'll, just I'll, check. I'll, I'll, I'll settle check. for influencing in other ways. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the but yeah, the liquid resin. Yeah, it's just the, the thing is, I've got, there are other things I wanted, other projects that I could get on with, but it's just like I just don't want to. What will end up happening is, I'll, I'll start, I'll, I'll do another project, and it'll be October, November, December by the time I get around to these bases again. By the time I even cross my mind, so mm-hmm. I'd rather, just, although it's a slow process, if it's my singular focus, although it's going to be slow, it means they will get done. Yeah, because I'm okay. I'm, a, I'm a terrible hobby butterfly at the best of times. That is true. You know, I was, I was playing a Battlefield Gothic yesterday, and like two days before that, I was like, oh, I can do this, this, and this. You know, then. There are still half-based, well, sort of half-magnetized Battlefield Gothic chips on my desk because I was like, oh, that's fine. I'll come back to them at some point. And that will uh, probably be February. <laughs> the Michael Bottle actually is slightly different to Michael, isn't it? I suppose because yeah, Michael tends to, to to hoard, doesn't he? Whereas you tend to just splurge and then start and then stop and then start and then stop. Yeah. Yeah. Michael's a hobby butterfly in the way you get those swarms of butterflies in Mexico that are always on David Attenborough programs where there's millions of them because he butterflies yeah. about doing a million things, but he finishes yeah. a million things. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Whereas he's, I, like a hob- he's like a hobby locust rather than a hobby butterfly. <laughs> yeah. Or a hobby squid. Absolutely. Whereas I, I'll just go, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll go balls deep for a while and <laughs> then um, conquers so, an- an- another, another something else will come along. That all distract me. I see. So what you're saying is that actually having a long kind of time between functions does lend itself to you going, oh, day and a half of that to drive. Just do something else in the meantime. And there's always a risk, I suppose, that you won't come back and finish the exactly. Thing. So, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. makes sense. So if, if I keep, so the bases are all on my desk. If I keep going back to that desk, they're the thing that's there. So I've got okay. to, uh, and I. Yeah. I, I, you know, if I want to say I've got to go through the house of finding somewhere for them to go. If I leave them there until they're finished, you know, if I, if I just leave them there, they'll get done. It, it, you know, and it'll be okay. Cool. I won't. I won't. Because uh, what will happen is otherwise, yeah, there'll be another project that I think, oh yeah, I'll, I'll do that, and then same conversation. Yep. Yeah. We'll be sitting here talking about it. All right, cool. Shall I go next? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so I. I vowed, avowed, took a sacred oath to uh, get the Ultramarine squads done. So this is going to come about really because I am getting to the point now where I'm running out of things to paint, which is great. So this sort of laser focus that I've had, I've been able to sort of not go off and 
tangent about it. I have bought stuff like Middle Earth and um, 40K now with the Necrons. I haven't even looked at them because I wanted to get this done. So I've kind of hoovered up all of my bits of sort of Mark III that I've got kicking around, some old kits from one of the various box sets. Because I want to get them cleared. So basically what I've done is I've, any, anything that I can make into a Marine, I've made into a Marine. So I've had some sort of combi plasma guns as well. So basically all of those little bits and bobs that you have on projects, you think that one day I'll use this. I've decided to, that, that, that that day is now. So I've basically just been cranking together lots of Marines. Um, I think I've got about, uh, well, I've got at least... 20 odd i suppose um so what i've done is i've created five veteran sorry i've created five guys for a tactical support squad with melter guns which michael gave me i think three melter guns for thank you and the rest i've created a sort of um veteran squad now i was going to get a seeker squad but i just i just had the stuff in front of me and i thought no veteran squad's good i quite like the idea of a veteran squad anyway like i say the combi weapons are as good as so i'm hoping at the moment i'm just waiting to uh, recess shade those and then tart them up a bit you know where i've gone over with the blue and then they will be done so that will be actually the last of the marines that i have to paint i think i might be have enough to maybe create another two or three with the odd bit here and there but if you need more melt- legs if you need more melter guns let me know uh, what mark three plastic legs yeah i mean i want to say i need more legs i don't really because i haven't got a end goal in sight here it's just whatever i happen to have in my room that i can make into a marine that's that's what i've been doing so don't give me any more stuff um (laughs) but yeah it's all going it's all going well so i've got them painted so i'm looking forward to getting them done obviously they're only half an army 1500 points worth well not even that actually I've, i've still got a load of stuff to buy like a load of vehicles and the recon marines as well which is going to be the mainstay of that army's troop choice so I did decide, though, that I wasn't going to get a javelin after all, and I was going to use a Dreadclaw for probably the either the Veteran Squad or for the um, Melter Gun Squad, because I've got one that I don't really use for the World Eaters. It's kind of spare. So being as it's almost very similar colours anyway, I'll just see if I can give that a quick, quick bluing up, and it'll be good to go. Nice. So, nice. yeah, I got, I, got, I got it done, pretty much. Um, I'm Sweet. quite pleased with that. That's me. Should we all go and put kettle on while Michael rattles through his... Uh... It's not much for me to go through. Um, I said I was going to paint a Sons of Horror squad, Ultramarines Contemptor, and start the Zone Mortalis uh, scenery. Um, so I started the month. I got that uh, Sons of Horror's tactical squad done. Quite happy with those. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, nice. I've those. I've got a scheme down I like, and I'm happy with that. Um you know use a bit a bit of use of contrast which i think you know works well um then i um got spent a few days building the zone more talus uh terrain that actually took a while um took like four days to build it all i think i've got enough right now for a free by free uh which is a mix of plastic zone mortalis and sector mechanicum plus a couple of 3d bits that uh printed that dicky printed off for me Nice. Uh, and some uh, Munitorum armor containers as well. So it's cool. going to be a slightly more open zone mortalis than normal, but still quite, you know, restricted line of sight, if that makes good. any sense. So yeah, uh, that's the plan anyway. Uh, and quite a few levels of, um, uh, uh, not levels, but, you know, quite a few um, platforms 
um, for, for you know for going up and down. So yeah, um, that's the only thing that I think the rules are lacking for. They need a better they need better rules for being up height in Zone Mortalis. Um, anyway, then I finally I got on with the Ultramarines uh, Contemptor, and I'm really happy with how that turned out. Um, he does look very good. Really does happy. All plasma, so he's got the power fist with the plasma gun in it, plasma blaster in it, sorry, and the um, power and the plasma cannon. So uh, it's Lovely. a really, really, really nice model. Absolutely love it. Um, I want another one now. <laughs> One's never enough. Yeah. So that's that's my uh, that's my month and hobby painting. What about you, Rob? Well, I've actually made some progress. I've made some what? progress. I, I know. I said I would finish twenty tech rolls. Big ask for you. I know. I mean, two tech rolls a month is about your normal output. <laughs> I was going to say. Mean, to be but fair, they're fantastic they're being... looking tech yeah. rolls. I'm like the I'm, I'm like the anti Michael. <laughs> I kind of I kind of balance balance everything out. Um, but no, I have I have finished Le Pathetique. They are all done. Um, so yes, success, congratulate, and all sorts of things. So. So how many uh, of them are there? Twenty. Nice. Never in the field of this hobby have I ever spent so much time and probably not money on 140 points. Um, yeah. 140 <laughs> points of the best trip choice in the game. One of the best, yeah. Um, the best. They, they look amazing, like though. Moving on to one of moving on to another contender for best trip choice in the game afterwards, which is the hoplites. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's for uh, next month. There's 20 of them. <sighs> But uh, no, I've enjoyed doing them. There's a lot more contrast. Uh, there's a lot more hairy stick work than I normally I normally do. I normally airbrush everything. Mm. Um, but these are almost entirely um, traditional brush painting stuff. So there's quite a bit of contrast and um, washes and inks and stuff. So yeah, it's been interesting working out how to do them. But I'm quite chuffed. And the oh, yeah. uh, the, the the tea bag basin is is working. Yeah. Actually, it reminds me because I finished. I painted my first ever Mechanicum figure, didn't I? I completely forgot about this. You did. So I painted my Magos Arch Magos using the uh, plastic kit from Games Workshop, which is a really nice model actually. Um, I had a real struggle with him. I went through about three different kind of paint schemes till I sort of landed on one that I quite liked. Mm. Um, but a lot of it was very much in the way that. I took a little bit of inspiration from your um, Mechanicum, that kind of John Blanche-esque, you know, very muted colour schemes, which I yeah. like anyway. Yeah, so. it's it's an interesting way of painting, just trying to be a bit freer and a bit kind of looser and kind of lost, um, not impressionist, but just kind of trying to give the impression of something rather than write every last line and detail has okay, to be yeah. spot on. Well, that's so, a for me, let's be honest. But um, yeah, it's good. I'm, I've got this scheme now. I'm quite happy with it and it will, that'll work well. I think it's, it's, it's scalable so that I can then do the rest of the army in it. Huzzah. So yeah, I enjoyed painting Huzzah. actually. It was quite, I mean, quite a challenge. Yeah, it's nice. Mechanicum, I'm enjoying painting Mechanicum because it is different. It's not like power armour. Ad yeah. nauseam, yeah. you know, um, or if you're doing cloth and stuff for solar and or uh, mm. militia, it's not cloth ad nauseam. It's a bit of this, bit of that, bit of you know. There's there's a lot going on with the models, so you, you you kind of 
don't get so bored with them. I found I could I could batch them out fairly easy, doing all 20 at once, just like I'll do that bit on all of them, and then by the time I get around to the beginning, that'll be dry, so I'll, then I'll do that bit on all of them, and nice. just uh, just rattled around. Yeah, it was good. Good stuff. Awesome. All right. What about games played, then? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go and put kettle on. Speak okay. to you guys in a minute. <laughs> uh, do, do you want to talk about yours game first, Chris? Can do. So I, I played a game, which is... And it was heresy related, which is even more a, more of a unique occurrence. But I played a game of Battlefleet Heresy or Battlefleet Gothic, depending on which way you want to look at it, um, against Adam. Yeah, just 24 hours ago, in fact, um, which was a lot of fun. I haven't played a game of this for, I was trying to think of the day, it must be, you know, 15 years or so. Um, so I took my Imperial Fists portion of my fleet with a few white scars um, and some ships that hadn't been painted that are going through a transference from Imperial Fists into a white scars contingent against his Chaos ships. Um, his Chaos fleet he had sort of using a... Um, I can't remember which Legion he was playing. My brain has... No, I can't remember now. But um, yes, I had my Emperor class, um, sort of half, half a dozen cruisers, a lot of escort, uh, about eight escorts as well. So it's about two thousand odd points, two thousand hundred. I think that, it looked it looked like a lot. Is that a normal size? Is that quite a big game? So fifteen hundred, two thousand points is, is sort of like, okay. sort of where you are. It's sort of average. It took us about four three about three hours or so four hours w- with having to remind ourselves of rules and stuff um cool. a bit longer than that it's it's one of those games where the first few rounds are quite slow but once you get into sort of you know i suppose any sort of tabletop game once you get into each other's faces it, it, it all sort of rattles through quite quickly yes nice. um unfortunately Adam, he, he has a an imperial fleet that he was going to use so he misplaced that so he had to substitute a couple of things so we had like the planet killer in there which doesn't actually exist in the battlefleet heresy um rule set that exists but we sort of he had 500 points to make up so we sort of chucked that as sort of experimental weapon that the traitors were trying to unleash nice. <clears throat> um it, yeah it was just it was just good fun to sort of use the sort of fly my spaceships around unleash ridiculously powerful weaponry against sort of uh, other things of I've got with ridiculous powerful um, weaponry on them. I won, which is an even more important uh, occurrence. There was. <laughs> well, there, I'm glad you clarified that. I won, and that's important. That was it. Was, yeah, because there was a point. Cause he, Adam even played more this important game or even lot, more rare. Even more rare. Um, Adam played this game a lot back in the day, so he was he was quite sort of tactically minded about it. Yeah. And sort of he he was running his escorts as like a big group, and they were just an, they caused me no end of bother. You know, I lost two ships in the first two turns. Ouch! Um, and one of those was my Grand Cruiser, which was going to be fairly useful, um, or I hoped it was going to be fairly useful, and turned out to be just a wreck that moved across the board, just floating <laughs> along nicely, doing nothing whatsoever, um, not even going to explode, just just floating along. Um, yeah, and they were causing me all sorts of bother, but uh, I played a lot of Star Wars Armada yeah. in the in the in the the times between Battlefield Gothic being a thing in my life. So I sort of I I've learned in in space combat games to plan sort of 
three turns ahead, basically. Because you have to do that, especially in Armada, because you have to issue orders. Yeah, well, in advance, don't you? Yeah, it's... I, I got that on a on a humble bundle when I was running a PC for a while, and I couldn't even figure out the movement, so I just uninstalled it. Yeah. Yeah, um... Battlefield Battle Gothic, or... yeah, Battle Gothic Armada. I just yeah. couldn't. And it was like, move your ship like this. I was like, oh, what? Oh, okay. okay. I found it quite nice actually. I must well, have, I've got it on Steam. I might fire it up again. Yeah. But um. But no, it was it was yeah it was good fun. So yeah, I destroyed the planet killer. I took out uh two other of his cruisers. One sort of floated off the board, so that counted as destroyed. I think I won by about two hundred victory points in the end because you get the points for the uh ship costs basically. Okay, nice. Um. But yeah, it was good fun. We're gonna try and make a campaign out of it between ourselves um which would be good but yeah it was, yeah, it was nice it was... can you teach me to play sometime yeah yeah whenever i see you next we'll i'll, I'll bring some i'm mm-hmm. sure i'll have some sh- my fleet my whole fleet with me if we're going to run it at, uh kind of legends i'll have to bring enough ships of, you know other people to play so we'll have a, we'll have a couple of games we can re- reach that dream of um uh you know battlefield gothic Titanicus and Heresy. Yeah, it's all there. It's all, it's all it's, 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 well, yeah, we can all, we can do it in two months' time. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> you know? um, but yeah, next time, yeah, whenever I see you next row, we'll have some ships with me and we'll, the, the four of us will, you know, however near us around at the point, we'll have a big old punch up. Yeah, that'd be cool because I was, I, I was gutted because I was saying to you in the WhatsApp chat, wasn't I, that mm. at some point I did own a brand new in cellophane full set. Yeah. Bet- between moving out from my ex's house eleven years ago, God knows where it's gone, but it was a was a brand new one, still shrink wrapped. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's disappeared. But hey ho. It's yeah. I, I, this is that's the thing. It's 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 been around for so long, and sort of it, it, you know, it's you probably thought, oh, it's nothing's gonna happen with it, and threw it out at some point. But yeah, I've got enough ships that we can have a, a good sized game. But well, yeah, I've got basically four fleets worth now so and i keep picking up little bits on email up my retribution the other day which i'm very excited about using at some point because that's the, the the big ship i wanted when the game you know 20 years ago mm. and now i finally have it and it's like is it, a, is it a 3d print or is it a, yeah. no it's a it's a proper nice. uh yeah i don't i haven't um explored the 3d resin print world yet i just pick things up on ebay Sort of the old GW stuff, so yeah. Nikki's, I'm, I'm looking at getting some printed with Nikki. It's just finding the right files. Yeah, making sure it's easy enough to do. There are, yeah, there are a few ships you never see on eBay that I would quite like. So I'm, I, you know, shapeways and stuff are, you know, is there. Um, yeah. It's definitely worth speaking to Nikki. I mean, if we, if we, I, I, I'm gonna speak to her again and like, how much is it? How much you reckon it's gonna cost to to build these? Um, and is it worth me and Chris grabbing some resin or filament, whatever? Thing is, though, it's like on. So one of the places I was looking at Shapeways, it's like for the retribution, it would have cost me 150 quid, basically, to get it printed and shipped to me. Well, on eBay, you can pick them up metal for you know anywhere between 40 and 90 quid, depending if you want it painted or not. Yeah, but you got to remember on on uh, Shapeways, the you know the the guy who's designed it is charging you a uh you know is charging his uh, his profit on top of that yeah no yeah yeah but what i mean is it's not 
although the availability is there with Shapeways, it's not actual, you know, unless yeah. you can't physically get somewhere. Yes, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. It's interesting. Did you see the large-scale um, Battlefleet Gothic? Oh, the one you were, yeah, that's the one you sent me about. Yes, I think what they've done is they've taken the 3D files yeah, and just basically scaled them up. So that there's a, it's local, actually, in Durham. Yeah. <laughs> so they've got these ships and they're, you know, they're 12 inches long. Yeah. And um, look very, very cool. So I might try and investigate that if we get a chance. Because that doesn't... Yeah, I'm thinking I might go down and have a look. I mean, it'd be lovely to paint at that scale, I expect, if you're a good painter. Yeah. Paint your own, these ships, the large ships, almost like, you know, painting them in battleships or something. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's a different game, but same system, sort of. It's Drop Fleet Commander, written by Andy Chambers, just a submarine version. And they did, um, years ago, they had a, um, they did one, I think it was in 10 millimeter scale. Uh, their version of a uh, their small version of a ship um basically did it at epic scale and oh my god it was huge it was it was it was a it was massive yeah it was massive i'll find you a picture at some point like that, was, um, uh, the super star destroyer for star wars it's yeah like that's ridiculously sized yeah but this is uh oh, i'll have to I'll, I'll find a picture of it at some point and send it to you but it, it's um Anyway, anyway, yeah, moving on. Yeah, games played. Yeah, so that was me. That was good fun. Try and get some more games in. We're going to set up a, uh, a campaign, so hopefully we can sort of, um, sort of get some sort of heresy-themed thing going. That'd be good. Very cool. Okay, uh, Michael. Uh, yeah, you and me. Your, we, your gaming experience this I played this with uh, with Graham. Um, we, well done. We, we, we both, you know... I've been clamoring at the bit, and I've been like, Graham, let's go to, let's go to uh, Battle Bunker. Uh, and Graham was obviously, you know, uh, you know, quite rightly a little bit wary, um, because obviously, you know, his health is uh, is really important, um, obviously. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, it was um, it was good. We played. We wanted to play four thousand points on a big table, but they were both fully booked. Although the people who wanted them never actually turned up, which is a little bit annoying. Ah. And it's like, you know, I'm no, I'm not having to go just here. I'm sort of like, you know, we yeah. pay, you know, we would have been willing to pay the the, the price for it, and yeah. and someone someone didn't, uh, which is just a bit bit not bit you know bit not good. Uh, anyway, so we played three thousand five hundred points. Does um does he have to have like a a three strike system? So if you reserve a table, he doesn't you don't pay up like three times. You don't turn up three times. You get like a Ban from reserving tables or anything. I don't know. I've never been in the situation where I've had to not turn up for a table. If I'm gonna, you know, go, I'll go. But I'll have a look. I'll, I'll ask him at some point. Yeah, just, just curious, yeah. really. People love that sort of thing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was a really good game. Uh, I took my Death Guard. Graham took his um, Salamanders, and we played. Um, oh, what was the mission again? It was the. It was the you get on the objective, you score at the beginning of, Dominion. of the Dominion objectives. Yes, five objectives. So um, it was sort of like a sort of like a square objective, really. Two in each, two two um, in each half of the table, and because one in, more or less in the middle. Hammer and anvil we played, wasn't it? Yeah, hammer and anvil, and it was really good. Um, I deployed um, very defensively. Um, Graham a bit more aggressively. 
what what how, how aggressive was the salamanders list if i may because i know sort of in the days before you and i had, had a, 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 it wasn't too bad it wasn't it was it was do toned you, do down to, do you want me to read it out to you chris yeah go for it yeah rough on you why not because i've already prepared it anticipating this very question um <laughs> so this is what i had in my list right so i had for hqs i had a lord chaplain named mr Ritan, who was awesome expensive mine 215 points but he's um chaplain-esque skill so he has that kind of zealot role um and he's also got a um mantle of the elder drake so i think he's uh gives a ton of warrior uh two plus four plus in bond has got a, a two-handed um sort of thunder hammer that's initiative uh goes at initiative but it's only strengths um strength six not strength eight but still ap2 at initiative so that's pretty cool um he's a good you know master of the legion type character he's he's pretty pretty nails um and then alongside him i had a zafius azur who is another kind of um chaplain-esque character sounds um, like you've been drinking shots of tesseract glove eh? it does yes i've been on the old um anyway he's what level one psycho but he can only take prescience and precognition as his uh, spells. Doesn't get to roll on them. But again, useful, particularly with the old um, salamanders, because of their potential weakness of getting rolled off the board with sweeping advance, because you can't roll, add your dice to them. So usually I take characters who have, who have that fearless rule um, to try and counteract that. But this isn't a close combat army. So also had so that was my two hq choices like i say zafir so was pretty good actually out, out of all of them he was probably the most useful um i had a dreadnought just a normal boxer knot um with heavy flamers because obviously the plus one strength from the salamanders um, don't see just, them very often. you don't and they die really quickly but you know he, he looks okay and these probably why you don't see him very often yeah two two power fists send him forward 120 points i mean you're right quarters would be much better but you know what i think i got the salamanders venerable dreadnought model um which i use so it looks okay um and then in my elite section which i probably wouldn't have taken with this list if we weren't at three and a half thousand rather than three thousand is i did take some fire drakes but only only six fire drakes so it wasn't too bad yeah um and they uh they didn't have a spartan by the way they didn't have a spartan um so I had six fire drakes, the usual smattering, mainly with chain fists, a couple of power, um, what they're called, thunder hammers, and the, the fire drake master had a combi melter and a thunder hammer, mastercraft thunder hammer. So yeah, pretty good. Always super useful and tend to scare the lumbages out of opponents, which they which they do. Um, and my troops, pretty standard really. Uh, I had three, sorry, I had two. Um, tactical squads uh, both identical really so in rhinos because you know me everything goes in a rhino we don't usually put stuff on foot um, combi melter on the sergeant um, or on one power fist on the sergeant on the other um, artists for armor of course you know extra close combat weapons of course you know the standard stuff and the multi melters on the um, rhinos and then I had a 10 man pyroclast squad so this is the first time I used them they're okay. I mean, they've got two plus armor. They're pretty cool. Um, the weapons they have can be either a sort of flamer weapon or a slightly half range melter gun. 
so useful for things like terminators and stuff but they were they were uh better dedicated transport they were in a land raider proteus i think yeah not a phobos the proteus so they had something to get them around in and then finally uh, for the troop section i had a tactical support squad five man uh, with melter guns and the sergeant had a combi melter um so actually, no, there were six of those. So it was five melters and one combi melter on the sergeant. And then for my fast attack, I had a storm eagle, which is what I put the fire drakes and um, uh, what's his name, Namius Rattan in. So basically, that's my kind of punchy squad. And with the with the storm eagle, I always give it uh, twinning las cannons and a twinning multi melter, so it can do some do some good in its way. And then in the heavy support squad, I had the uh, Achilles tank, which is 300 points of nonsense, really. It's completely useless, but it's got a six-man capacity, so I chucked the um, uh, melter gun squad in it. Um, but actually, do you know what? It didn't do too bad this game. The actual uh, the cannon on the front did okay, did some did some good work. Um, and then I ha- had a Leviathan siege dreadnought, um, just with the siege drill and the siege claw. Um, nothing else on him really. In fact, yeah, nothing else. Heavy flamers, so they're strength six because of the Salamander's rule. And he's there to just sort of menace people, which is what he kind of did. And then um, final heavy support choice was just a Sakaran on its own um, with heavy bolt responses. And then no fortifications because of the right of war, which is Covenant of Fire. You can't take fortification to no um, no defence line this time. As much to Rob's shock. Uh-huh. And the Covenant of Fire is really good because all multi-melters are twin-linked and all the vehicles get moved through cover. The whole army gets moved through cover so the vehicles don't have to take dangerous train tests. So you can save five points from putting dozer blades on them. And in my heavy support choice, I had a Macarius Vulcan, which is the first time I used this, I think. Oh, that was very, it was very effective. That was good. Beautiful. That was a very good attack. Um, and that was it. So three and a half thousand points. Um, but yeah, the, the board didn't favour either of us really because it was quite claustrophobic it was like a cityscape so yeah. there wasn't really a good line of sight anywhere um and michael's army um he had a lot of land raiders as well uh with various things like that flipping horrible heavy support squad with all the um heavy flamers with shred um and the what they're called their shrouds now grave wardens grave i have both yeah yeah, so, so mine, I had a Praetor in in Tartarus armor uh, with uh, four Death Shroud, uh, and they were in a Land Raider, um, just a normal Land Raider. Um, then I had um, a Moritat with two Plasma Pistols, no jump pack, just, you know, foot slogging. Um, a Destroyer Squad, a nine man with one missile launcher. Um, then there was a... What else were my leads? Um... Uh, Mortis uh, Contemptor with uh, Kerry's Assault Cannons. Uh, Troops-wise, I had two tactical squads, um, additional weapons, Vexelia, uh, Sergeant with Artificer Armor, and one Sergeant had a Lightning Claw, the other had uh, a Power Scythe, um, both in Rhinos. Uh, there was the Heavy Flame Squad, as you said, uh, big Heavy Flame Squad with Chemunitions in a Rhino. Um, then an Auto Cannon Squad. First time I used these, I think there were seven of them. Um, yeah, they were nice. They were really, really good. Really, really good. And uh, then there was uh, sabers. I took two basic sabers, 
they were really not they were they're really cool models they died really easily but they, they were did. really cool models um and i imagine if the board had been a little bit better for them they would have done some some they would have they would have turned up good i'm really impressed by them yeah um, i was impressed uh, by them as well actually yeah uh then in heavy support i had the grave wardens uh so five of them in a land raider and a an arcus yeah yes what was my other heavy support thing uh i can't know but i had else my heavy support uh i had something uh i think it was a vehicle arcus that's all i can remember uh yeah i can't remember what was the other heavy support thing there were there was another one uh and then we had a um what you, what you call it wasn't uh, the heavy support squad with the heavy flamers no they're, oh, they're that's, that's oh i can't remember what the other thing was anyway never mind and i had a typhon oh yes of course how could we forget the typhon? it didn't do that much to be fair it doesn't have to it's just a, such a threat it's, it's, it's <laughs> just a thing that exists to annoy doesn't it it's yeah. just there yeah. you can't you take it for granted no, yeah. you, put a, you put a typhon on a 6b4 and you may as well play on a 3b2 yes yeah. I mean, the or, trick with the Typhoon is to get it to move or to basically stay out of its range otherwise. So it's not got a huge range on that gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we were playing Dawn of War, I could kind of outrange it a bit. But I, to be honest with you, I didn't really lay any shots into it because I knew that the only thing that would really deal with that would be the fire drakes when they turned up. And that was the plan. So I didn't waste any shots on it, really, to be honest with you. And Marco did have a couple of shots. Of course, no cover saves from it, which was great for the terrain but finding a line of sight to hit things was was tricky for him on it michael i yeah. think and then when it scattered horribly a couple of times as well yeah, so yeah yes yeah i think if with a couple of those shots been more accurate it would have really ruined my day but um luckily i think i managed to survive that um sort of barrage if you like the Macarius was really good against Armour 3. I mean, it's just fantastic tank for that. Even if you move it and it fires 15 shots, that's still 15, you know, strength 6 AP3 shots coming at you, um, which is a lot. Um, the Sikaran had a sort of uh, battle duel with the, with the um, uh, Mortis Contemptor. Uh, obviously, it was fishing for sixes. Though. I don't think I've got any trying to, trying to take that out. Um, but yeah, I think the turning point really was the uh, getting the Storm Eagle on and um, then getting the Fire Drakes out to smash into the Typhon. And I think once I'd done that, I'd already kind of smashed through a few bits and bobs with the Leviathan before that died. Um, yeah. And just sort of taking pot shots here and there. So, But it was the key to this mission, I think, is you have to actually be a bit risky with it. You can't you can't chance your arm too much because I think you have to get onto the objectives turn one so that you're scoring from turn one. Cause it's one of those, you know, you've yeah. got to, cause if you don't, it's really hard to, to recuperate those points later on in the game. Yeah, absolutely. And that was my, that was what my failing that I didn't get. I wasn't uh, aggressive enough and I didn't get, uh, I got onto two objectives, but you were onto three um, quite early on. Yeah. And I if even, I had been a bit more aggressive. I mean, even with like putting my getting my tactical squads out of the rhinos early, even though I knew that would potentially mean they're going to get you know vaped off the board by the typhon, it was a risk you had to take. Otherwise, I'd get no victory points for them anyway. 
Mm-hmm. So it was very much that to play that mission. I think you have to be quite quick to get onto the objectives as soon as possible and just hope for the best. But yeah, it was a good game. It was nice to play again. I, I missed it a lot. Um, yeah. So yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think it could have gone either way to be honest with you. I think it was just a bit. I think if the Typhon had shots had hit, um, it would have been it would have been a better result for Michael. I think if he'd managed to sort of a couple of them where I had things bunched up. And if they'd gone there. You know, he could have taken out a couple of rhinos and maybe a tank in a turn, and that would have um, that would have held me back quite a lot. So yeah, nice good stuff. Okay, uh, all right. So moving on to what we're going to paint next month. So um, we go back to the beginning and start with Chris. Yeah, it, <clears throat> it's just going to be playing with resin, <laughs> playing with clear resin and and red clear airbrush paint, and then. Uh, hopefully start on the actually getting some paint on the big guys because mm-hmm. they are um, sort of base painted so you know I I haven't based them black I've used the sort of doomball brown oh, as okay. their base color nice um, just so they don't I think it actually it, it makes if I miss those little patches that you miss they don't stand out as much because a bit the red looks a bit nicer on it as well I think yeah mm. so they, they, you know there are there is some color on them they're not just black but yeah it's just going to be hopefully get these bases finished and then actually crack on with the big guys nice, nice. i want to get these demons out and done and use them at some point yeah cool um what about uh Graham? yeah sure so i just need to finish these ultramarines off um and then that'll leave me with nothing to paint really so i will i think use the dread claw that i've got and sort of cannibalize that and use it for the ultramarines and that'll be that really it's just a question of now finding the money to get everything else together um i will send you these bits that i keep getting yes at some point would be great that'd be useful um what else this month actually we'll be finishing off um we've redone the last two parts of the company legend story because we had a Chris and I got together a couple of weeks back now, I think, just to talk through the story and where it was going and that storyline and just making sure that we were all on the same page and we got what we wanted to do. So we've got some good ideas in sort of discussing that and writing those points down. So the, um, the advantage of, of lockdown has been that we've had a bit more time to mm, iron out some creases and stuff that we can And we've looked at a, a new and interesting um, mechanic for the strategy phase yeah which which i think is going to be really cool um if we can do it so yeah it's all good awesome and that's me so like i said i think painting wise possibly the dread claw finish off the ultramarines and then we'll wait and see uh okay cool uh for myself um i want to get this zone mortalis terrain done that's my main aim get the zone mortalis terrain done Okay, that's fairly fairly empathic. Um, There is a little secret project I'm working on. (laughs) I want to get a little squad for that done. Um, Of a a, a unit of of stuff done for that. Is it still a secret project? Yes, I haven't I I haven't told anybody apart from you, Frank. You are my you're my circle of trust. Oh dear. <laughs> Which means don't break. Oh, the don't, of trust. Don't, don't look at my Reddit. Where should we out of the out of the circle of trust? 
even though people have come to me and said what is michael doing here have yeah. a bag of fibers graham just tell us I know. Well, it was a, it was no, a big bag of fibers. You, you sent me a photo on. Uh, I know. You on choked, choked a donkey with it. <laughs> done. If that's your particular interest in life, but yeah. <laughs> so yes, um, secret project we shall wait to see. Yes. And Mr. Ing. I'm going to start work on on my hoplites. Well, I would at this point normally slag you off for using hoplites and the like, but of course my high ground has been eroded completely, so I, I can say nothing. Uh, carry on, my friend. Enjoy. Yes, you, you play your overpowered nonsense because I've got nothing to possibly complain about anymore. Your your high ground has, has suffered a severe, severely speeded up case of coastal erosion and has slipped into the sea like that hotel in Scarborough. I feel a little bit like Anakin Skywalker, to be honest with you. Uh, at the end of, of that oh, oh, blimey but you know that's what, what you do if what, you suck no, from the suck no, from the devil's teat no arms no legs and on fire while you while your best friend walks away and leaves you yeah pretty much that's what happens i mean people have started to say it already you know yeah grade. i mean i mean to be fair after, after after what hayden christiansen did in those three films i don't think he deserves much less to be fair <laughs> um doing his job um but mm. It has been said about my that the fact that I actually consider the list or I'm doing a list with javelins in and ultramarines and mechanicum that this is just a mere further evidence of the fact that we are in the darkest timeline so on that note what's next Mr B uh, oh, what we're doing next um, it is um, it's State of the Union I did complete this apart from I didn't add an opinion about that gaming with your child. Okay, what? come on, let's route through this thing because this is probably an hour's worth. Yep, okay, right. Uh, do you want to crack on then, Chris? Yep. Do you want to introduce this section, Rob? Uh, can do. Yep, and can then do. hand over to Chris. Yep. Yep, perfect. So now we uh, stride purposefully into the State of the Union, where we look at what's been going on in the hobby world in general, and we're going to start off with Chris. Yeah, uh, the Duncan Rhodes Painting Academy has joined Facebook, so if you want to stay up to date with the painting tutorials, uh, uh, they are popping up there. Give him a follow. Good. stuff so he's so he's on uh, what mediums now i guess insta uh twitter insta patreon uh, I, no he's not on patreon oh, he's not on patreon no you 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 pay to join the academy oh okay very good very cool it's cool. not expensive um, though i think it's worth i think it's worthwhile if people like his uh like duncan's style yeah 3.99 is pretty good i think it's bargain um scarred cast had an article on Warhammer Community about gaming with your child, which I must have haven't read, but looking at the pictures, it looks very interesting. Anybody read this? I have. Uh, yes, I have. Uh, yes. But I, I forget what my opinion was. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very different. I thought it was all right, actually, but I just forget what I... Are, are I, you taking notes, Mr. Ng, for later? Um, yeah, I... <sighs> 
I know quite. A f- I've done that thing where basically everybody's decided to uh, produce progeny at roughly about the same time. So um, most of the guys that I used to knock about with in GW York are now um, parental units. Uh, they are uh, encumbered by crotch fruit uh, of various various <laughs> ages, and um, they're you know some of them are hobbying with some of them. Some of them are a bit too little. Um, in my kind of digital social group, I'm horrendously antisocial at the best of times, never mind COVID. Um, I've seen plenty of examples of it before, and I don't think he's doing anything that I haven't seen done before. But on the, on the other side, um, you know, don't try and exclude your kids from it. Um, just if you have got kids, then yeah, give them your old stuff. If one thing that I did take from the from the article was he's he's not he's not frightened of chucking expensive models at an eight-year-old which i'm not sure i would necessarily be you can't fit a dragon in a pot of bio strip i have a spray version uh, oh. uh, i wasn't aware of such a thing you said. yeah i didn't even know there was a spray version um but yeah. no i'm i think i'm gonna start getting some uh, necromunda stuff ready for when h is old enough to roll dice in anger He's already Very got cool. a dice bag and a collection of dice that he likes rolling because he knows Daddy plays games with dice and uh, Daddy's toys and whatnot. So I'm I'm getting there slowly. Nice. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Warhammer World stores have now reopened. Game tables are still closed, okay. but if you're in the Nottingham area, you want something from uh, Warhammer or Forge World store, or, you know, one of those store exclusives, uh, you can now go and grab them. Lovely. And to Rob. Yes, um, good news that um, things slowly starting to revert to normal. Um, But in something that's changed for the better as well, Forge World have added a new category to the store, and it is not Last Chance to Buy. It's selling fast. Um, Because they're struggling to keep stuff in stock, because obviously their um, production isn't up to full speed uh, to what it was before the lockdown, even though they were planning on increasing capacity there. They're not at the capacity they were before uh, before all this started. You can just check to see what is going, uh, what, what's going out the door quickly, so that if you want to get something and not have to wait for it to be remade and a new batch coming through, you can you can pop it in there. So I've just had a quick look on now and stuff like the Leviathan Dreadnought body is on there. The Derradeo Anvilus autocan and battery is on there. The Demos rhinos, sabers, things like that are on there. Stuff like Sanguineus and the Moirax with the lightning locks are already out of stock. Um, but as it's out of stock, it's going to be removed from the store, and we're told it's going to be a long time until they can get levels back up again. So while they are operating at less than peak efficiency, knowing knowing what, being able to see at a glance what they're running low of, is uh, is pretty handy. Very cool. Sanguinius uh, and the Morrocks with the lightning locks. That does sound like a song, doesn't it? You know, is that another uh, band for Edgefest? Sanguinius <laughs> and the Morrocks? I don't know. It's that, that's uh, one of Warlock Parfist's um, more instrumental. Psychedelic uh, tunes. Yeah, yeah it's, it's when like they a, got the theremin involved. Where it is. Yeah, it's a 17, 17 minute theremin solo that's been played backwards. Yeah. yeah. Sangu- Sanguinius and the Mor- the Morax, and the, there are some lyrics for them, but 
they're only in Danish. Is, is, it, to um, the, is it to the tune of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds? It's, no, no. It's, the it's, it's, with it's a very Ryan. interesting tune. One day I'll find the old LP when I can turn it out of the loft. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all in Danish, and unless you're really fluent, some it's of it gets lost. The Got English to. translation doesn't really pay out as well. It's a great concept album. I just never worked out what the concept was. Very good. Anyway, Chris. Sorry, yeah, I was just uh, trying to <laughs> Google the Danish for Sanguinius. Uh, right, uh, Games Workshop have launched the new unified account system to sign in on Forge World, Games Workshop, and Black Library, as well as the Warhammer 40k app. It's called the My Warhammer, and Michael thinks it's pretty cool that all existing store accounts will be migrated to the system for the future. <sighs> I can breathe. Um, yes, that's cool. That makes my life easier because yeah. I'm sure everything. All Single of my, sign? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure they all have separate signs. But I can they, never remember the password. Right yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think I set them all up at different times using different passwords. So it's always fun playing the roulette wheel of which one is it? Which password is it? Which one of my many passwords is this? Um, Wilkins Workshop, whoever they may be, have joined the Foreground Indie Program and are offering for sale an interesting-looking trench system called Blast Trench. Well worth a look. I think, Michael being the I in this equation, uh, and it's even coloured MDF, meaning no paint needed. That should have an exclamation mark after it, because I'm going to have a look at this right now. Mm, I'm okay. Let's have a little look-see. Last yeah, four, foreground have already been knocking out of the floor with their indie programme. It's, it's, it, it's a pre-painted Aegis defence line for seven quid, Graham. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> what is this? this talk off. <laughs> They'll have 50. Uh, uh, oh, look at that. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? I don't need any more, though, to be fair. Nice, though. It's all right, isn't it? It is nice, actually. Yeah. Okay, next. Okay. Uh, P-Works, Deep Cut Studio, are now offering their mats in the new minimum sizes for Warhammer 40k. Uh, that, we've seen some... Those stupid sizes you mentioned ten, earlier. Yeah, ten eights and a hate me bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, some Heresy players are suggesting, you know, quite quite rightly, that you could use these for smaller games of Heresy in your own home because they tend to be um, sized for the average dining table. So, you know, because we all know our dining tables aren't on average. Yeah. Uh, well, what's what's the dining table like at Bottrell Towers? Isn't it like massive, tiny? Our, our table is, stretch, you know. You know. Our, our table is tiny. The only so, way I'm able to play is to balance realm or battle boards off the edge. <laughs> the, the one the one in my house is round so they're knackered with that one aren't they I haven't even got a table that's how, that's how working class I am thank you <laughs> table luxury luxury it kind of, kind of falls down a bit though Graham when you go I eat my dinner off the horse in the stable <laughs> yeah, I eat the dinner off the, off the stable lad <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds all kinds of wrong anyway moving uh, on which is like a helmet uh, we best not post that picture I sent earlier. Um, Victoria Miniatures, to get back on topic, they've added to their Grimdark collection with some ogres, specifically the ogre Mud Crunchers. Seems a fairly derogatory turn. Poor ogres. Uh, obviously, Mud Crunch. Um, they are basically 1990s ogrins. Oh, they are, aren't they? They totally are. Yeah, they, they are almost close enough to incur interesting <laughs> copyright discussions. Um, there is no dead dog these days. Uh, he's changed his he's changed his name to Grog Ardnog, um, sculpted by Bobby Jackson. Twenty twenty Victoria Miniatures dot com, 
I suspect that the Perry twins would have something to say about that. Um, that's a nice model, though. I, it, is a nice model. That is a nice but, model. But it is it is dead dog. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rob says in the nineties. I mean, I prefer that aesthetic for Ogrins to the new one, but I'd like that aesthetic with modern casting. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Twenty five. Yeah. Twenty five US dollars. What's that in yeah, in real currency? I was gonna say in currency that's worth something, but I remembered we're in England. Yeah. Uh, what's that what's that in Euros? Uh they do have a conversion. forty five quid twenty five, sorry, twenty six, and in Euro fifty euro twenty. Right, yeah. So yeah, if you if you Google Nork yeah. Nork Dead Dog Graham uh, and look at the image, basically it's the same, it's basically the same model. They're bigger than the GW ones, though. If you look at the, um, oh, are they? there's the scale comparison with um, some silhouettes that are. Well, oh, that's the new ones, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but they're big. Yeah, they're bigger than the new ones, and the new yeah. ones are bigger than the old the GW ones, ones that, that these ones look like. So. Scale, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, like, I like them. I think. Which I think. The, if, which one's the new one? Which one's the old one? Because there's two, isn't there? I think if you used these, you would have to use older GW models. These aren't going to fit with stuff like your Tempestus Scions. Yeah. They're they're a, they're a very they're a much dare I say it, older aesthetic. Not it's not a bad th- it's not a bad thing. They're beautiful. Yeah, models, yeah, more, but they're, more, a, more, but they're more of a classic. Um, yes, yeah, was the kids nowadays would call it retro. I was only in my twenties. Aesthetic. Anyway, I like them though. I yeah. like them. Yeah. If you okay. of Ogrins for your solar auxiliary, actually they wouldn't really be the auxiliary ones, but you could use them for the militia ones, couldn't you? Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Very cool. Next up. Uh, the Forges are relit and Forge Road now selling new products, which we talked about earlier on. Okay. Very good. Sounds like something from the Hobbit. Um the 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 oft quoted and looked at Road to Thramus, part seven was published and well it's the last one because next month book nine is going to be released at long last um while we're on this are we going to delay next month's show until book nine comes out i don't know who's going to buy it because i I you buy 100 quid to throw out a book you buying us all it like didn't we say that the money from the patreon would pay for books mr b i will try and get a copy i I will get a copy It normally pays for our uh, running costs, but I will, sure. I will, I will do my best to get a copy. If I'm I'm only, only money from the Patreon, is that basically you're asking Scottish Graham to buy two? Yeah, right. basically. Thanks, man. Um, I, will, I, will, I, will grab, I will grab a book. If not, I'm sure I'll be able to I'm still waiting for the press release that you know, there's going to be a new custodies list in it, so I'm fully expecting to have to shift out for 95 quid to buy it anyway. So yeah, <laughs> you are. Of course you are. Yeah. But it, we've got to it, look at the contents. Yeah, there's there's a picture of the lion where he looks like the Edge from WWE. <laughs> oh, John, do you know what? I've completely missed this one. Isn't that true? You mean you mean actor Adam Copeland? Yes, aka the Edge. Oh, but sorry, Edge, not got, the Edge. He's the, the Edge. He, the he's edge, the guitarist yeah. for you too. Um, but we've got the content, which is fantastic. So um, we've got uh, a few, couple of couple of characters uh, along with the conquer. Con- Conkers, uh, Terminate, Conquer Terminators. Um, Terminators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so we can see what's in the um, what's in the Dark Angels list now. So in addition to what we've got, they've got, I mean, they've got, 
unique rights of war, four pages of rights of war. Well, yeah, because they're going to have the Hexagrammaton, aren't they, which is... Yeah. yeah. Night Lords get two. <laughs> so, uh, hang on. Archangels. Hang usual, on. Usual bias towards the loyalists. Hang on. What's the Derrideo, what's the Derrideo doing in there on page Well, they've added, they added the Volkite, haven't they? Uh, is that all it is? Okay. And I thought, I thought that as well. I thought maybe it was getting a points reduction. Panic over. It, it might get a points change, so we'll see. Um, but we've got Firewing Enigmaticus Cabal for the for the Dark Angels. Yeah. Um, and a an class Battle Automata. Yeah. Two characters, mm. so Corswain <gasps> and Marduk Cedras. Never heard of him. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know the first one either, actually. No, you course, uh, you don't play the game. Yeah, and yeah. then, but then they gave us some new rules um, for characters, rules, new characters that aren't in the book. Mm. That was nice. That was nice. Oh, was they? that in the download section? Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty useful nice. as well. Yeah. Um, the master of the Dreadwing and the master of the Deathwing. Holden. Nice. Mm. So um, I must admit, I'm I'm curious as to like so the Derrida pattern dreadnought. You you say it's because it's added a Volkite option, but maybe they've done the sensible thing and knocked the points down because it's really expensive. Maybe. Um, and but the why the Aurochs then? Uh, that... The Aurochs has never had any been in a book. Neither has the Carnadon or oh, the um, or, or the uh, Termite or the Terax. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know why they missed it out of book eight because it was out, it came out between seven and eight, but it never made it's, print into book eight. Yeah, oh, so okay. it's going into book book nine, uh, along obviously along with the saber, and we've got two new jet bike, well, a new jet bike squad, jet bike sky seekers. That's not, you know, we've not yeah, had. Yeah, they've no been around since. Uh, not sky seekers? No, no, not sky seekers. Yes, they have. Are they? I thought they were sky slayers. No. He's right. Oh, is he? Yeah. Hmm. I do hate it when he does that. So do I. I thought they were guys. I thought they were guys. Never mind. Never mind them. What's a Legion Hazar squadron? Is it? Yeah. Is it? Is it legionaries with fancy brocade work and sabers (laughs) and hopefully and handlebar moustaches must be Derringer. I'm hoping for legionaries on on horseback, but I'm Mm. guessing they're going to be jet bikes. Sorry, hell of a horse. And the the sergeant looks like Sean Bean. Yeah. A pipe in um, one hand. Trying to find the old um, Sky Slayer squad. Yeah, it's, no, it's the Sky good. Hunters and the Sky Slayers. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, Sky Seekers. So basically, they're seekers on jet bikes with fancy ammunition in the heavy bolts. I suspect yeah. that uh, Pete Brees, in fact, I already know, he vaguely commented on this. Yeah, they're Sky Slayers, is the sports oh. squad. And those are Sky Seekers. <sighs> wow. New jet bikes. How oh. exciting. People order a dozen of them. We'll ask him about them when they come out. Yep, he'll, he'll be able to give us the run through. So very cool, exciting yep. times. Okay, awesome. So uh, moving on, um, yeah. Rob, what have you got? No, yeah, yeah it's me. Oh, it's me, it's isn't it? Uh, okay, yeah. So Warhammer Community published a tongue-in-cheek article on introducing your friends to uh, Warhammer. Yeah, not aimed at heresy players, um, but obviously, you know, we all start uh, in, in, in our Warhammer journey somewhere a little bit simpler. Um, but you know, <laughs> saucer of milk with that, man. It was a funny little article, very tongue in cheek. I actually quite enjoyed reading it. I do recommend you go in. Not, I mean, normally, 
Not normally like you to be like that, Michael. Yeah. No, I, I, at least not while the recording's going on. Stick to your own material. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got my script? Um, <laughs> there's absolutely nothing wrong with 40k or or, or, or AOS. They're just they're just not quite as complicated as. If you want to play you know, play you know, you know, yeah. play a real game, play heresy. <laughs> anyway, Starting swiftly moving on. Before we um, lose yes, to, the to, demographic to, of our people who yeah, play both. To, uh, to digress before we offend the Ukrainians. Yes. Um, we did get another article on Warhammer community. It's 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 um, shoe on in a little bit. My, Michael here writing the uh, writing the list. It's uh, looking at new 40k terrain, uh, which uh, you know it terrain it. Terrain is terrain. It's the stuff that we talked about earlier um, from the new box set with the daft dimensions. Um, It does look nice. It would work on a heresy table. I don't think all 40k terrain would. Um, But these ones from the, uh, what is it, the Command Edition starter set, that's the one. Yep. Uh, That would would work. But there was a little little article about it. not going to win any Pulitzer Prizes, but you get a decent look at the stuff that's in that box. And of course, yeah, and, it's, if, it's, um, if it's all about the old uh, scenery, Michael's going to be right over it. Well, yeah, if it's if it's pipes and containers and yeah, but you know that kind of thing, he could probably build a house out of the scenery that he's got. <laughs> he probably could. Quite probably. a nice one too. Okay. Did oh, yeah. you? But right. but the, the designer Ray also pointed out on a tweet um, that you can actually. Um, interchange the walls in those packs so instead of having two unique buildings you can actually have four unique buildings well mm. there you go if you do buy that is does involve buying two sets if you do buy yeah. two sets which is a hundred notes mm. ouchie talking of terrain uh, we are getting a new bit of zone mortalis compatible terrain the gang stronghold designed for necromunda but it would look great in an underhive themed zone mortalis board. Very nice indeed. Mr. Mills. I'm having a judgment on whether this is Michael segueing stuff in. After after the fact that the uh, last episode was censored after I tried to shoehorn a 40k thing in. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, right. I'll allow it. Motion carried. Um, There's going to be a new Black Library open submission windows from from October the 19th, running through to October the 31st. And right. this time, they're looking for themes, horror-themed stories. Let's, let's get that mm, let's, let's, narrative. Let's, yeah, this could, this could be, this could be our in. in. Let's get it in. Let's, let's get, get it sorted. Warhammer Community published an article give it, to give a little overview of what they're kind of looking for. So, very exciting. I was going to uh, say something really bit, really bitchy there. But I'll, Go on, then. Um, Go on, then. Um, no. Michael, proper edit, proper edit it out. I mean, you know... No. If you, you can't say it now. You you you, you spoiled it. All right. Go on, come on. No, no, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I was going to say, if you wanted something Black Library and horror related, you could always, you know, just video somebody reading David Annandale. Ooh. Yeah. His horror stuff. His horror stuff is actually quite good. No, his horror stuff. His horror stuff is bleep it out, because you read. You read a Dan Abnett story, you read an ADB story, and then you read a David Annandale story, and it's like read it's like watching a document. If if Annan, if ADB and Abnett are an Attenborough program, you read a David Annandale, and it's like watching a documentary on lampposts narrated by Joey Essex. 
It's awful. Well, and then there was a then there was a scary that. dinosaur in a hole and it ate a mister. Raw. Oh, God, he's not best at the long novel, the long complex novel. But you put him in a short story with lots of warp, warp shenanigans going on. He's act, I actually think he's really good at that. And in I did like in his, his defense, I did enjoy Iron Corpses, the audio drama. Yeah, um, and I really quite liked um, Vulcan, uh, the Primarchs book. I really liked that as well. But Damnation of Pythos, well, Ruin Storm, yeah, they're not and, the and Ruin Storm. You know, we went to war to stop people burning books, but as far as those two are concerned, you can crack on and keep yourself warm. Just like to uh, make sure that we are that the views expressed within this podcast do not necessarily uh, reflect the views of everybody on the podcast or the producers or the people who own the podcast. I think Michael, M- Michael can just edit that bit out. That's fine. Uh, we were, we were, me and Greg had a brief look the other day at uh, publishing our, our written works uh, <laughs> as to how much it actually cost us to, to, to turn them into actual physical books. God, no, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad, actually. Is that POD or um, uh, uh, just print, just a print? Run? No, it is. I like, get like twenty copies printed, or whatever. Twenty? Who the hell want him to be? Other eighteen? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'll read one. I'll read one. Give, give them away. Oh, God, that years on the doorstops. It'll take me two years to go back through and correct all the bloody grammar. Yeah. Not just yours, mine as well. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Um, War Games Soldiers and Strategy Magazine are running the uh, Great uh, Wargaming sur- uh, Survey again this year. Um, it's always interesting for the insights it gives into the hobby overall. Um, and if you want to take part in that, it's open until August the 31st. Mm, very good. Nice. Um, Matt Crowther of Sprues and Brews, a uh, rather popular online resource that uh, many people might have. Uh, come across before there he had a, an article published on warhammer community um showing the zone mortalis terrain and the way that he painted it and it does look really really good um obviously he's uh, coming at it from a necromunda um angle um but it basically is a plastic rendition of the old forge world stuff and it looks absolutely spot on what's the bruise aspect of his uh, as it has it as in, you have a, a beverage of your choice while hobbying. Oh, I thought it was like somewhere you could buy models and beer, which I think is a great combination. Yeah, it's called Bugman. It's called Warhammer yeah, World. Exactly. It's just reopened. Um, it's a fantastic concept. But no, the, his, um, his stuff looks ace. Looks really, really good and nice and obtainable as well. It's not this kind of stuff that you look at and go, yeah a year and I might be able to do one board section it's um, it's good okay. stuff recommend everybody have a look at that if they've got the uh, Zone Mortalis um, tiles to do be they the resin ones or the new plastic ones mm, okay uh, so uh, as the, the stricture enforcer of, of heresy related things I've, I've been given an exception here which is one that I completely uh, endorse completely endorse and this is the oh god, let's get on right now. Uh, Warlord Games are offering a mini of uh, is it Captain Colonel 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 Sir Tom Moore, um, as he was when he was serving in World War Two, with all profits going to NHS charities together. Um, it's a it's a cool model. B it's a cool cause. Cool. 
Um, uh, it's five pounds, which is an absolute bargain. I, I do mean to buy one actually. I, I bought mine actually. Yeah. It turned up the other day. It's, big. it's very nice. That. Yeah, it's I, very, I, have, it, I have one. It's very cool. And if you modded the hat there ever so slightly, it would also serve as a fairly good Monty. It does look similar. Actually, it comes it comes with two figures in the in the blister. So there's him like looking through. Looking, surveying a battlefield look but also comes with a tank commander one. Oh, nice so you can pop them in your tanks and have them as a tank commander which i thought was very cool didn't know about neither did i so i was a bit surprised when it turned up so yeah Yeah. Um, for for any for anybody who doesn't know what uh colonel sir tom who colonel sir tom is you're obviously not british um he raised was it something like 55 million some ridiculous amount something like something like that and had a number one single yeah, for the NHS by um, walking around in his garden. He's 100 years old, basically. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a captain, he isn't a colonel. He's I, thought, a captain. I, thought, I, I thought he was an honorary colonel. I thought Lizzie um, promoted uh, it. He got. He's a, he's a knight of the realm, but he uh, yeah, he's, his, his rank is still captain. Still captain, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought he was made the honorary colonel. Yeah, I thought they made him honorary uh, colonel. His official rank is still captain. So. I mean, let's face so, it, he's not, he's not got colonel commissar, so he's not reached the perfect... Yeah. It's not, yeah, but it's, you know. But yeah, but yeah you it's definitely, amazing. You definitely use him in as an English figure. Amazing old boy. He served in the 14th Army in uh, what is now Myanmar. And, uh, nice yeah. segue. Okay. Um, uh, he has raised, so on the, sorry, just quickly, so he did it all for his birthday. It was a thousand pounds as his original goal. Uh, on the morning of his birthday, he had raised 30 million pounds for NHS charities. That's me. Okay. Um, and you can do your bit by getting a get a figure of him. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um. So what craziness is this nonsense, Michael? If you are after some servitor models, I feel a a tenuous a best link coming <laughs> on uh, this Sunday. Slayer Ogrins, oh sorry, Slave Ogrins for Necromonda will be going on sale. These come in a pack of six or a pack of two, and look like they would look like. They would make grace nice and bonky service. A couple of things you've got wrong. Uh, one thing, it's Saturday, not Sunday, that they're going on Saturday. Yeah. yeah, never mind. And never mind servitors. These guys you could use to do uh, to make your own Karenite for Solar Orcs because they've got power fists. Oh, I don't yeah, know how, yeah. how big they are. I mean, they would certainly, I would be. Well, they're on 40 mil bases there. How big are the Ogrins that I've got? They might be on 40. I oh, know 40 mil is Terminator size, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think they're on slightly bigger bases than that. Oh. Right. Yeah. But yeah, they, they, uh, they, make, they make interesting servitors, I think. Yeah, definitely worth a look. Yeah, yeah. NP- NPCs, servitors. Whatever. Yeah, all good. The, the one with only one arm, is that really someone that you were on about earlier, Chris? Um, The one arm bandit in the background there. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'd think they'd just stick a bionic on him, wouldn't you? Yeah, maybe he's happy. Let's not let's not leave them in, you know, make any assumptions. But yeah, you're right. They would make some cool servitors. They're probably quite expensive, though, I would imagine. Uh, if it's anything like the rest of Necromunda, probably about twenty five to thirty quid for a box. What for yeah. all six or whatever? Yeah, That's yeah, they're plastics. Bad. Can't argue with that. Cool. Okay, who's next out the bag? Uh, uh, that would be me. Uh, okay, so Corvus Games Terrain are going to be bringing a new Kickstarter soon for the Isolation Protocol Modular 3D Printable Terrain. I wonder where they got so, the idea for that name. It 
it looks a bit like that Mantic stuff done a few years ago. Although, to be fair, that Mantic stuff from a few years ago was absolutely terrible. Um, But it it definitely looks like it'd be all right for um, Zomortalis, I think. It looks very much like the Necromunda stuff that came out in 1990. Oh, yeah. Some of it is definitely original Necromunda style with those crossbars, yeah. Yeah, I must admit they're not helping themselves with the paint jobs they've had done on their promo picture. That Uh, bright bright yellow and bright red, it's a bit... It's just a bit bright. It's just like yeah, nothing's uh, ever. Where's the, where's the Agrax? That's what you want, eh? Yeah, nothing, the... Nothing's ever that clean. Nothing, nothing, nothing yellow is ever that shiny. My little lad's been watching Transformers all week. Not even Bumblebee's that yellow. I think give it to some painters in the community, and they, they that look fantastic and fit just right into uh, yeah. Zomortalis. Oh yeah, you follow that method from Sprues and Brews that I mentioned earlier, and it'd yeah. probably come out looking nice. Yeah, same uh, thing. Okay. So yeah, um, and speaking of uh, further tutorials, we've got some more um, some more tutorials from Warhammer TV this month. Uh, we got some some more on terrain. God, everybody's painting terrain. You, you just you're just a trendsetter, Michael. Um, he was doing it before it was cool. Was well, yeah, that's cool. that's that's, that's true. true. He was doing it on his penny farthing with trousers yeah. that didn't um, in his hazar outfit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's also Ultramarines. There you go, Graham. Um, and other chapters. What, what, chapters? Uh, yeah, the other... The other what's basically, the, what's the, a chapter? Are they, are, they, are they legions that have got the, it wrong? No, they, they're, they're basically the, fir- the first the first founding chapters, so the first legions, um, um, bringing them up to a parade-ready standard from the battle-ready that they did last month. Um, I've got, yeah, I haven't clicked all the links because my system will immediately start playing the YouTube video down the recording. Um, yeah. So, um, but no, there always all the Warhammer TV stuff is use uh, is useful stuff. It looks like Nick that's been doing those videos. Yeah, um, and then they did some. There's stuff. also a tutorial on ratskin flesh, uh, which gives us a method for very tanned leather and bronze flesh. Now, speak going to to go to go off script um, for a second. Speaking of painting, I have bought a new lamp in the last week. I meant to mention it earlier. Ah yes, um, I have bought a Lumi from the Daylight Company, what used to be the Task Lamp XL, um, same one that the heavy metal um, guys have in the studio, and the same one as used by pretty much anybody you watch on Patreon um, and Duncan Rhodes. Not, not a cheap lamp. Not gonna lie. How much does uh, that get uh, back? Um, I got it at thirty-three percent off, and it was ninety-two. Um, bought. Good lord! It is literally like having a caged star above the above the desk. It's like, oh, that's what. What bulb does that take then? It's LEDs. LED, yeah. It's a six thousand Kelvin daylight white LEDs with uh, three thousand eight hundred lux at twelve inch range. If you twelve inch distance, if that's uh, if uh, that kind of thing floats your boat, i.e., it's chuffing bright and it's chuffing accurate. Um, but I did a six and a half, seven hour paint session the other night, finishing the tech thralls while the missus was uh, round at her mum's. Zero eye strain. Wasn't bothered at all. I was just like, all right, yeah, okay. Mm. Um, my eyes weren't tired at all. And it's got a lifespan of something like 50,000 hours on the bulb. So, um, yeah. Was that 33% you got on the condition that you mentioned it in the show? No, I'm working if on so. that. 
I'm working on that. I'm going to send some emails to them. Uh, no, I got it from uh, Jackson's Art Supplies because they're normally about hundred. They're normally about hundred and twenty, hundred between hundred and twenty, hundred and fifty quid. Um, and even I, as daft as I am, going, oh yeah, I'll buy that. Um, I'll be like, no, you're all right. Plus, if I yeah. spent one hundred and fifty quid, hundred and fifty quid on a lamp, it would be the last thing I ever spent any money on because I would be in. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yes. I mean, to be honest, my painting looks terrible regardless of the light, so it's all good. You know, in fact, I quite like the, the not sharp focus. It makes gives me the illusion that things aren't so bad. <laughs> I've, I've, I've just got a cheap. I've just so got many a cheap, angles that works. I've just got a cheapo um, lamp on an arm, and um, that clamp, clamps to the desk, and I put a hue bulb in it. This this clamps to this clamps to the desk, but it's the it's the colour of the bulb that, yeah. that's the important thing, and it's but it's wide. The actual lamp itself is. 55 nearly 60 centimeters across so you've got light coming from the left and the right Mm. so you you just don't get shadows it's just ace unless you hold it deliberately to to cast the shadows it's just a really nice even spread of light so um, yeah so anyway we'll get back on topic sorry tangent still there off to you graham oh yeah is it no, yes. it's Chris. Well, uh, Duncan Rhodes, oh, Painting Chris. Academy, painted a blood angel, some sort of primaris nonsense. Don't know what that is. <laughs> um, but it's a perfectly good uh, technique for painting blood angels. Yep. Yep. That's the less said the better. And um, <laughs> another month, another months and more mat, mats. Oh my God, I get the exciting stuff. Uh, this time I've got a painting company. guide about Primaris, so I don't know whether you're grumbling. It's a really good painting guide just for Blood Angels overall. Okay. You know, uh, it's not like Primaris have a different colour, is it? I don't know what, I don't know what that word is. <laughs> um, anyway, more mats from Deep Cut Studios who have presented us, presented us, not not produced, they've literally presented us with Savannah, Prairie and Parched Field mats. So, Let's have a little stroll through these and see which one floats my boat. Uh, no, that's Ogrins. Okay. Wrong, wrong one. Wrong one. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, the Savannah's nice, if you like that kind of thing. Very good. Oh, annoyingly. We can do like an escort agency website. Oh, I'm yeah. just, just thinking, I'm sure I went to a pub once where she worked. What's Savannah? <laughs> mm. Wistful sound in your voice, Mr. Ing. Um, where were we? So, anyway, mats, get them while they're hot, they're lovely. Mats are the new doors. New doors. Would you talk about them a lot? Okay, and. Noticed. Anyway, (laughs) finally, a Warhammer preview this Saturday. So. It already happened by the time that this show is published. Um, But it's been covered. They are covering Horus Heresy. They're doing Horus Heresy. They said they're doing it. Right. So let's speculate wildly for five minutes. Uh, the Khan. The Khan. Yeah, I was thinking the Khan actually the other day. Mm. Wait a minute. Didn't you say they've already done this? No, no, no they've they already done it. When the show comes out. Ah, uh, right, quite. Yeah. But it's, so it's in the it's in the future for us, but in the past oh, for the. It's like a flipping. It's, it's like being in the film Marvel. Inception sometimes. It is, isn't it? Okay. I'm hoping for the Khan. But I suspect we'll get Praetors for a just, different reason. If, if it is the car, I'm staying off Facebook because I'm not sure I can handle Pete's excitement. Book nine. Mm. But we know that's coming already, so See, that's I'm, not really in, good. Is it in that nonsense Twitch? Or is it on 
uh, it's on the Warhammer community site. It's not on YouTube, but oh, it's okay. on Twitch. It's on Twitch. But anyway, uh, there's stream it on the Warhammer community website. I, I I suspect it'll be Praetors for a different legion, um, but I'd like it to be the Calm. Okay. Next out of the bag, then we're done. We're done. We're free. Done. The, the union has been stated. Yes. Great. Okay. So what we'll do next is we'll run into Engine Kill. Me and Chris will yep. go away and record that separately, and then uh, we'll run into listeners' questions. Yeah. Okay, and uh, now me and Chris are going to take a look at Engine Kill. And, well, there's a little bit of news this month. Um, we got a release. Um, we got the Defense of Riser. Uh, we spoke about this in new releases. But, yeah, so start off, we've got a couple of articles that uh, that GW threw at us. Um, one which was the Titan Legios um, uh, of, of Riser. So that covered the new Legios added in the book. So... So interesting names we've got here. Uh, Legio <laughs> Honorum, the Death Bolts. Legio Osidax, the Cockatrices. Legio Magna, the Flaming Skulls. And Legio Volturum, the Gorecrows. Yeah, so. I like... I'm just, I'm just looking at that. I think the, I most like the Legio Honorum. I like that red and black striping on their shoulders. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is really yeah. nice. Really nice. The crocotrices, yeah, there's a lot of blue and white uh, uh, Titan Legios. Uh, so that looks okay. Magma ones, yeah, they're okay. Yeah. That'd be quite, that'd be quite, good to, quite easy to do, actually. The, um, uh, yeah. With an airbrush, the, the Legio Magma ones, Flaming Skulls. Yeah. Which I'm okay. sure it was banned, wasn't it? Flaming Skulls. I think so. Yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, then we've got another article which touched on narrative around the book. It's very interesting, but we're going to digest it prob- properly uh, and do a review of this next month. Yeah, a bit more hopefully, time. To... Hopefully Rob will join us because he's got the book as well. Yes. So And then um, Engine Kilt, the actual uh, Game Workshop article uh, at Warhammer Community, covered Ursus Claws. Um, so the new war gear, we're getting that on pre-order. At the time of recording, it should go up for pre-order tomorrow um they've been covered before we know the rules but obviously pandemic has delayed stuff so um yeah people have have been very excited about this haven't they oh yeah people have been dead excited and it was weird because when they put up the uh the article saying this is what's going up next sunday uh sorry next week for pre-order the article doesn't include the versus clause but the video does include the versus clause so it's like okay are we getting the versus clause i hope so yes anyway we can only hope Anyway, uh, okay, so what we'll do is we'll move in and take a brief look, a very brief look, at Legio Astorum, the Warp Runners. We're going to warp run in, we're going to warp run out. That's basically what it's going to be like. Yeah, so do you want to take us through the uh, little bit of fluff we've got there, Chris? Yeah, so Legio Astorum, uh, known by their low gothic name, the Warp Runners, hail from the forge world of Lucius, a powerful world by a world powered, sorry, by an artificial sun where its core used to be, which is really cool. Oh, yeah, this uh, is definitely the best, the second best Forge Worlds. Mars is yeah, the best. That's, but. that's pretty jazz, isn't it? A yeah. Artificial sun. Um, 
that's some real time and effort that's gone into uh, to some uh, May Josses thinking that one through. So we like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, the law of the Warp Runners is that they are unique in that they're able to teleport into battle with their god engines, giving them an edge over their opponents. Although this is not currently reflected in their rules. Yeah. Boo his. Uh, so they're not, yeah. So in the law, they're unique. In in uh, Titanicus, the game, they're kind of the same as everyone else. Uh, they fought alongside many legions in many battles in the Great Crusade. They're notable for having had the Thousand Sons uh, taking the last Titan. And yeah, notable for having had the Thousand Sons taking the last Titan to fall on Kamika Troika, uh, Canis Vertex. Vertex. Oh, yeah, a warlord which they mounted atop the temple of the Pyre on Prospero. Oh, yeah, I remember. Is that the one that yeah. comes to life? Yeah, it's the one that, that they, they brought to life. Yes, yeah. I remember now. It's like, uh, I'm, I'm positive the Legio did, probably didn't authorize that. Yeah. That they're probably, hang on, you've got what now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, guys, shouldn't this be a ruin over here somewhere? Shouldn't there be a type? Oh, you've taken it and you've done what with it now? <laughs> yeah okay uh during the heresy they fought in the battle of talan where they made an enemy of the legio kratos and were also involved in the titan death and that's the book their rules are found in as well yeah. titan death okay so we'll take a look at their crunch um first up i'll, I'll take you through the legio crates um we've got war march your titans get to move an extra two inches when they boost in the first two rounds of a game. But any time a titan t- which takes advantage of this uh, rolls on the reactor dice in the first two rounds, you roll two and you take the least favorable result. Um, so this really favors larger titans because uh, two inches, massive deal to warlords. Massive deal to warlords. Not so much for a big deal for a warhound, but to a warlord, that's a huge, great big deal. And then you've got your veteran princeps is your other trait. Uh, really, really simple. You re-roll a single repair dice or two when you roll for a warlord. Fantastic, because early in the game, it allows you to keep on top of that plasma. So you're not ending up with a bunch of plasma stuck in your titans and then having to vent it later on uh, and struggling. So that's really, really good. Um, at least I think it is. Yeah. Um, so do you want to take us through the specific stratagems then, uh, Chris? Yeah, so we've got Bounty of Mars. So uh, this stratagem can be purchased by any of the Legia Storm players. Uh, by any, sorry, oh god, brains, my brain's frazzled at this point. This stratagem can be purchased by any Legia Storm player. Play this stratagem at the beginning of the damage control phase of any round. Choose one type of critically damaged system or a disabled weapon, i.e. head, body, weapon, etc., for the duration of this damage control phase, the dice score required to repair the system is reduced by one. So if dice resolve of five or six is not required, then for this phase, the player can use uh, a four, a five, or a six. Yeah. You know, brings it almost to half your, so 50% almost. I, I can't yeah. remember what the odds are on dice rolls, but I mean, that's, that's pretty useful keeping things alive. It's pretty good. Um, their second one is Machine Defiance, and this costs uh, two stratagem points. This stratagem can be purchased by any Legion Storm player. Uh, play this stratagem when a Titan's Void Shields collapse. Immediately roll a number of D6 equal to the Titan's Servitor Culls characteristics. 
For each roll of five or six, restore the Titan's Void Shields level by one. Note that this is not a repair roll and does not benefit from any effects which influence or modify repair rolls. Yep, very clear about that one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, I would now normally talk about Legion specific war gear, but they don't have any. No, yeah, they're sort of short shrift, aren't they, on that? Yeah, short shrift. So instead, what I'll do is I'll uh, talk about the personal traits. I actually don't think they've really got any good personal traits myself. Uh, maybe Hero of the Crusade, which is the first one. Um, if you're closer to the nearest enemy than any other type in your mana pool, the rest of the mana pool adds one to your command checks. Always handy. Uh, Reckless Hubris. I really don't think a lot of this one. Uh, once each round, the Princeps Titan can ignore the negative effects of a critically damaged system or firing a disabled weapon as if it was functioning. But you must then take a single strength 12 hit against the Titan's body, ignoring the void shields. Oh, yeah. And the last one is Ancient MIU. I think this has gotten better thanks to the FAQ. Um, so instead of making a command check during the strategy phase, the Princeps Titan may be given a random order. You roll the order dice and apply the results to the Princeps Titan. You can ignore the shutdown thanks to the FAQ. So, yeah, that's. I mean, of all of them, they're not they're not really great. There are some other there are plenty of other legions with better personal traits. Yeah, I think they I think they really got short shift on personal traits. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, that's yeah. I think that unfortunately, their their law. It's one of those weird occasions, maybe, where their law doesn't necessarily match their rules in any significant. You know, yeah, it I definitely think doesn't. It, it's like we, we need a repairy uh, legio for sort of that kind of player. Okay, we'll make it the warp runners. Um, yeah, because there's nothing that you know they've got this whole thing about being able to sort of deep strike in almost, but there's nothing that gives you that impression in their rules whatsoever. No, nothing at all. Uh, okay, so uh, what about the appearance? Uh, so it's a very striking scheme. Um, yellow and blue. Um, I really like it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, doing a bit of googling, they suggested um, paint scheme seems to be starting with McCrag blue uh, for the blue, and then layering it up with Altdorf guard blue, and then people, uh, you know, people suggest the yellow Avalon sunset, obviously. Uh, then flash gets yellow, and stick to retributor armor for the gold, um, which is. You know, that, that's reasonably simple. Um, you know, I mean, most gold Titan... sharpie, if you, you know, yep, gold sharpie, gold sharpie on, on Titans, I think, is always a, yeah, always a smart uh, way to me. They did have a colored transfer sheet, but this is long now to print, and uh, apparently they're not going to come back. Um, but they do have black and white transfers on the standard sheet, so you can get black and white transfers, um, for. Oh, okay. So if you if you've got your standard Titan uh, um, Titan sheets with your your normal Titans, you've got the Joe Storm transfers. They're just in black and white. Um, okay, awesome. So uh, if we were to summarise this Legion, how how would you sort of if you want a, a Legion that's going to I think with them it, it, it's about outlasting their opponent it's it's more they're designed for that attrition i think more than 
um, than anything else. Mm. It's you know get this. It's 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 all about increasing their survivability. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, it's not so about them doing damage. It's about them surviving, taking damage. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I mean, I I'd also say that they're very much about taking. I think they favour bigger warlords because of those rules. Yeah. Um, you're gonna waste. You're gonna waste them and you take more hounds. Um, so I think they're kind of the strategy that I would go with these is get get out into the battlefield as quickly as possible. I mean, your warlords can what get an eight inch movement per boosted. Uh, oh, I can't remember what basic boosters. Um, I'm pretty sure it's eight inches that they can they can get a warlord moving, and that's pretty canny good. Um, so I, I think it's about getting out there, getting into the getting into the into the battlefield, and then surviving. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so what if any mana pools do you think we, we you would be looking at? Like you say. Uh, Getting the big guys, say the war, the warlord, the is it the warmonger, warmonger. Yeah, I think the yeah. warmonger would definitely, definitely yeah. do well with these guys. Um, no, sorry, Nemesis Warbringer. That's yeah. it. Sorry, not the warmonger. What's the warmonger from? Oh God knows. Something else in my universe. Um, yeah, one that favors getting the big guys down. Like I say, getting that two inch extra, um, is going to be useful on you know. Yeah. I'm first, first and second round, you know, it might be a single one, but it, if you can get any one of, on your army to do that, then you know that that's going to really make a difference. Yeah, I, I think I I think Myrmidon is sounds like the obvious choice, but I think that actually I'd be looking at Fortis, uh, Ruptura, and Regina uh, manipuls myself. Sure, that that that'd be my. That'd be my look on this. Um, focus on the big guys. Yeah. Yeah. Get the get the big boys out there. Um, of course, we've got that new defensive riser. Uh, yeah. Uh, what things are in there? I, I haven't actually looked through it. So uh, there's one with like three warlords. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Uh, right. Well. Next month, we're actually going to be looking at Legio Furians, fan favourite, oh, the Tiger yeah. Eyes. Yeah. And we're going to try and get in that review of Defensive Riser. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll pin Rob down. We'll tickle him with nails. And yep. uh, hopefully he'll hand us some time to do it with him. Absolutely. Okay, fantastic. Next up, um, periodically, our creative ability runs dry. So rather than try and think of something interesting to talk about, we thought we'd ask you what you'd like to hear us talk about. So to ask us some questions about all things heresy and the like, and we shall run it through the four wise monkeys and we shall come up with what we think, which, of course, may or may not be anything like the truth whatsoever. So 
the first question we have is from Chris Page, and he's asking us what can be done to increase the attractiveness of the humble tax squad. Lipstick. So, so many armies, including some of his own, don't include the most basic unit of marine. So, if there was a rules change to take place to make tactical squads more prevalent, or do you think there should be? Uh, conversely, um, what would you suggest? So, Chris, you you had a suggestion there. Um, special weapons. Uh, 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 you know. Yeah. Two special weapons in a ten-man squad, mm. because like the ones in 40k. Yeah, think. but not that. But obviously, you can take heavy weapons in 40k, or you, you used to be mm. able to. But like, if you can take like a, a couple of melters or a couple of plasma, just or, yeah, or power weapons. Yeah, just something, because the the, the problem they have is that breaches are you know breaches and assault squads. Uh, an assault squad is 50 points more expensive or whatever, 75 mm. points more expensive. But there's more things you can do with it at, at that cost. Yeah, I mean, I also think it's, you know, with the basic tactical squad, you're not going to want them just hanging around to die because they'll die quickly, right? Yeah. So you have to chuck them in a rhino. So that's 35 points. Dozer blade, 40 points. Yeah. So now it's already up to 165. Extra close combat weapon, that's another 20 points for the squad, giving them two attacks minimum. And then maybe artists for armor on the um, sergeant minimum that's another 10 points even if you more melter bombs I mean that would make them infinitely mm-hmm. more useful yeah breaches breaches yeah, can also so can yeah. veterans that's the problem is that you then yeah. get into the world of well, why would I take veterans then because veterans can take um, skills extra war gear stuff can't they as well I mean yeah. they can take combi weapons and they can take a number of special weapons yeah and they can take a heavy weapon they can take missile launcher can't they with a refractor field not refractor field whatever it's called suspensor web suspensor web so uh i think that if you if you gave them the extra combo weapon for nothing that would make them more attractive at 125 points because you're right chris if it wasn't a question of actual physical money why would you get these over a um jet you know jet pack squad which you could deep strike in or they can move 12 from you know the, the very get-go so yeah it's yeah. a good point i th- i think it's also um there's a case for putting scenario um making and writing scenarios that make the humble tax squad more appealing um so that you're not you know you're not trying to cover an entire board in turn one where you're gonna deep strike um assault squads down or you're gonna bring breaches down in dreadclaws or whatever um, the problem with that is though certain legions won't you mean, you mean day of revelations for instance as a, as a right of war mm-hmm. you've got to have assault squads with your pack choice as your compulsory troop choices yeah my compulsory tr- troop choices I, so, aren't, aren't tax squads either in, in any right of war that no. I pick that's my entire legion so then if, you got, um, if you've got that mission you're not going to have the tax squads to make that mission worth doing if that makes sense um if yeah i see I, what you mean chris well no you can always walk an assault squad you can walk them on but then you're not solving the problem of tactical squad yeah, so i think what you're i saying, consider well, myself a couple of different things i would maybe consider taking implacable advance away from some squads so making a making a couple of squads not scoring so 
So, you know, it becomes more attractive to take your basic troops like your Breachers and your and your tactical marines. I agree with giving them the extra the additional weapon free of charge. But what about at the same time? What about instead of um, uh, you could also add the option to take a Spartan as a dedicated transport? I don't know which would help. I mean, why would you? Because when you've got when you've got a big when you've got that big twenty man squad, uh, and there is a there is a there is something fantastic about that really basic squad of Marines in 20 men um something really cool about that but when you've got that 20 man squad um you've got you know you you have to buy something else for them to get it transported in does that make any sense yeah so i think if if, if you could resolve that and you're not taking up another slot like your fast attack to get a storm eagle or whatever yeah or a heavy support choice the thing is is there ever going to be a situation where you take a 20-man tactical squad and you think, do you know what, I'm happily going to spend 400 points on 400, twice, its, twice its value on its transport? Yeah. Mm. That's a good point because, yeah, you just save it for your Terminators yeah. and get implacable advance. Yeah, so. and got, even if they haven't got implacable advance, they're still going to be, a, yeah. not a scoring, but they're going to be a denial unit. I like the idea, though, Michael, of that maybe reducing the number of scoring units so that, you know, you you it force and forces you but you know if you want to guarantee that you've got something to score you're gonna to have to use these guys to do it and yeah, maybe I, more I, missions that are you know we've already often talked about more missions like the dominion one where you have to get onto objectives with scoring yeah, quickly I, mm. I i think i'd probably consider less as i said less scoring units in the game so take implacable advance away from your terminators take it away from 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 your terminators because I think that it means that things like Terminators and, you know, I think to a degree that so much stuff can score in the game, it kind of um, encourages a little bit of min-maxing. You give them a, a boost to their scoring. You just say basically a tactical squad um, outscores another. You mean like in sixth edition? Sixth edition. Sixth edition, seventh edition, where it was like um oh I can't remember Defenders of Humanity or something like that, where if they're on a if they're on a uh, an objective, um they they score. Um better than the Yeah, in seventh everything could score, Mm. if I remember rightly. And the the rule about troops or these types of troop choices was that if they were on it, you couldn't score if you had a non another non troop choice trying to score. So maybe that was, and big. then if you had two units with the same rule, it was mm. whoever, whichever is the biggest unit. That yeah, actually, same. I think that would. At least then they'd be more useful. Yeah, absolutely. I, they could camp the objectives or even get onto the objectives in the last turn to get rid of terminators, for example, who can just camp there and just. And you're going to want to spend the points on them to carry on them. You're going to want to, you know, put points into them to get them there. Nice, I like that. Um, Okay, so summing up, because we've got time, time's an issue there. So what we're suggesting here, top of suggestion there, would be to make them super scoring units, circa 7th edition, so people would take them, and then maybe give them the extra for nothing, something like that. Yeah? Yeah. Very good, good ideas. So the next one is from um, Jonathan Strudnell, and he's asked something that's been in his mind recently, and which segues very nicely enough to our previous conversation, is the Spartan too powerful? 
it seems that every list idea people always have to ask, how would you take out a Spartan? Does the Spartan have too much gravity that it defines lists, both lists that take it and every other list needed to deal with it? This is a great question. Really good question. Um, Yeah. What do you guys think? Not well, not wanting to be, f- not trying to. It's a really good question, but I don't want to be. I don't want to sound flippant or glib with my answer. But I, I don't. I, I don't think it is. I think okay. it's. Ben- I think. I think it's the benchmark. But that's what which, you're saying. It's like everybody's lists now are tailored to either have them or to deal with them. They well, are so I, prevalent. They are. They have effectively become ubiquitous. But then, yeah, but that that doesn't mean they're too. If they're ubiquitous, then they're not too powerful. Yeah. Because if they, if they were too powerful, then people would wouldn't take them oh good choice of logic okay so the argument here like, is that you know if you the took gl- the spartan okay here's another question if you took the spartan out of the game with its current rule set completely mm-hmm. would the game be better or worse worse yeah worse. Because worse, would- worse because you'd have mastodons on the table and they're chuffing ugly um <laughs> sorry michael but, yeah. um if i was gonna if i was gonna make any change to the spartan i probably Get Make it cheaper, money-wise. Well, yeah. Get rid of the <laughs> Make flare it shield. plastic. Get rid, of, get rid of the flare shield. I think you couldn't get rid of the flare shield with this current point cost, because it's expensive. Yeah. It's 400 points. Reduce the, the cost. Shield. Reduce the cost. Get flare rid of that flare and, shield. Yeah, flare shield and, um, and armor ceramite, which is a minimum, right? You're going to want both of those things on there. Yeah. Maybe you definitely need a dozer blade or auxiliary drive, because you don't want this thing to be stuck, immobilized with your... You know, twenty-man Terminator squad in it or something crazy. So get rid of the get rid of the flare shield. It's the only way to get ten-man Terminator squads across a board. Yeah, you know, there's nothing else that does it. Storm Eagle can do it. Yeah, but Storm Eagle's going to die. And it's and it's and it's flyers. Heresy is about in if you if you go to the narrative, if you go to the story-driven bit, it's about masses of troops. Jumping out of transports and Rob, fighting many, each other at close range. Just, I know I've like, got two of. I've got two. I know, of them, I know. How many Spartans have you got, Graham? I have got actually three Spartans. Yeah, yeah and three I've got. Armies. I don't. Yeah, I, I've got, I've got two in one army, so I'm near. Um, <laughs> just just but, putting some context. No, here. but it's 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 thematic. It's something that. Let's face it. After you've seen a Spartan, the land raid is a bit underwhelming really isn't it i agree the thing is, like, it's a yeah. great unit it's a great unit but i do think that yeah that um dealing with armor 14 is is needed but if your weapon is being reduced in strength by that flare shield i think that's when it starts to become so so learn to use the most impo- so you used to learn to use the most important the most important phase of the game is the movement phase so learn to play it properly and get around the side of the damn thing it's big enough I think I think it's very it's actually not that it's not as easy as it sounds because the front arc of the Spartan is quite wide if you go corner to corner which is what you're supposed to do so it, it does it's not as if it's thin yeah, but, the only way you're going to get that is if you'll be right on the side of it if, it moves yeah, but if you if you close you, if you close with it you can get around the side of it. Yeah, but by that time you're going to get ganked by whatever comes out of it. Not necessarily. Almost certainly. So if you think about it, if, if I advance a, a troop towards it, right, something that potentially could deal with it, well, all you're going to do is move towards them, jump your Terminators out who have probably got chain twists at a minimum, and whack whatever's there. So it's it it it, it does. I think it's an, it's a difficult thing. You have to think about how you deal with it. And I think the point he's making, personally, is valid insofar as 
yeah, it's a great unit. It's such a good unit that it, you have to think about it the first thing you think, can this deal with a spider? But, but, but once you go down that rabbit hole of this is a too good a unit, is it bad for the game? Then you're looking at everything. I've lost, I've lost two apothecaries. I'm just and chat stuff. I've lost two in a game before before I've even had a chance to do yeah, anything in I my opponent's turn one. That's a key point about the Spartan, which I was going to mention. as a sort of balancing is you can take a Spartan out with one shot. Yeah, it's got to be a good shot on a. Good yeah, day. And, but you can still do it, right? Yeah. If, you, if you can hit the side, or it's not got yeah. a flare shield, and you get a six with a las cannon, and you get a six with a las cannon again, you've blown it up, right? And that's four hundred points in down the swanning. Yeah. So I don't think it's. Or if, you know, you've got, if you've got Dynat and Melter Seekers, you just need to roll marginally above average. Yeah, I mean, or once, just on average. You know, anything, any vehicle, once it gets up with you know, people with lots of Melter Bombs or Chain Fists, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fold really quickly. I think, does it have too much gravity? I don't, I don't think, it think it, I, on balance, I think not. And I think, you know, what's being a bit argumentative with you there, Rob, um, you have to hit it in the side. You know, and if you're yeah. careful with the way that you position it, it's hard to do that. If you drive at an angle, for example, from the corner, it's hard to get yeah, a side shot on it. I, I just think that in all the games that I've played with them, and yeah, I've done I've done well with it, and you've you've seen what my list can do that's got Spartans in it, but it's very rare that they're still on the table at the end of the game. They are they are um, they are the unit that is sort of like this is probably the most difficult unit you're going to find to destroy in the game and that's that's not necessarily a bad baseline i mean i'm trying to think of the equivalent in 40k uh from back in the i mean back when i was a kid it was can i deal with a predator well i mean you must have been in a, in a it feels like a lovely sort of fluffy and bouncy time um, nice, 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 gentle gaming group you were in. I remember yeah, one, of our, is, one of our Sunday clubbers in Games Workshop York took three Land Raiders in a thousand points. This is when Land Raiders were, you know, not really popular because they were ugly. Um, the old Land Raider, the old Mark oh, yeah. one, they were they weren't very nice looking, uh, and people tended not to buy them. But yeah, things like oh, Vindicators, you know, can you deal with a Vindicator back in the back in the days of Fourth Edition? I think that the, the reality is that I asked myself, if I'm building a list, I, and this is the question I asked myself, as long as, you know, can I deal with something deep striking? Can I deal with a Spartan? And they're most armies, particularly if you're going somewhere, you know, where you, you, you know, it's not your local gaming group, but, you know, for an event, for example, you're going to come across them. Well, in the five games that you play, you're going to come across a Spartan probably three out of five times. A Spartan yeah. is, is not to think about the Spartan. It's not oh, to worry about. It's, it's, it's just a matrix. There is no spoon. I know, but, <laughs> but what's inside? Yeah, the Spartan is. It's a couple of las cannons and a load of armor. What's inside is the thing you've got to worry about. Yeah, but the thing is, you what you don't want is that thing inside. Yeah. Ideally, you want to take the Spartan out early doors, right? That's the that's the goal. So yeah, you Spartan get the Spartan out early doors. What's inside is has to walk. And then you can and usually you can they're terminators. Yeah, exactly. Because, but surely because they're so ubiquitous, it's the first thing that you think, what can I do? Because they're not, they're not sort of invincible. They're not unconquerable. It's like if you if you're planning on playing the game, but you don't want to write a list that can handle something that you will see in seventy percent of games or sixty mm. percent of games, 
then are you playing the right game? All right. Well, I suppose it's. I think the question is: Does it have too much gravity? Does it define I, the game itself? My you, my my wolf struggle. No? My wolf struggle with Terminators. AP three will will walk through power armor without batting an eyelid. Uh, but we struggle with. We struggle with Terminators, but you wouldn't say that you wouldn't say that my wolf list was soft, would you? End of the no. day, if we have if we didn't have the Spartan in the game, it would be something else. Is such and such too powerful? Is such and such too powerful? Because we'd have to build our list and think, can I deal with this? Lightnings with six okay. cracking penetrators. Exactly. So I, I don't have one. I never contemplate it when I'm building lists. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but you're deep striking most of your lists. Yeah. The, those, those yeah. always, those as soon all, as you can deep strike a Spartan, you're buying three. <laughs> So, so it's not necessarily a consideration for you because don't you, don't have to, you know that you've potentially got the troops to deal no. with whatever comes out of it. There's always going to there's always going to be a unit that defines our games. There's always going to be a unit that we think about. Can I deal with this? Because it, the, it, the fact that it's a Spartan isn't the isn't the problem. Because for a while it was the Leviathan. If you, you know, if you take an army that is all the humble tax squad to go back to Chris Page's. Yeah. Question: If you take an army that is all tac marines, you can't handle a contempt to dreadnought. Never mind a Spartan. Yeah. Anyway, gents, we've spent a long time on this one. Now I'm quite quite happy to. Do you want want closing thoughts? One sentence. Does it? So I think the consensus, Chris, Rob, is that it doesn't doesn't define the game. Chris doesn't define the game. Michael, does it define the game of heresy? Not necessarily, but something always is going to define the game. So, okay, I think he's got a point. So we'll leave it at that. Anyway, good, great question, though. Really good question. Yeah. Thank you for that one. Okay. Cool episode on that one. Yeah. So um, next one. Yeah. Next question. Ol- so, Ollie Appleby. Yeah. So campaign. Does any anyone take part in them outside of narrative tournaments, and why? No, at the moment. No, but even before COVID. Uh, well, we've got the campaign running at uh, Battle Bunker, Heresy Bunker. Oh yes, I forgot about that. But that is really just a narrative event that I'm running weekly, rather than. Um, it counts to the campaign. It's still. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. I suppose it depends on your community. Yeah, it depends on your club um, and who you play with and what they're into. I suppose, and if you've got that regular um, sort of player interaction, because otherwise you can't run a campaign. Yeah, agreed. You know what? I'd love, I'd love to see something like Crusade, but for Heresy, that it's a new system in 40k. And you can play your campaign games, but you don't have to necessarily play campaign games against in the game. So, like, you can say, "Can we play this campaign game?" Um, you've got your record. Sorry. On a beer mat size table. Uh, and play your uh, campaign games against someone who isn't even in your campaign. Yeah. So basically, well, like doing it on, online, yeah. like they used to back in the day. So you play, you know, you play your mate down the road. Um, and then it adds towards the campaign, despite the fact you've not played so on in the campaign. Yeah, but this is sort of like an individual campaign, as it were. Yeah. So like you're on Crusade, you're, you, you might, you know, your mates might be playing in the Crusade with, say, Necrons. And then suddenly um, you've got a game at the club. Oh, I'm playing with Tyranid. So the, the, the story you're in is like, oh, well, we dropped out of the warp early. Oh, look, there's a Tyranid High Fleet attacking that planet um, okay. as an idea. But that would be really cool, I think, if we had something like that for Heresy. Yeah, I think the problem with campaigns is what people have touched on here is that it's a, from a narrative point of view, you want to write a really cool campaign and mm-hmm. you want to have that campaign with the people that are in it. So their armies, for example, feature as part of the narrative, which we've tried to do before, 
in small steps in some of the campaigns that we run for now mm. but it's hard and that's with a captive audience it can get hugely expensive as well i mean i remember when way back when when book one came out i looked at the the camp the campaign um series of games that were put in that and it was like ah, yeah what do i do what, what, what do i want to do play this campaign or buy a decent sized family car <laughs> like like look in book seven like the campaign the prospero campaign in book seven like at the end of it you've got thunderhawks you've got russ you've got magnus you've got god knows what else on the table and you're like yeah but you don't have right. to do those elements you don't have you know well no they're they're, they're stated as as um yeah. elements that are that are part of that campaign if you if you follow through them I think that puts a lot of people off that you you read through the campaign bits in the black books and you're like, well, to get through all this campaign, the suggested forces that are involved, there's like ten grand a side here. That's, but um, that's, but that's just that the, might be that might be my innate northernness coming that's, out because that's what I pick up on when I look at it. But. How much? But that's, that's specifically the books in the, the the campaigns in the black books that do that. It'd be nice to have a generic campaign system. But there is, but you've got the generic campaign system in book four. That's why it costs a fortune. That's why my copy is firmly on its on my desk for the, the point where I need to, you know, become destitute for some particular reason. I can flog that for eight grand and have me go and move Anyway, James, yeah. the question no. is... Do we so we take part in them because we've run them, um, but they are hard. They require a commitment from people, yeah. I think. Unless you can come up with some system that yeah. you mentioned there, Michael, where it's not essential that everybody's there all of the time. Otherwise, it becomes a real yeah. kind of ball ache if you want to try and I would, make I would sure lo- that people turn up and play. Yeah, I would like to. I would love to see like the old GW global campaigns they did. So when they did Storm mm. of Chaos back in the old world, I thought that was a brilliant one. The Black Crusades. If they did a Great Crusade, that would be... Actually, all, you're, all like, you're, you're, our Australian cousins run one, don't they? There's an online there's an online campaign that oh, they run is, in, that, yeah. in that in that sense where you and it's for heresy where you put your results and you contribute to the campaign and away yeah. you go. Anyway, next question. Next question. Uh, Anthony Little has asked: With the new COVID rules, do you think this will change the size of the game much, much either the board size or the points? Our club has a very strict time running now, so we're trying 1500 points. So, what do you guys think? That's going to be down to your environment that you're playing in. Yeah. Than anything else. The game itself, you know, we're having these conversations because we've got to think about it for 30 odd people in, mm-hmm. in two months' time. You know, we're confident in the fact that we can take steps to make sure that the environment is safe for the, the players that we're hosting effectively. Um, do I think it's going to change it long term? No. Eventually, this this situation will pass, and and the world will return to some semblance of normality. Yeah. Um, it's it's all down to where you're playing. Um, yeah, if, if, if you've got a if if you've got a time limit, then yeah, uh, fifteen hundred points might be the the way to go. But yeah. you might if have. You ask me, if you ask me to play a game at 
so any you know in Caesar Sinai Hospital in New York, I would decline regardless of the point size. If you asked me to play a game in New Zealand, I'd probably be, if, as long as it wasn't in Auckland, I'd probably not be so bothered. I think even mm-hmm. in, in, uh, even if geographically a globally scale, you know, if you're playing in a club and uh, if you're playing, you know, or a shop or or, or any sort of public space. As long as that space is safe enough, uh, and they're confident enough that the space that, that is allowed is enough for you to play comfortably, mm-hmm. then it doesn't make any difference at all. It just comes down to where you're playing more than anything else. Yeah, environment, yeah. time, space, ventilation—it's it, going to be very, very. I mean, yeah. If they if they sort things out to let people back into football stadiums, then playing a game. Playing a game around a t- of toy soldiers around a table isn't going to be an issue. It's not the same thing. Do you not think? No, I because well, you can I'd, think about I'd it. I'd say a hundred thousand people trapped. It won't into be a hundred thousand people. It's they're doing thirty percent of uh, stadium capacity. Yeah, but they're not wanting to keep that forever, are they? No, but that's spread around, and it's an it's outside. It's a ventilated space. You're not playing heresy with thirty six people in a outdoors environment. I mean, Warhammer World is going to be an absolute not. I mean, that's not going to be able to open in its current form. Concirculated air. Football, football stadia, sports stadia, things like that are not the same as playing our hobby, because the 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 environment is entirely different. Ventilation is a massive difference. And again, it comes down to individual individual places. Like when we were Battle Bunker the other day, me and Graham, loads of space around the table. Um, brilliant, brilliant um, setup they've got there for this. But if you're a Warhammer world, forget about it. You couldn't do it. Okay. Not, not in the space they've got. Yeah, moving on. Next okay. bag uh, from Paul Spuddy Shaw. Uh, which author is the one that always makes you want to start an oh. army based on their writing? I bet you're this in one word, yeah. Damn it. Next. Too, for me, it'd be also Aaron Dembski Bowden. Well, yeah, that's true. But if you asked Aaron Dembski Bowden, he would also say Dan Abbott. <laughs> Dan Abbott made me made me start Ultramarines. That's that, John, that's John something. French, John French makes uh, Imperial Fist sound cool. That's Tough job, impossible. Abbott um, Imperial Fist sound cool. <laughs> Abbott could probably make the Rainbow Warriors sound cool, even if they looked like care bears. So that's how Dan, Ab- Dan Abner could make a documentary about telegraph poles narrated by Joey Essex, probably quite interesting. Who was Joey Essex? I'm gonna with an IQ lower than his shoe size. He's a reality ist. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in a curveball here. Um Dan Abner wrote the Ultramarines movie. Dan Abner has also refused to speak about it since. Yes, he has. I believe yes, that's because because Dan Abner wrote that under the old GW when if you didn't do what you said. Take, what was take, that, Chris? Take, you know, that's one of those situations. You're contractually obliged to do this mm-hmm. thing, and then you yes. can do something else nicer later. Yeah, that, that's yeah. why that's why he's not spoken about it, because Dan Abner also wrote Guardians of the Galaxy, so jog on with that analogy. No, no he wrote the yeah, comic. Many, he didn't write the film. Yeah. True. He, he, was, anyway. he, was a, he was a consultant on the, sc- on the screenwriting for the film. Gentlemen. Gentlemen, oh, did you ever read his, 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 his Hercules series? I don't know why I bother. Oh, sorry, <laughs> tangent, tangent, tangent. Okay, right, next. Uh, Chris Carr. Chris Carr. Uh, what agents of the Warmaster slash Emperor 
Would you like to see in a black book? Yesu Nagas uh, Yesu Nagasena? Is that his Ooh, name? Yeah. 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 The, um, man, I've got a, got a sort of pseudo inquisitioner with a samurai sword, yeah. Yeah, he's a human in uh, he's a human on terror in uh is it the outcast dead yeah. he features and, in uh, and he's a retired he's a retired at that he's basically he's a retired like, he's basically a retired ronin uh who just runs around with a samurai sword killing rogue marines i, I would also like to see assassins yeah, yeah and see the uh what's the alpha legion story set on the agri planet with the big Soyovsky tower Oh, you know, yeah, where, where uh, it's like, oh, the main city's fallen, the main city's fallen, and it I'm hasn't. Not sure, I'm not sure what it's called. You know what it's called? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I'm not sure what it's and called. But... Basically, he's just a guy who, um, he's the outlaw Josie Wales in, th- in 30k, basically, just this drifter who comes into town and he starts seeding rumours of um, Horus landing at the spaceport, and he's... Uh, you find out at the end that he's basically seeded a small meteor shower to arrive at a certain time, so it looks like drop pods. And he's done this; he just plays this whole mind game with this kind of yeah. um, farm he's community. Alpha um, Legion operative. Will he's be an Alpha Legion cool. operative, but he's he's a non-combatant. He's a he's a psychological. He's like a seditionist kind of sort of guy, like gets yeah. them all fighting against each other. He doesn't he doesn't fire any shots in anger in the whole story. Nice. Um, okay. It's really it's really clever. Petrols, okay. Grammaticus and that lot. Yeah, Grammaticus uh, would be interesting, yeah. but then yeah, in the game, how could they they couldn't be killed? Could they? I suppose. Um, <laughs> I'd also like to see Travis uh, uh, um, Warrior. What's her face? The um, the world eaters. Oh, uh, yeah, they're at Saren. I'll tell you what about the Battlefleet Heresy. I'll tell you what. Special captain. I'll tell you what about the Grammaticus, though, about the um, Perpetuals. You might not be able to kill him permanently, but bear in mind how people feel about him, because he's a bit of a Marmite character. Lots of people would like to shoot at him, (laughs) even if it didn't do much. (laughs) I would like to see. It's not um it's it's a little bit it's, it's a marine unit but i'd like to see watch packs the space of watch packs that got, oh, to, yeah. that got sent out to the various legions oh, um after, cool. just to so, prosper so, so if, if you've got a primark it just unlocks a space wolf watch pack i was going to build one at one point i have got yeah space marine upgrade uh, space wolf upgrades out for i mean you could do that with the command squad though couldn't you just paint them like space wolves yeah, like, yeah. yeah so each each loyalist legion could have like you know five or six or you know up to ten maybe um space wolves just running around doing uh, uh with with like one eye on the primark mm. that'd be an interesting one wouldn't it like say yeah. some special rules there if they can't be outside of whether they have to be in the same squad as the primark for example or if they get yeah. separated from primark then they have they'll, to move towards they have to move towards him yeah something like that mm, interesting yeah, anyway great great question um carl uh douglas a long-suffering fan of ours mm-hmm. uh having a bit of trouble here are super heavies worth taking That's yes a very very big question hold on let me finish bloody hell I'll I'll like it. On. On. yeah it's like right i sit next no uh he has a storm blade which is one of the best super heavies as we've discussed yeah. and in his last couple of games it's been underwhelming so a beautiful kit and he likes it it's just it just dies far too easily for him. So, what do you guys think? I've got my own views on this one. I I think 
they do die if you're used to a marine super heavy so a fell blade or a glaive etc yes you do notice a difference that the storm blade goes down a heck of a lot faster mm. um, but it can still churn out some pain um, I think it depends on how you're using them doesn't it that's the, that's, that's the key I think some aren't taking some aren't I mean there's the custodes flyers super heavy flyers yeah who'd oh, buy one of them eh yeah, I know, right? Sits in a box. Um, you gonna buy the new one? That my hell. <laughs> uh, uh, if you do that, you can guarantee they'll be relisted in book nine. Witness uses of the suit of, of super heavy things ever. Mm. I like them as a visual focal point, though. I yeah, think they, 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 they do make the game competitively, if you like. You'd probably struggle to find a competitive other than the Typhon, which we've talked about. Um, I, th- I think I think you'd probably struggle to justify the 500 points, which is roughly about what you're going to pay for a super heavy. Yeah, the Macarius I like actually just because it's it's cheaper, and I've started to shy away from blast templates because they can miss right even with the you know 10 inch blast template or the two 8 inch blast templates that you get from the storm storm lord. Uh, they can still miss, right? Or people can be in cover and just get a four-plus cover save and laugh at it all day. So, yeah, I can see why they can be frustrating in that regard. But the Macarius, for example, you know, it, it's got 15 shots. If it stays still, it's got 30 shots. And that is going to hit something. I guess it's a bit more guaranteed. But I think they make Heresy unique, and that's why yeah. I generally have them in my army in some yeah, way. Definitely. But One th- in terms of competitive lists, I'm trying to think the most competitive list that I've written have they included a super heavy? No, they would have probably included a Spartan, which isn't too many points away from the super heavy. The same chassis as a Typhon, isn't it? It is. Totally. Yeah. For me, it's dependent on what the what's in the rest of your army. Yeah, but I mean, if the rest of your army, you, they're doing the heavy lifting, or they're they're there to do the anti-tank roll, yeah. for example, with a storm blade. You're probably asking it to do much. It's 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 basically there to shred infantry. Um, so you need something else to deal with the spawns of the squirrel. Yeah, it needs to complement. Yeah, super heavy. You aren't just like shoving a Titan on its own. Be like, yeah, that's going to sort itself out. It, it needs to be complemented by the rest of your army and support. With the with the storm blade, you need a nutcracker to go with a storm blade. The storm blade is like a an infantry blender. Like if it walks, a storm blade will decimate it. But you yeah. need something to get it out from. From its yeah. I, I run mine with um, two Valdor tank hunters. Yeah, I mean, yep. I mean, the thing is, uh, we'll come across this later, but the Vindicator, for example, squadron of Vindicators with Las Cannons, as we've seen, or, or um, not Las Cannons, Laser Destroyer Array. Laser Destroyer Array. They, they will do some lifting. They do that heavy lifting for you. And the thing to remember, I suppose, is bear in mind that you can move that super heavy 12 inches. So Ram if you stuff. are getting, yeah, if you are getting threatened, you can just back away. And keep backing away and outshoot them in terms of range. Mm-hmm. Nothing's stopping you doing that. It or doesn't run have into the stuff. Yeah, it doesn't have the penalties of moving and shooting. I suppose yeah. the problem with the Stormlord is it's nine hole points. Whereas if you look at the fell blades, the glaives of this world, up with the tens and twelves. So yeah, big there's difference. a big, big difference. But yeah, okay. super heavy, cool v- rule of v- call all visually, the time. Yeah, rule of call. Competitively, probably you'd struggle to find a competitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without having an army tailored around it with backup. Unless it's like, you know, Russ. <laughs> I mean, the other thing about super heavies is they're great bullet magnets. So you yep. can sneak, 
you can basically say, this is a super heavy heavy here. You are going to want to deal with this because if you don't deal with it, it's going to hurt you. And in the meantime, I'm going to run that Spartan up the, up yeah, the yeah. side of the Meanwhile, thing. my Spartan's completely yeah. unmolested. Exactly. Yeah. And they can, because people will prioritise that super heavy over everything else. Okay. Yeah. Uh, moving on, um, Robert Knox is asking us, what is the most underrated unit? Any units that don't get much love but can do good work on the tabletop? Chris, you've been very quiet. <laughs> yes. What do you think of that one? Are you uh, I'm, just, I'm just trying to... Uh, I'm trying to think of underrated units. I quite, it's, it's, I quite like Seekers. So a lot of people don't like them. Yeah, they, they don't get a lot of love, do they? But it's that troop choice option, isn't it? It's that... Mm. Um, I, mean, I suppose underrated unit, but, you know, we, we talked about earlier, Tactical Squad, probably. Yeah. 125 yeah. points is not bad, is it's, it really? They're cheap. I, uh, they're uh, yeah. Um, I'd also throw in the assault squad. I think that's point when they're really expensive, were fairly underrated. But that's yeah. ridiculous. I think that a unit that's underrated, you don't see a lot of, is the um, rapier. Not the rapier. Is it the rapier? The rapier carriage with the quad heavy bowers. Yeah, yeah. I think that's hugely underrated. Cause it's unless it's in imperial fists. Yeah, it's it's, it's oh. forty points, right? And with eight six shots each one for um 40 points two foons plus the two guys 12 um, shots each one it's four no no it's it's that's it two twin length it's um yeah. six shots from each one i think if i'm not mistaken i'll have to look it up now you've got me doubting myself rob i All think right. it's i think it's i think it's six twin length yeah six twin length right so that, that, that's an underrated unit because you can put them as you've seen um in yeah, a, they are they behind are the defence line. I know it's going to sound very, very much my sort of thing, but um, <laughs> put them behind the defence line. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. There was his first mention of the word. So those of you that had that particular time slot, send us your emails and we'll get the uh, price out of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, put them in the defence line. Get a master signals to join them, so he's got an augury scanner, and even you know intercepting deep striking terminators. There's the volume of fire there. Even just popping them next to an Arcus, you know, it it discourages, you know, units getting near them or popping them on an objective in your deployment zone. I think 120 points for that number of shots is worth doing. So that's my underrated unit. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. I'll go with that. Uh, That sounds good. Um, Yes. Yeah. What about you, Rob? Uh, I will say the um, heavy support jet bike chaps. Oh, yeah, you don't really see them. Is it the Sky Hunters? Yeah, pop them with a multi-melter or Volkite, and they, they're going to do some damage. I wouldn't give them the plasma cannon, though, myself. They just come under the heading of general annoyance for me, so I just, yeah. Mm. Well, if they've got the plasma cannon, you see, they if they, they need to jink, and if once they jink, that's blast template. Just goes it. all over the place, yeah. True enough. But, yeah, no, I, I, that's a good one. Um... Okay, James Collett has asked a question that I think we should actually make a show idea. Mm-hmm. Didn't so, we do like a few months ago? No, we did underrate we did underrated rights of war as a list challenge. Oh, okay. But I think we could, should come back to this. He's yes. asked which rights of war um, work, which don't, and how would you adjust or come up with new generic rights yeah, of war? That's probably an episode. That springs to mind. Okay. Uh, right, Mr. Rees asks. When are we covering white scars? Never. 
we've we've established a rule system about 20 minutes ago which is basically until you've got a primark model that you can actually purchase you don't exist to us um so whenever the khan gets released for general sale he'll the white scars will then go into the pecking order um but there's a fair few legions i refer the listeners to my early statement about the uh, comments made here in our express to the individuals concerned. Yeah, well, just, i don't know why you're trying to distance yourself from it <laughs> I bet, I bet we will cover them eventually just once i think once they've got that once they've got the calm once we've got the imperial the blood angels uh out of the way custodies out of the way dark angels dark angels uh that's gonna be a tough one for me who else who else haven't we done yet ultramarines Militia. I'm sure we've done Ultramarines. We definitely done Ultramarines. I haven't done Ultramarines yet. Yeah, we have. No, no. We did a Death- we did this challenge. We didn't do an episode. Death Guard. Yeah, we haven't done Death Guard. No. Did work for us. Oh, Death Guard's easy to recon with the Titan Typhon and a lot of night. Yeah, it's all good. Anyway, <laughs> um, so there you go. I so, think that is it. Oh no, that was the last question, which is a bit. No, more... last question. Excitation of butchery. Damian yeah. Turner. Um, I've always played that if you have the character special rule, you don't get it. But someone in the World Eaters page says he plays it that characters get plus one attack, but don't roll for instant death because that just fits better with a fluff character more controller than nails. Yeah. So excitation of butchery. The rule is if a model with this special rule has joined a unit of infantry with the Legion of Starties World Eaters special rule. Then they, if they choose, activate this special rule at the start of any assault phase. Each model in the unit they have joined adds plus one to its attack profile for the duration of that assault phase. At the end of the assault phase, roll a dice for each surviving model in the unit affected. On any result of a one, that model is slain and removed from play with no saves of any kind possible. This rule has no effect on a model with the character special rule. So, independent well, character joins a squad, becomes part of the unit, everybody gets plus one attack, but everybody has to carry off. But it doesn't None lose, of the character would get that as well. But he doesn't, he doesn't lose his his individual character. He doesn't lose the he doesn't lose the rule the special rule character just because he's attached to a unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he, he becomes part of that unit though. Yeah, yeah but, but he doesn't get. But, but him, but he as a model. Much like, much like a much like a sergeant mm, in artificer armor has no, has a no, different I, armor save I'll rule. Take, I take that back. Actually, each model in the unit they have joined, so that's like a past tense thing, right? Yeah. So I think that you're right. The character wouldn't get the plus one for that. No, I think yeah, I think the guy. Whilst yeah, it does sound a little bit fluffy. Sorry, it's it is. No, that's that is as he describes it. Cake and eat it. No, if yeah. if you, if you're giving the character the plus one. Then if you roll the one, he's dead. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I'm shocked. Well, just give me a second. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the assault phase, roll a dice for each surviving model in the unit affected by this rule. So yeah, would the character then have to roll for that as well? Yes, because nope, he's because he's, he's not. Pat- he's not affected. <laughs> by ah, yes, we had from Rob, but benefit no. get the death. He doesn't get anything out of it. He sh- he I, I agree. Strict, strictly, he shouldn't get anything out of it but if the guy's playing it with the plus one attack yeah, no, then, he, saying, then he then he needs right. to roll the instant so death what we're saying is if he doesn't get the plus one attack right because we don't think he does because it says it's the unit they have joined yeah so not 
so basically there's like an implication i would read that personally as the, the people everybody bar them right yeah. gets the plus one attack but the second part of this at the end of the assault phase roll a dice for each surviving model in the unit affected by this rule so i guess he wasn't affected by the rule so he wouldn't then have to roll the one yeah 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 but yeah. What people said that you can you get the plus one attack but you don't have to roll for the one no, the, the guy saying he, this is how he plays it yeah that's wrong so yeah that's our rule our, our, our would we be correct in saying that if we came across this at Company Legends or somewhere else, we would play it that the character doesn't get plus one attack, but also doesn't have to roll one to see if they die? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it, the other way is just power gaming. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's horrifically bad. So, yeah, that's what we've said. You heard it here. Yeah. So the last question, the big question, right? Do we want to do this one now? Yeah, go on, let's do it. Okay, so the big question. So this is like one we picked out. So this is from Sam Burge, and it's which vehicle is the best in the 30k universe? So no, you know, small soft topic to cover in five minutes. Yeah. Um, so pressure. So basically, the way we're going to kind of judge this, I suppose, is people will talk about this this particular vehicle. It doesn't have to be tanks, vehicle. Um, go through the pros and cons, and if it has the rule of call, and the final sort of judgment is how eye rolling. Well, how much eye rolling does this particular vehicle bring to it when you put it on the table? For example, if you rock up with a oh, Arvus lighter, for example, it's probably not that, too bad. You know, not, be not even an eyebrow would be raised. If, if you, you rock, rock up with a Warlord with a Titan, Warlord Titan, for example, or you know, Glaive, not mentioning any names, um, that may get your eyes spinning like a slot machine reel. So, what do we think? Do you want me to go first because you know it's what it's going to be, don't you? Yeah. So somewhat to form, my personal favourite is the Spartan. Sorry, <laughs> is the Sikaran. So um, the fact that it's your basis for the, how you buy a mod is so, so important. They based a currency on it. It's yeah. it's a, it's a bit of a giveaway, but yeah, this this takes a lot of boxes <laughs> for me. So I think its rules are great. I think that the accelerator cannon is a really good uh, gun. It can kind of deal with most things, with the exception of flare shields, unfortunately. Um, giving it rending is really useful because it does, you, and you get a lot of shots, right? Strength six shots, uh, sorry, six strength seven shots. Um, they're AP three and they're rending, and that that's great. 48 inch range as well, so it's kind of auto cannon range. Really useful for shredding marine squads. Really useful for shredding um, bikes, which uh, jet bikes in particular. Although they've got a two plus save, things don't get a jinx save with these with these guns. So it's great for dealing with them. Um, <coughs> albeit if you get sixes, that basically means a jet bike's dead, and a jet bike's not cheap. So really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. Love them to bits. Points-wise, they're a bit more expensive than they used to be. They did check, do a slight rules adjustment for their points at one point. Um, but 13, 12, 12 means they're very resilient, even to some close combat attacks. Um, for example, um, you know, if people come up you with uh, crack grenades, which are strength six, you know, there's a good chance they, they'll be fishing for sixes to get glances, for example. Um, power fists as well, you know, they've still got a, they're only going to put a glancing hit on you on a, on a four plus. So, really useful tank, it's fast as well. It comes with, you know, so it can move 12, fire its main gun. You can give it, uh, it comes with a heavy bolter built in, which is useful for a second weapon, but you can also give it sponsons. I tend to give it other last cannons 
a quite expensive 40 point upgrade um heavy bolters are probably your best bet because it's really it can double up as an anti-tank uh, vehicle but its best bet i think is against infantry or things with low armor but mm. the only downside to it i think is that you can't take them in squads this particular variant but that would probably make them a bit too powerful um but yeah and i think they look they're one of the best looking tanks in the world ever and eye rolling on their own probably one or a two yeah, but if i think if you rocked up with three you'd probably be looking at a four in terms of eye rolling but not as bad as arcus is in that regard so that's me yeah. What, yeah. What, what do you guys think on the eye rolling thing like your judgment um, on the eye? i don't think I'd I'd even, i don't think i'd roll my eye at, i don't think i'd roll my eye at three one chris inconsequential nonsense <laughs> it's a tank to melt a bomb that's okay. you know they're all they're all the same in my eyes very right. formal for this time of night very good inconsequential nonsense yeah. that's mm. another band um anyway <laughs> yeah um it's headed by joey essex i think um so uh as my has been has been alluded to earlier by the uh my uh the esteemed representative for uh, the equestrian bishopry of Durham. Um, my favourite is the glaive. Because it's just freaking cool. Like, I'm going to, I know Ruler Cool is the, one of the last we've got there, but Ruler Cool, you put a glaive down on the table, good God, is it a sexy looking thing. Yeah. It really is. Like, the Stormblade is a damn good looking tank, but the glaive is just something else. Unfortunately it's, for me, it's 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 shrouded in in hate. So, so <laughs> on. Well, I have a tendency to to like things that you hate, don't <laughs> don't agree. Um, so rules, you know, fourteen, thirteen, twelve, twelve whole points, and that it's got two quad las cannons. So it's it's yeah. secondary armament is equal to a Spartan, and the main armament is that Volkite carronade 48 inches one inch beam strength a ap2 deflagrate ignores terrain ignores scenery unless it's a super heavy if it goes through a vehicle it hits everybody inside it um if it hits something that does stop it such as a super heavy vehicle or a gargantuan creature then that doesn't just suffer one it suffers one plus d3 hits at strength a ap2 deflagrate doesn't it doesn't it haywire uh, on its haywire as well, but there's, there's, um, that causes some confusion because it's got primary weapon as well. So it's like, well, do you roll the pri- extra primary weapon dice or do you just roll haywire against vehicles? Mm. Um, um, yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? I think it's... Uh, I think that was covered on an episode of the now sadly missed and long lamented Geno Five Two podcast. Um, they discussed it. And ended up just having an argument about it. Yeah, it's not um, clear at all, is it? No, um, but to be honest, you've got eight las cannons on the thing. You you pop the vehicle, you pop the vehicle first, and then you just toast what's in it with the with the freem beam. It's just it's not cheap. It's six hundred and fifty points if you give it armored ceramite. Um, but yes, carry on. But you know. It's, <laughs> What was that? What was nothing, that? Nothing, nothing, nothing. What was that? I couldn't quite hear you from behind your defence line there. What was that? <laughs> it wouldn't help me, would it, the defence line? Oh, well, no, not against this, no. Um, <laughs> not a value flame of all I just, um, I, I just think it epitomises 
the what the Imperium was capable of at the time of 30k. It's a tank that it would be completely logistically impossible in the background of 40k because it's too complicated. Mm-hmm. And it's something that the Mechanicum were just churning out, going, oh, are these useful? All right, yeah, cool. We'll deliver you loads of them. And it's it's the epitome of the Imperium at the zenith of its power, which, yeah. considering I play Space Wolves, is, you know, things at the zenith of their power is something that kind of right. appeals to me. And it was, yeah, it, it, I'm pretty sure it was on one of the books, wasn't it? So it's the cover of one of the books, isn't it? The Glaive as well. Yeah, it is an Iron Hands one. Um, it has to so it actually was a, a, a poster child for the game in the early doors as well. So there you go. I mean, that's definitely mm, yeah. a, I mean, a bonus points. Just to clarify and, that point on the transports, uh, if it suffers a penetrating hit, then everything inside gets a Oh, uh, yes. So, yeah, strength eight. So you'd get one strength eight hit on it. Or you'd use the haywire. I think, think maybe that would be interchangeable. I don't think it's a, it's, a, it's not like a double double whammy, but the deflagate is horrific with this because you get no cover save. And so basically, if you ran this across a squad of tactical marines and you hit five of them, you're going to wound, you're going to kill them on twos, and then roll that five set of dice again and kill the other five on twos. I'll tell you what, it doesn't kill. And that is Iron Hands Breaches with Apothecaries. Because they drop a strength off it, a strength 7, so it doesn't yeah. double them out so they get feel no pain. Nice. I played Brendan from Sons of Heresy at one of the Tarsis events, and I shot across 30 of them. I killed three. I mean, you're right, that's lucky, really. I mean, feel no pain's a 5 plus, for goodness sake. I mean, it's a 1 in 3 chance of saving that. That seems like a super bit of dice rolling, to be honest with you, because if yeah, I rolled that, they'd all be dead. They're all in base-to-base, base, though, so that with the Zone Mortalis right of war, so they all had improved... Um, oh, interlocking, whatever it is. Yeah, improved invulnerable saves. Bear in mind, I was playing Brendan. I don't know if you've ever... Lived, you know. How were you playing? Was it using the... Same as using uh, the Zone Mortalis right of war for a game yeah. darkness game? Yeah. Really? Have you listened to the Sunset Heresy? This is Brendan. Lovely, lo- lovely fella. Complains that everything else is bent... But plays Mechanicum and never yeah, loses. All the haywire. Yeah, he's never lost a game. Like years. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody else's army is really hard. Terrible. How do people, you know, whack lists and what have you? Anyway, I think that's a bit. That's stretching it a bit, isn't it? Using a Zane Mortalis right war in a major darkness game. Don't think there's a you, you can use it. Yeah, I don't think there's anything to you can't. Okay. Uh, Gentlemanly conduct so, out the window. <laughs> That's the first thing. That's when you open the rule book, you see it Sorry. float out like a moth. Sorry, I feel, I feel like I've just chucked Brendan under the bus to divert your <laughs> ire towards we'll, somebody else. We'll blame you, actually. It's fine. We'll we'll one more group of people to hate us. I can, you know, just add them to the list. I don't listen to our podcast anyway. It's okay. yeah, yeah, I, don't, I don't think anybody listens to our podcast. What was the latest viewing figures? Viewing figures. Oh, I'll have to go in and have a look. No, it was it was a huge number of people. I think it was nearly two thousand last last month. Uh, yeah, it's normally two thousand. Two thousand people. My oh, God, that was after two weeks. Uh, right, so my tank. Let's move on before we get onto your quest for power. Hold on, um, hold on. Great. Oh, what now? Eye rolling index. What do you think? Oh, it's hard, for the glaive. Oh, yeah, the glaive is going to get five. Michael, bear in mind you brought one to play me. Yep, no, it's five. I, I happily admit, I've got one. It's a beautiful tank. It's an absolutely amazing and, and beautiful tank, and I love it. But it is a five. It's a five. Very dead. Yeah. 
it's, it, it makes me die inside every time I see one that's, that's on pacing. In, a, in that kind of classic, my armies are really overpowerful. So that, but you know, anybody else has anything powerful, they can't have it, kind of thing. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a. Maybe you should play Brendan. It's one that I did, and I lost. Uh, it, it's one of the um, most strongest, people do. strongest units in the game, I think. But it's only seventy-five points as well, so it's not cheap. Another seventy-five points, and you're into war, Warhound Titan territory with double D cannons. So just to give it some context, but yeah, very wow. good, nicely put, I've, Chris. What about you? I've, I've gone for a slightly less uh, points heavy, but I have gone non-astartes because mm-hmm. for me, the sexiest tank in the game is the Legia Custodes Caladius Grav Tank. Now, okay, let's, let's hear about this. Oh, you know the wonder that is this tank. I do, but I, not everybody else does. Ballistic skill 5, because it's Custodes. Hitting on 2 straight off the bat. Off the bat. Armour 13 at the front, armour yep. 13 at the side, no. 11 at the rear. Three hull points. Has a flare shield. Never. Yep. How it's much does the flare shield cost? Uh, nothing, because it's built in. Exactly. <laughs> it can deep strike, it can outflank, it's a fast skimmer. skimmer. It's got grav backwash, so you're at minus two to hit it in assault. Uh, it's got some fairly useful weapons as well. So let me yeah, get on to that. Tell me about the weapons, because, you know, this Let's is... get on to the juicy stuff. Yeah, I'm thinking armoured breakthrough with this tank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start with the, the, the basic... Here's the Elastis gun. So it's got the little um, Lastrum bolt cannon. So this is just this anti-infantry weapon. Uh, and this is uh, twin link. So it's 36 inches, strength 6, AP 3, heavy 3, heliothermic detonation. So heliothermic detonation, if you suffer a wound um, and you're not killed by that wound, you make a toughness test. And if you do so, then you die. And that's just this little loose. That's just that's just a little that's just a little bolter, um, and the same applies to vehicles. If you get a penetrating hit, add plus one to the result uh, on the damage table. But it's strength six. So it can it's blow things up. So it can blow things up. The special gun, the one you have to pay extra for, the twenty-five point, is the Arachnus Heavy Blaze Cannon. So it's got two firing moats, one of them 72 inches, strength 10, AP 1, heavy 1, exoshock. So if this weapon successfully scores a penetrating hit on a target, on a D6, 4+, plus, yeah, a second one. automatic penetrating hit is inflicted on the same target against which cover saves may not be taken. That's better than the Derrida. Uh, and then it's got burst fire, 48 inches, strength 8, AP 3, heavy 4. That's not to be knocked at. <clears throat> and its main cannon is the... Uh, ex, um, so it's free cannon, basically. Yeah. The Elastus Accelerator Cannon, 60 inches, Swing 7, AP2, Heavy 3, Rending, Rapid Tranking, Heliothermic Detonation. So that's great against bikes as well in the same way. In fact, it's fantastic against bikes because it's AP2. Yep. And this thing is sexy as you like as it a It looks model. great. It looks great. I'll give you that. How many points is it? 220 basic, 245 if you take the big gun. Better than the Arcus? Could be. Could be. Better armour. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, fast, gets around, skimmer. It has all the yeah. tricks. Nice. Okay. What about the old? Um, that is a great. That's a fantastic sounding tank with that other gun. I, I, I think it might struggle with his hordes a bit, but you know, it's not there for that, is it? It's not there. No. I mean, I own three of them. I gave. I had never got one out of the box. So I moved it on. I've got two. I just think aesthetically they're beautiful. Technically, they're just. I've always tried to include one in my list unless I'm taking a purposefully infantry heavy. That's a great tank, I've got to say. From a man who loves tanks, that is a great. I've got tank envy. Has spirit as well. Just... Okay, what about eye rolling this now? I wouldn't have rolled my eyes at this because I wouldn't have understood the rules for it. But now, so now it would it would probably be target number one, but it wouldn't be glaive territory. I'd go. Oh, I'm three. probably talking three. Yeah, yeah, I think a three. All right. It's tough, but it's it not. Is. It's it's tough, but it's not so tough that it's um. You've got you've got to think. I'm only missing. It's twin linked on on most on all yeah, of it. It's not, not going to miss many, is it? And it's hitting on twos. So yeah. I, I'm not. The chances of me missing of you missing shots with it. Slim yeah. And that strength ten that AP one range is always great, right? Yeah. Particularly against spars. Is that a blast template? Sorry. No, it's a point and click. Brilliant. So even against your um, flare shielded. Uh, Spartans, there'll be strength nine, so you you know you're basically glancing it on fives, penetrating on sixes. Yeah. And get through it. Yeah, and if you get AP one, then you roll you know five and you've blown it up. Yeah. And if you get grout on the exo thing. Oh yeah, you get a second one if you're penetrating. So yeah, okay, that is an awesome tank, awesome vehicle mm. all round. Okay, Michael, it's for you to save the honourable. Uh, me, I've gone for the humble vindicator. Ooh. Because I think that I mean you, you pay what's it now 120 points, 125 for a base uh, vindicator. I thought it was 120. No, it's 120. You're right, 120. Yeah, 120 points, and you've got that fantastic um, strength. It's strength 10, yeah. Um, yes. Strength 10 template. Yep. And it, 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 you know, it can come in squadrons as well, so you can yes. get three of these for a reasonable cost, given what it does. Um, and it's, I feel that it's just very survivable at, the, at armor 13. You're going to have to have dedicated anti-tank to take it down. Um, and yeah, okay, side and rear armor let it down. Hmm. But that demol- demolisher cannon for 120 points that's reasonably mobile, I think is really good. Uh, and then obviously you can swap it out for the laser array. Yes, this is where I think it becomes really good. But it becomes even better. Yeah. And then the interesting thing about laser arrays, right, or laser destroyers, all the way, is there's still some confusion, I think, and it's still not completely clear. I'd love they cleared it up. What is the range of this gun? Is it 48? Is it 36? Because if it's 48, if you put, you can take these on the Spartan and the Glaive. I'm absolutely positive it's 48. I'm pretty sure it is now, but I'm still a bit reluctant to push that. But yeah, 48 on these. And the overcharging these guns gives you three shots, strength nine, AP one, ordnance. And if you've got a squad of three of them, that's nine shots. If you shoot at the side of a, anything that's got, you know, you're going to absolutely mince it because the AP one, you're blown up on the fives and sixes. Ordnance means you can reroll the um, armor pen dice, or you roll two dice to pick the highest, rather. Yeah. Um, I think this is a superb anti tank 
squadron if you have three of them. And then you can also give the 25 point upgrade to make them um, spirit. machine. Well, spirit, you can, I wouldn't machine spirit these, to be honest with you. I, don't, I personally think it's a bit expensive, but you can upgrade the whole squad to give them tank hunter at 24 inch mm-hmm. range. Oh, yes. Which, which is even more useful then because then you're re rolling armor pens. So, yeah, absolute awesome tank. I think with the. Is it 25 points for the. Um, Command squad. No, uh, for the, to change the demolisher cannon to a laser destroyer array. 10. Uh, 10 points. Yeah, and then you get 5 points for a dozer blade or whatever. The thing is great. Cheapest chips, really, for what it can do. And I think even even against the Terminator squad, if you overcharged it, for example, um, you know, 9 shots against the Terminator squad, they're not going to invon all of those out. Nope. So, yeah, it's a superb thing. Yeah. But is it as good as the Canadas? Eye rolling, I think three of these it, with, that's, that's, would cause it, a little bit more of an eye roll for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, three of these are going to have maybe a four. Yeah, yeah four. three or four. Yeah, cool. They are very cool and they are very heresy. They are, and they're, but they're yeah. super useful. Well, I mean, I would, you know, if I'm running, if I could afford it, they'd be my default um, anti-tank unit, I think. For a Harris, for a Astartes army. Yeah, I run two of them, and they're they're you've yeah. seen Graham. They do some lifting. They really are good, but are they as good as the Canadas? Because that's the what it's between, I think. No, the easy we'll let the let the viewers decide, right? Because we because we can't we can't put anything to it. I like the I like the Canadas. I think it's its uniqueness was also a very cool part of it. So mm. let's let let us know what you think, guys, um, and we'll happily talk it through the uh, on online, or maybe in the next show so yeah great questions some really good questions and some really insightful conversation from my colleagues so thanks for that guys and we're on to the next section Uh, which will be books so and uh, now it's time for me and Mr. B to go through the, the, the small selection of books. Um, we are going to be doing a set nine review for those of you that are eagerly awaiting our, our thoughts. Um, but we're going to wait for one more of the, the show uh, members to finish it so that we can uh, uh, digest it as a, as a trio rather than a duo. Um, and that's going to be good. So that'll probably be, hopefully be next month. Yeah fingers crossed um but the main uh, sort of news is that we're getting a new character book um and that is by gav thorpe and this it will be about luther the ever uh, ever reliable uh, luther of the dark angels legion defender of caliban all-round mr controversial so luther first of the fallen I'm looking forward to that because I do like the um, I do like the Dark Angel story as as it has been so far. So, considering we only got the Lions book fairly recently, yeah, we did. Uh, no, we haven't got it yet. We have we've got the limited edition. Yeah, we're getting the main, main the the normal one next month. So that takes us nicely into upcoming books. Yeah. So we're getting a bunch on the 19th of September. We're starting with the Fury of Magnus, the limited oh, yeah. edition. 19th of September. Completely forgotten about that. Got put back a month. 
Yeah. Was supposed to be out. Was supposed to go on to pre-order this weekend, but it's been put back a month. Uh, then we've got print-on-demand hardbacks. We're getting Vulcan Lives, The Unremembered Empire, Scars, Vengeful Spirit. Oh, The Damnation of Pyphos. <laughs> you can't have it all. You can't. Uh, there's always going to be one on a, on, on a list of six. Yeah, that's some great that. books. And then the Damnation of Pythos. Damnation of Pythos. Anyway, Good. so that's all 19th of September. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, October, on the 10th of October, we're getting the standard edition of Lionel Johnson, Lord of the First. Uh, this is followed up on the 24th of October with the limited edition of Luther, First of the Fallen. Uh, 24th of October, that is. Uh, so I think that's going to be in the same vein as the Baldor novel then. Yeah, I guess so. Hopefully they'll give it an interesting cover, like they have the Valdor one with the um, sort of fabric mm-hmm. uh, stuff, because that's got, it's quite a nifty looking book, actually. I see what that looks like. And then finally, Fury of Magnus. Now, we don't know the standard edition when that's coming out, but I have seen a few date, a few people mention January. Okay, cool. So it could be that it's should, not coming until January. Forward, yeah, because I'd forgotten Fury of Magnus was... Uh, in my mind, it was still a long way away, but uh, yeah. September in, in about three weeks. That's all. Well, it was supposed to be on pre-order Saturday, just gone. Cool. But it got put back, so yeah. it's now coming out on the nineteenth of September. The non-limited edition is supposed to come out in November, but as I said, a lot of a lot of talk is saying actually it's coming out in January. Yeah. Nice. So we'll see what they say. We can cope with January. Yeah, we can cope with January. Okay, awesome. So that's books, and we'll move on to the list challenge. Yeah, it's a good one. Okay, and we've had a little bit of a break um, while um, we uh, uh, came together to record again because it got late and... Uh, yeah, I was a bad producer and did not keep the, the tangents away. So now we're coming back to our list challenge. Because <laughs> it's all your fault. They are yeah. a pesky breed, the tangent. They're like tribbles. You know, once one <laughs> tangent starts, another three turn up and it just goes on from there. Here the, is yeah. mind lol tangent. Yeah. The so, trouble with tangents, which is exactly what we're doing right now. Yeah, it is. So we're going to start. There's an episode title if there ever was one. We're going yeah, back into the list challenges, and we 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 wanted to do something because we we're, we're we start to return to gaming now. So we're going to ask ourselves to come up with a list that we want to play when we get back from uh, uh, lockdown. I mean, some of us have already had some games, um, but you know, we wanted to it's a fun list that we want to play with. You know, maybe it's something that we painted while in lockdown or whatever, but. Let's go ahead and let's start with Mr. Ing. Hello. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm just looking forward to being able to play a game. Just a game that, that, that isn't Toy Story or Paw Patrol. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting the wolves out of the case, to be honest. Um, That's a euphemism. I, I heard it. Yes, get your wolves out your case. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I believe she had something to say about that as well. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to uh, break out the uh, the talk of Enrica, and I want to unleash the list that I took to Derby with you chaps. Oh, um, surely that list deserved to be locked away in a vault somewhere as a d- danger and a warning. How many years did you play Armored Breakthrough, was it, Graham? <laughs> 
How many really years did you play Armour Breakthrough? I, I think I'd rather shots play Armour Breakthrough. Shots fired. Early doors. <laughs> Come on, then. You get your head back behind your defence line, you. I will. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, a loyalist, Vilka Fenrika, uh, using the bloodied claw right to war. What does that do? Uh, it gives you furious charge. Is that it? Is there a downside? Uh, you have to charge if you're eligible to. Oh, that's if a, you're able to. I said downside. I, what downside? I, I, if you get out of your vehicle. <laughs> I'm still not seeing the downside, but oh, go on. Okay, so <coughs> we start. We start off with a praetor, like you would. Yes. In ether rune armor, which is plus one wound artificer armor, with a paragon blade, digital lasers, iron halo, and a power fist. How many points is that ether rune armor? Thirty. It's not bad, is it? Considering artificial for armor's twenty, ten points for an extra wound. That's that's pretty good, I think. Yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic stuff. I mean, it doesn't obviously doesn't help when you get your head paragon bladed off, but you know. Yeah, but even so, an extra wound that gives what the Praetor's four wound then. Four it? wounds, and it yeah. also because you can take it on your console level characters. It means your console level characters go up to three. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's uh, an investment. I like it. Yeah. Speaking of which, I've got two identical speakers of the dead with Etherune armor with the grip. <sighs> With the Great Frostblade. So the Great Frostblade is the two-handed version, isn't it? Yeah, AP2 minus one initiative. That's not bad, is it? So it, it goes at threes. And he, and it's Reaping Blow as well, so you stick him in the middle of somewhere and he gets all the attacks. Doesn't, he, doesn't it give anything pluses to strength as well? Uh, yes, it's plus two, one. Two, is it? Plus one? Uh, no, plus it's two. one, but he's got Furious Charge as well, so he goes up to strength six. How much strength- does this cost? Uh, what the great frost blade? Yeah, it's ten points. Excuse me, <laughs> it's ten points. Who wrote this stuff? Okay, carry on, please. Book seven, Graham. Book seven. Book seven. So there's, yes. there's two of them. This is why Chris is so angry because he couldn't just stop so, at book seven. He had to buy book eight when things got turned turned back down. The, yeah, just just you wait for your turn, mate. It'll come. Yeah. It'll come. Just just for 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 those of you. So I've always been intrigued by the speaker there because it seems like a a two for one character, doesn't it? Because it does have aspects of yes, it give it gives the medically. any any unity joins they get fearless, yeah, they get um and they get a feel the pain six plus, nice. So it's, so it's not quite as good as a Medicaid, not quite as good as a chaplain, but yes. it's kind of it gives them fearless, which is always a massive bonus, um and six plus feel the pain is better than kicking the snout and for 10 points he can take a five attack strength six ap2 initiative three weapon so yeah he's worth having definitely uh, <laughs> but that that great frost blade is independent characters only so like um all oh, right so you can't give it a sergeant so you can't give it a sergeant yeah okay cool uh, then in, uh, then I move on well, to that's my... a downside, right? Yeah, exactly. Sergeants can't have it. That's what power fists are for. Exactly. Um, so then we've got, I'm going to my elites uh, section, which is nice and cheap and cheerful. It's just two apothecaries with artificer armor and augury scanners. Nice, good choices. Uh, then two troops choices. It's, mm. uh, Fairly keeping things fairly minimal. So what have you gone for? Recon Marines? No, yeah, of course. Uh, no, it's uh, it's Vilka Fenrika. I have to take Grey Slayers, I'm afraid, Graham. Oh, like you would have taken anything else. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> almost as good as Tech Thrills. Um, Second so best troop choice in the game. Yeah. So I've got a unit of 18 of them 
with or two units of eighteen. Is it? No, so one, one, one of eighteen, one of seventeen. Uh, four power fists in each. Because the advantage they have is that they can take multiple special weapons, can't they? One per five. Oh, as opposed to just on sergeants in a normal tactical squad. Yeah. Um, then everybody else has got a power weapon. What? So the whole squad is basically armed with power weapons, even if they're not, they've got power fists. Yeah. So every attack is at least AP3. And how many attacks do they get? Does it? Do they get one and then an extra combat weapon, or is it? Yeah, they get one additional close combat weapon, then charge in, but they also have counter attack as well. So minimum three, basically. Yeah, you you charge them, they're getting three as well. Eighteen guys times three, thirty-six, fifty-four attacks. He says, doing the maths badly. Yeah, it's enough, isn't it? I mean, or with power weapons. I mean, I suppose against Marie, against Terminators, volume of attacks would do them anyway, I guess. But yeah, because it's it's because um they have. Vilka Fenrika have plus one weapon skill on a successful charge as well, so they're going at weapon skill, weapon skill five. Five's eight five. and threes. So it's threes and threes. Why is your strength off your charge? Yeah. Yeah. About those downsides. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have to paint them grey. Uh, that's about it. Yeah, which can be annoying because you spend a lot of time and realise that you've not made them look a lot different to before you started. <laughs> <laughs> there is there, there is that bit where you're going through the list and go, have I done? Oh no, I haven't actually started that one yet. Uh, so yeah, there's two there's two units like that. There's a Vexilla in there, and purely to annoy Manners because I know he listens. This Artificer Argent on armor on the Sergeant, which is where he rips his headphones off in disgust. Um, so the Sergeant pings around the place, soaking up anything AP three, and then. Uh, they chop people to death. I just could interrupt you there. Who's saying yeah. hello? No, nobody. It's my dog barking. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Who's saying hello? Oh, it's. I think it's Dotty. It might be bound. But I'll have to go and have a look in a moment. But I didn't want to interrupt Rob mid-flow. Unless you want to pause it there for two seconds. That's no, right. no, no, no. I, I, I think our listenership actually do quite like it uh, when the uh, animals uh, interview. The problem is that my, wife, the animals my wife is asleep. So if I don't go and do that. All right, fair enough. You go, you, go, you go sort them out and we'll, uh, metaphorically and we'll be back in a literally moment. in the doghouse. So give you me go them out. We'll be back in a moment. Mm-hmm. Let's go to a commercial break. Fingernails were grimy. Ooh, 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 
Six, Bobby, I can find more. 
the busted out of Germany in a country. In the twelve bag of trolls with my glover sent to me. Twelve wiggly worms literally now these ten bags of spiders, nine pints of oil, that's well it's all seven bags of sewage, six sorry, and you five miles of strength. And we're back. Yes, we're back with. Uh, so there's, yes, there's two units of gross layers, and then we move into heavy support. Gordon, before we went away from a commercial break, um. You said somebody gets annoyed about using artists for our Yes, uh, the lad I used to work with in Games Workshop York, his real name is Phil, but we all call him Manners. Uh, he, he stood out because he had some. Uh, and he hates the idea of... He just hates it when people put artists for armour on sergeants. Absolutely. Really? Yeah, it drives him mental. Why? Because your sergeant then does just teleport around the around the unit, like, you know, pinging off AP3. Oh, there's, a, there's a reason that man's a sergeant. It's because he's a hero. Is that because he's, he's actually a human squash ball and just pings around the rest of the unit going, don't yeah. worry, lads, I'll take this. I'll take, I'll take this, this one for the team. Yeah. I mean, you've got to still put him in the way of harm, haven't you? I mean, it is slightly annoying. I'll get you in close combat, for example, and it's like, oh, I'm going to put them all on the sergeant until he rolls a one. But to be fair, I roll so many ones, it's not really a particularly benefit, to be honest with you. <laughs> Twos, ones, that's yeah. my, that's where I, that's where I, that's where I live. That's my home. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry about that, Manners, but the sergeants have got artificial armour. Um, I, I, th- I didn't used to. I always do now, to be honest, just because it's it just saves you from that, you know, AP3 battle panel or something. Yeah, the the blast templated stuff. Yeah, you know, just yeah, the new um, bombard thing and the you know. Yeah, it's not like there's a lack of AP3 in Heresy, is there? No, No, that's very true. Anyway, so you got two of those, seventeen and eighteen. Yeah, and one assumes that there's they'd be going somewhere. And yes, I take it. This is where we move into heavy support. Oh, so which, no fast attack. We're going no to... fast attack now. Okay, I like that. In the list. I, like I do. I, I do own a heresy capri. You have seen it, but it's not I in have this seen list. It, yes, heresy capri. Yes, it's not in this list. Um, is it the capri now? I mean, isn't that the javelin? I don't know. You, 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 you mm. specified that the. You know, it yeah. was the. It was the capri for 2017. I think so. Maybe we'd like to re reevaluate that. So maybe the, the Audi A4 of, yeah. of Heresy would probably then be the um, would probably be the javelin. I think now yeah. bring yeah. it up to date. The hairdresser's beetle. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or what was the M4? It was the BMW thing. Yes, that's true. One of those. Anyway, it's there. Yes. So, but but just to tease you before we get to what you're expecting, Graham, in heavy sport, I have a squadron of Legion Vindicator siege tanks. <sighs> See, you, you you dangle the odd bit of genius <laughs> occasionally. It's two of them with and laser destroyer arrays and armored ceramite and dozer blades. I would personally, I think over armored ceramites overkill on them, but horses for courses. Armoured Ceramite, I put it on everything that can because I have in the past played Alpha Legion with Dinah and Melter Seekers and it was possibly the most boring five minutes of my life because I didn't get a turn one. Bear in mind, Graham, that if he doesn't put those points on those Vindicators, that's more Grace Layers. I buy more Grace Layers. He would. That's, that's at least one. It's at least... <laughs> 
Well, possibly, yeah. It's probably about four for 20 points, I expect. Uh, no, 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 yeah. no, you get one for 20 points with a power weapon. Yeah. And a storm oh. shield and an orc of bombardment. And the two up in run it save. And the pre rolling And he's basically a Primark. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I pers- this is, okay, personal view. I think once you start to chuck it on everything, it, it doesn't have to top up. Mm-hmm. You know, you put it on five things, 100 points, that's another squad of something smallish. So I tend to not on armor 13 things bother. If it's going forward, because obviously you know my armies very rarely do, then I tend to put it on. So Spartans, Land Raiders, something um, super heavies when I get them, because you don't want them to die from Melter. But um, yeah, I generally don't. But you know, fair enough. You haven't got a lot of shooting there, so there's a hundred and five. Po- there's a hundred and five points of armored ceramite in this list. Cool. <laughs> See, I mean, that's almost enough for another indicator with dropping a gray slayer or two. Anyway. Swiftly on. Swiftly on. Something that you mentioned earlier, the other two heavy support choices are both taken up by a pair of Spartans. Double Spartans. Uh, I bought them. I paid for them. I'm going to bleed and use them. Yeah, Armoured Ceramite, Flare Shield, Dozer Blade on both. Now, this list is the only list I've ever written with the Flare Shield on one. I think they make it so survivable. Yeah. As we talked about earlier in the program, yeah. for you know for forty fifty points, I think it is flare shield. It's worth every every penny. I think it just this, makes them so difficult to destroy. This list, apart from the vindicators and the glaive, which is coming next, just a spoiler, <laughs> um, is what I took to Company Legends last March. And right. you know, and you know what that did. What did it do last March? Uh, got quite a lot of victory points. It did, didn't it? I think well, actually Chris and I were going back through um, oh, the yeah. results, weren't we? I, Just I, to I, find I, no, I didn't. The, I didn't play. The, I didn't play the final game, and I think I got something like forty-seven VPs in the first. I can. Uh, I can easily find the numbers for you if you it's want. Not about, it's not about counting the score, Mistering. It's all about the game no, and the true. narrative. But yes, yeah. well, you were singled out for, for which, a personal. Which event was that? Was that March? March, that was March. Yeah. It was March 2019. Yes, I think uh, we had a we had a couple of surprise people. It wasn't anybody who we'd initially thought it was w- on the naughty you list. Put me, was... You put me on the naughty list before I even bleeding turned up. Yeah, yeah but that's some good observation. Sorry, I didn't cry about it, so you know. <laughs> yeah, you, you completely deserved that. To be fair, yeah, you had the glaive in there. For I could have turned anyway. Up. I could have turned up with 100 points of a single recon squad and you would have put me on the naughty list. Awesome. Not through what I could do with it, just because it's me. Yeah, <laughs> fair bias of some variety. But no, no, he's, he's, he's right. He's right, we would have. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Will Henry. You put him on the naughty list if he brings a rule book. He doesn't have to bring any models. Good. No, he could, he could bring you like could, one you model. Can, you can beat people without bringing an army. So you're going on the naughty list. <laughs> Whatever's going to happen, you're going on the list. It's a given, right? Yes, exactly. Anyway, so we have two so Spartans, two Flare Shields, Armoured Ceramite, and then finishing, off, so is, it, finishing it off is the Lord of War, the Glaive with Armoured Ceramite. Mm, it's an interesting, interesting choice. When you see that on the table, you see mm. zero infantry. That's true. You see a Glaive, two Spartans, two Vindicators parked up. That's it. Yeah, you don't give away a lot of victory points there either. Did you find, though, because um, that's only two scoring units, mm. I suppose they're two big scoring units and it's hard 
for you to get rid of them with the speaks of the dead in there, basically giving them feeling a pain. But on the games where you may need to grab multiple objectives, did you struggle at all? No. Okay, interesting. If, if someone because you just what annihilate everything in front of you. Yeah, basically, if someone stood on it, you kill them, take the objective off them, pick it up. There was there was the objective last match where you had to pick up the objectives mm. and and move them back. So I played um, Henry Collier. Oh yeah, charming chap. Right. Um, with his uh, third company, Empress Children. Which unfortunately relied quite heavily on sonic weaponry and the psychic and the psychology of mm-hmm. the sonic weaponry, but of course my troops are fearless. That's also true. So we just run out. We we drove up to him, jumped out, killed him, picked up one objective, got back in the tank, drove to the next, jumped out, killed who was on that, jumped jumped back in the tank, drove to the next one, killed who was on that, and then drove back to our own deployment zone and sat there. So kind of like an Uber. Yes, basically. <laughs> Sort of heresy Uber, basically. Yeah, yeah. three stops. Uh, I mean, that was a ten pound for how much was that? Don't go south of the river this time of night, Gov. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. That was a that it was a complete mismatch. Just um, just so yeah, you scored forty six victory points in March last and, year, and I didn't and you didn't play the last game, and you still scored six more victory points than the next two highest players. You, my friend, are whack. I believe that, was, that wasn't term. with this list. <laughs> admittedly this list is harder than the one <laughs> yeah. there we go, so it. remind me of the um, criteria again this was a fun list to have fun <laughs> but it will be fun for Rob to play That's as really. he stops as Conan as we are going to refer to him yes. uh, 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 a moniker <laughs> I used to get but no I think uh, I think that we can hand pass that torch quite happily I, I think you're probably right actually I think he's a bit he's a bit less vocal about it but basically you're right Definitely silent, silent keeps on the low profile, but fundamentally devastates the all John the Wick. The, the John, John Wick. Wick, the John Wick. I was, was, was going to say I also have a few of the Ancients lists, but but I can't say much about that because that beat Chris. Oh, wow. that was the only one it did beat, though, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, true. And, <laughs> and that was his fault that it got, that it beat him. It was because he was playing yeah. nice. He was playing nice, yeah, playing the spirit did, of the game. He did playing his... custodies at the height of their power. And yeah, no, but he they didn't... weren't at the height of their power. Were they? He didn't do his signature. He didn't do his signature deep strike. Okay. I was nice. One day, I was nice for an hour. It cost yeah. me. A, 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 that part of me died there. Yeah, that was it. It's like a bit of Harry Potter, but I killed the evil inside of me. To be honest, if, if <laughs> that was the last game that I won at a Blood and Glory until the last game of the last Blood and Glory. So if it's any, if it's any. Okay. Anyway, not even remotely. You've got a glaive. That's that, as we've already discussed. That is a big, big on the eye roll. Double Spartans, pretty big on the eye roll too. Anyway, we'll come back to scoring in a minute. Who wants to go next? Uh, what about list? So, Mr. Oh, B, I, I did send you this. I sent it in. You've the... been very quiet, Mr. B. Go on. Okay, you want me to go? Okay. Once... Oh no, Chris will go next, and I'll send you my list now. Yeah, it's it's in our it's in our Facebook chat, Mr. B. Yes. My list, rather. So I did send it to you. Yep, I got it. I'll just send you mine. Okay, so what have you brought? So this is for a fun game, first game back from lockdown or whatever. What are you going to bring, Michael, from your collection? Uh, right, I am. Oh, I've got to get Chris's off there. I am bringing Death Guard, similar to what I played um, against uh, you, Graham. Uh, yeah. But I'm bringing a Praetor, 
uh, I am putting him into Tartarus uh, Terminator armor. I'm giving him a uh, combi flamer, an iron halo, because you know I still want to get that uh, that that sweet uh, four, four up save. Uh, I'm giving I'm giving him a power scythe, rad grenades, and he's going to be accompanied by death shroud. He has got uh, four of them accompanying him, and they're taking a land raider phobos. So what does what does the, what does the death shroud have going for them? Uh, power scythes, mm. which do what? Uh, reaping blows. So for um, if they've got more than one enemy in contact with them, uh, they get an extra attack. Right. So is that well, they're outnumbered? Is it? Or is it no, they just got no, to have one more. You're in, con- in contact with. Oh, them right. More. So if you're in base to base with more than one model, you get another attack. What's the yeah. AP on the power side? Is it two? Oh, I forget the AP on the it's... power side. Isn't it? Three? Oh, it's two. It's two, but minus two, isn't it? Yeah. Man desperately looks up things on internet. Hang on. <laughs> I just because you know people may not be aware. I'm just thinking about you know. I think I think they're the same as the Great Frostblade. I think they are because they I've come afoul of them before because they're great at killing terminators. Yes, you have. You have. They are great at killing terminators. I take them because they are absolute. They are so. um, No, because they're um, what you call it. Um, uh, Thematic. 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 Yes. Power side. AP two. Strength plus one. Yeah. So they're like the Frostblades then. And I take it you've given them this annoying grenades. Uh, rag grenades. Yes, of yeah. course I've given them rag grenades. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, you know, why wouldn't you give them gra- rag grenades? Yeah, no, absolutely. And they've also got a hand flamer with chem munitions as well, which is handy. Uh, okay. Uh, then do, I've got... Michael, you know, I'm not going to let you go without you telling me what chem munitions do. Uh, shred on uh, f- template weapons. But they also get hot, don't they? Yes, they get hot as well. Nice. What's the strength of the flamer? Uh, it's a hand flamer. So strength oh, so three. three. Strength three, yeah. 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 I, wasn't sure if it, I wasn't sure if the flamer made any, the chem bit made any part, don't know. No, it doesn't make it any stronger. You just get shred, which okay. helps. I suppose uh, actually, actually strength three, and so you're doing it. No, yeah. Faster wind. Yeah. But, uh, I'm just looking at the death cloud rule that they get, which is horrible. Yes, that is rather nasty. Um, but basically. Go on, yeah. Yeah, so that's um, kind of um, no Death Cloud. That's Grave Wardens, isn't it? Oh, that is Grave Wardens. I'm looking at the yeah, Grave Wardens. Yeah. Death Cloud okay. don't don't get it. They don't get so it. So they just they're Right. So they um they're scoring then, and yep. they're going as like a bodyguard squad for you. Yeah, they're a, they're a command squad. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Okay. Well, nice. Then my second HQ, I'm taking a Warmonger, um, mm-hmm. with a power scythe, rad grenade, Volkite charger. In Cataprachi Terminator armor, he gets that gives um, deep strike, doesn't it? He gets deep strike with one squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pairing him up with a Terminator squad in Cataprachi armor. Um, with uh, the sergeant has a power scythe. Uh, everyone else has power fists and combi bolters, apart from one guy with a chain fist and combi bolter, and one guy with a Reaper auto cannon and combi bolter. And they're going to be deep striking in. Gotcha. So there's, there is just something about deep striking Terminators. Okay. Okay. Then in my troops, I've got two heavy support squads. The first one is an eight-man squad armed with auto cannons because I painted them up, so I want to use them. Underestimated. Uh, I think they're, they're an undervalued unit. I think they were really cannons. good. They were they really were, good. They're very good. Yep. Because I'm taking the reaping as my right of war, so these are troops. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I've got another heavy support squad this time with ten men, and this is um, there are they're in rhino and they've got heavy flamers with chem munitions. 
and heavy flame as a result as we found out or as i found out to my cost yes i thought they were um heavy weapons but multi-melters are heavy weapons not heavy flamers yep. Yep. so you jumped out and i was thinking well he can't fire them it's like oh i can shred exactly then i've got two almost identical tactical squads uh 10 men uh additional uh combat weapon of excelia um sergeant has artificer armor uh melter bombs uh one, and rag grenades one has a power scythe one has a lightning claw and they're both in a rhino and i don't need to take dozer blades on them because they've got move through cover mm. uh, which is brilliant um fast attack i'm taking the sabers Course. Okay, yeah, I, cool. I've only got one fast attack slot, but these sabers, they're, they're lovely tanks. I just love them. They're really nice. They're really cool. They're really nice looking tanks. And they've just got the uh, snub auto cannons and a heavy bolter. Mm-hmm. So two of them in the squad. Short range, uh, isn't it? The snub auto cannon. 24 inches, I think, isn't 24 it? inches, yeah. But they are fast. They're a fast vehicle. Yeah, so they can move 12 and still fire it. Yeah. Uh, then in the heavy support, I've got a Leviathan Siege Dreadnought. Um, nice. with uh, two heavy flamers in the nipples, uh, chem munitions, um, a Leviathan storm cannon, a phosphex discharger, and a siege claw. Right. The other heavy support slot is taken up with a predator strike squadron. Um, and I've put in two predators with heavy bolters, pro- uh, sponsons, and predator cannons. Okay. And then finally, um, Lord of War, my typical choice for the Death Guard is a Typhon. Oh, with, yes. Uh, Lash Cannon. So. Oh, yes. There go the eyes. Ding, 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 ding. What were you saying about me? <laughs> Do you know what? I think I'd. I had a discussion actually. I think it was with Damien, who I played the other night, talking about which you'd rather face a Glaive or a Typhon. And I said I would rather face a Typhon than a Glaive. Okay. Really? And here's, yeah, here's my reasoning. The Glaive. The, the the typhon can miss the glaive will never miss and it has twice the hell point and it has twice the hell points and also you know if you fire a you know a template a squad it may scatter you may get like a you know, 10 or 11 scatter it's going to move six inches and you might just clip one or two the glaive is always going to hit the number of models that are under that beam and then it's going to double the wounds for deflagate and you're going to get no saves as well. Isn't it? So I think I'd rather go against a Typhon on the off chance it's going to miss one time out of four rather than the Glaive, which is just never going to stop. There's my reasoning. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't all my reasoning. Way, that was... <laughs> Some of it. Sounds it's not you, it's me, I understand. <laughs> but anyway, Michael, so that's your fun list. So nice thing. So it's all Terminators, basically, apart from the heavy support squads. Uh, and the uh, the tactical squads. Oh, sorry, I must have missed them. Did you talk about them? Um, yeah, I talked about the tactical oh, squads. Maybe I just lost it in a haze of. Are you sure? You've got sergeants who've got um, those well, uh, things on, haven't they? Artificial armor. Artificial armor, and they've also been given the. You've got the size with them. Uh, one's got size. One's got a power. Uh, a lightning claw. Sorry, not a power. <laughs> See, I'd probably take a size over a power claw if, unless there was a. Yeah, but I really, really, really really love the look of the um, of that Mark Three plastic uh, uh, lightning claw. All right, fair enough. Because it's just got it's just pointing, like as in you're next. You're coming with me, son. Get your coat. Doing the doing the journey. Mm. And I absolutely love it. Uh, There is it was just sort of like yeah, I've got to do this. Okay, very good. So cool. 
So scoring units, quite a few then. Two tactical uh, squads, yeah, two heavy two... sports squads, uh, impeccable advance on the death terminators ones. and the death rail. Oh, so uh, death rail. Yeah, that's a lot. Six, six, six scoring squads. One deep strike in. The others in land raiders, was it? Yes. It's a good list. And the Typhon is going to draw fire and return fire. That's not a bad little bad little number there, Mr. B, I've got to say. In fact, I faced it, so I know it was actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I try to I try to, to, to make it, um, you know, not too... I, I try to make it fun for me and fun for the other player. Yes, there's probably a couple of nasty things in there, but nothing ridiculous. I think other than the um, Typhon... The rest of it was was balanced. I felt, you know, the sabers were nice, nice little mm-hmm. surprise entry. There was lots of different units. It wasn't spamming everything. So yeah, there was a lot of variety in there. I enjoyed it. Cool. Mm-hmm. Not to say I didn't enjoy playing you, Rob. I just want to point that out for the record. I did very much. Is that because you, you were at the other end of the table? Trying to avoid you like the plague. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. <laughs> knowing, knowing full well that you'd give me a jolly good hiding. <laughs> Right, so we've had Rob with his yep. uh, Viva Pinata Venrica, and we've had <laughs> <laughs> we've had uh, Michael's Death Shrouded Death Guard. What have you What have you brought to the party, my brother? I uh, I suppose so. The next army, I guess, that's going to be on the table. That's mine. Will be my Demons of the Ruin Storm. <laughs> I was toying with doing having my next. Sort of going back to the custodies, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the next list I play, whenever that may be. Oh, I think uh, we lost him there. No, we didn't. I didn't. I oh, did. We just lost you for us. A... No, no one else did. But all you right, did. okay. That's <laughs> all right. Well, like, just hit me. If Michael had lost you, then, it might then have, the world. No, it would have recorded because it would have still gone to Skype. So yeah, carry on. Sorry, mate. Uh, so yeah, so it would be the the, uh, the demons of the ruined storm that uh, come out to play. So. Get some blood for the blood god. Yes. Uh, get get my get my toes wet again in that uh, <laughs> that arena. In that arena, absolutely. So the list uh, it's not a complicated list because it's uh, it, it can't be really. Uh, so your Crimson Fury Etheric Dominion. So what so does that do? That uh, all models in this detachment with the infantry jump pack, infantry beast or carry unit type gain the rage special rule. Models of the monstrous creature, flying monstrous creature, gargantuan creature, or gargantuan flying creature, uh, instead gain the rampage special rule. Nice. Must, must always charge. Yeah. Can take the brass collars emanation. Um, and then the, the additional uh, victory point thing, which uh, sort of rarely ever, we don't enforce it as COL. Yeah, because it's a little bit powerful. Yeah, uh, it would be uh, the Demons of the Room Store player gains plus one victory, gains one victory point for every unit, friendly or enemy, that has been destroyed uh, in combat uh, due to the results of an Overwatch attack or as part of a sweeping advance. See, that's super powerful, that isn't it? Because even yeah. if you if you're playing a game and I mean the maximum victory points we play probably are decided by about three points, I guess most games. You know, and if you're basically getting a every time you're in combat, you're going to guarantee at least a one victory yeah. point. Whether yeah, if you, I kill a yeah, if I kill a unit in that, you get one. If you die, you get one. It's you know, heads you win, tails you win as well. Win, yeah. Yeah, there's no reason not to. Uh... I think we have banned that because <laughs> yeah, 
it yeah. just completely messes with our all of our kind of missions really it's a really hard thing to balance so i don't think there's a enough of a downside to it if you see what i mean no no or if you anyway. ban it i know who oh. i'll be playing <laughs> <laughs> so let me get this. everything gets rage and everything gets Everything monstrous, is super monstrous or gargantuan. Monstrous and above, it gets gant- monstrous and above, it gets rampage. rampage. Everything else uh, gets uh, rage. So rampage, I think, is all the models in base to base. I have to have a look it up in a sec. Uh, rampage is when you're outnumbered. I think. Okay, uh, you get D three attacks. D three attacks. Yeah, yeah. Dawn has it. That's the only reason I can ever remember it. That's nice. Yeah, pretty. Particularly if you've got a gargantuan, you know wielding a flipping d weapon or something crazy i mean that's gonna make a mess yeah it's so the list uh the the list is as follows go on uh so i've got a ruined storm demon lord he is a monstrous creature Mm -hmm. uh he has brass collar and shroud of darkness so he has three plus armor save yep uh and he uh, models that attack him uh don't get bonus attacks from charging so like defensive grenades shroud of darkness yeah so what's the bright the brass collar give him a three plus three plus uh and adamantium will so psychers beware nice Uh, so he's a guy with five attacks strength eight toughness six is that five attacks on the charge uh five attacks uh profile so it'd be seven on the charge with rampage rampage, so potentially eight attacks uh potentially 12 yeah six minimum but could be yeah. Could be up there to you know, could, could be as many be. as ooh, eight attacks, yeah, like yeah, say. Attacks, yeah. What's his armor save? Three plus. Yeah, no And he's got a five plus demon save, isn't he? Invulnerable. Yep. He's got a demon save, he's eternal warrior. So oh. you're not gonna double him out anyway, because yep. toughness six, so good luck with that. Oh, weapon skill five uh weapon skill six, but it's skill five. Initiative four. But is he just on foot? Is he? So he's like a demon prince, basically. Yeah, he's like, he is. A, no, he's bigger than that. He's, oh, is he? Well, he's a monstrous creature, so he's you know. He's, okay. So what have you what have you modelled him with? Uh, he is a particular forge world model. Angrath, isn't it? Which, no, 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 no. He's later. Uh, oh. The <laughs> he's done with this. Um, oh, I've had him up and I've closed the link. Just check corn into not chrome corn, you stupid idiot. This is definitely a demon of corn. Good radio here again. Do apologize. Mm. Wasn't entirely um, expecting that conversation, that, that question. Uh, right, he uh, so it's Mazaral the butcher. Oh, yeah, so he's a big guy. Yeah, yeah. What, doesn't he come with another little, like, little creature with him? No, no, no. That's that's a demon. That's a corn demon prince. Okay, fine. Mazaral is is bigger than that guy. Okay, nice. So he's there. Hate so he's, he's yeah. I've got another HQ, which is a ruin storm greater demon. Uh, so brass collar, demonic wings, flensing <sighs> talons. Uh, now I should know flensing talons because that's Mr. Frost's favourite. Yeah. So he attribute a shred, basically. Cool. And how many so attacks does he have? Do you know? He has four attacks on his profile. Right. So he could be up to seven with shred, and he's probably got high strength as well, hasn't he? Uh, strength seven. AP two, which is a monstrous creature. Creature, yep. Oh, and he's flying. And he's flying. Yipes. He's he is a new 
plastic bloodthirster. Right. Um, modelled with the two-handed axe. Lovely. Uh, I then have two squads of yeah, two squads of sixteen uh, bloodletters. Do they still come with AP3 weapons? They used to. Then it's been a long time. No, they don't have them in this. They just have um, normal attacks. They're not special anyway. Gotcha. Um, But they have shred. They they have flinching talons. Just go for volume of attacks with them. Mm, Totally, sixteen of them is going to be tough. Yeah, and the two wounds apiece. Oh, they're not. Yeah, two wounds apiece. Of course they are. And do they? And two attacks each. You know that thing with. Do they suffer from the same thing that does each one does? They're more powerful to start and they fade off. All demons have that. Oh, nice. So bear in mind, I'm plus, is it plus one? Yeah, plus one, plus one strength and toughness on my first first two turns. Goodness. So these guys are... And they don't, they don't have very good armour, though, do they? No, they are, they've, they've just got their... Um, Five plus demons. So. Four, four plus. Oh, is it? Okay, fine. It's four oh, plus. That's not too bad. Spe- oh. I'll double check it in a second. The equivalent of solar auxiliary, except much better. Yeah. So then I've got another squad of 15. So, yeah. Two of those. Right, okay. So there's two squad of 16, one squad of 15. Oh, that's I couldn't, hard. I couldn't quite find uh, the 15 <laughs> points required to make three squads of 16. Because you'd want them in eights, wouldn't you, if it's all about yeah, the corn? Exactly. And it's I will <laughs> scour the list to find a 15-point yeah. saving mm-hmm. to, to make it... Uh, okay make it happen um i have a fast attack i'll do elites elites next uh so i have three four four ruined storm brutes that's it four um brass collar and they've got crushing claws so they've got rending on all their attacks so what what's the brute stat line sorry to ask you this yeah no sorry i've got it uh so weapon skill four ballistic skill four strength six toughness six Wounds three, initiative four, attacks three, leadership eight. So these are going to come. Yeah. So they'd be. Do they still get the plus one? Or was that just the little trippy yeah, ones? Everything, everything. Everything demon gets that bonus. So they'd be top of the seven on the first turn. Strength seven. Yeah. <laughs> Heavens to Betsy. That's an army that's designed to win a game in two turns. Are you feeling yeah. better about my list yet, Greg? I am. Actually, I've got to be honest with you. Mind you, I'd still rather face this in the glaive, but go on. <laughs> You'd want a glaive if you say <laughs> You definitely would want a glaive if you play, play, yeah. play the game. Uh, I then have one fast attack choice, and that's a uh, Ruin Storm Shrike. Sorry, oh, drop my keyboard. <gasps> oh, I think I shocked Lindsay. <laughs> no, the cat caught me. Ah. Crikey, is she all right? What, what have you got there, a blooming Jaguar? <laughs> I thought I could hear somebody. Sounds like somebody's been murdered in the back. Yeah, what the hell? What? I thought someone had died. The, the Chester Street Tiger King has had it again. I've exotic animals in his basement. No, no, no exotic animals. Which cat was it? Bonnie. Oh, it was Bonnie. I dropped my keyboard. She doesn't like noises. Oh, she can't stand me. It's out of my face. Oh. Ah, I can't. I'm sorry. You're Okay. Crikey. Right. Well, there you go. Love you, Lindsay. Christ. Note to any potential burglars. <laughs> Don't worry about the Rottweiler. Ignore that. Watch out for the cats. Tear your face off. 
Right. Sorry, so Chris, we're okay, talking so about old things tearing your face off. Exactly. The cat got the idea. Um, mm. Yes, yeah, so I've got one uh, Ruin Storm Demon Shrike. Uh, he has brass collar because I'm getting that paper farm on everything. Yeah. And he has sensing yeah. talons again. Gotcha. So this is going to be the old, uh, the old bloodthirster before they upscaled him. Mm. Oh yeah, I liked him. The metal one. Uh, I've got a fine cast one. He's got like a an axe. He has an axe and a whip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like him. He's, he's, he's junior, like junior bloodthirster. Yeah, he looks like the barrel here. Yeah, yeah, junior bloodthirster. All right, you're using him as a shrike. He's, yeah, yeah. So you go shrike, demon lord, and then you go to arch demon. Hello. So I've got I've got two lords of war. So what, uh, what are you using the um, thing of me? Yeah, the onslaught. Mm. Because I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> I'm feeling better about myself by the minute. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, a runestorm arch demon. Uh, so weapon skill six, ballistic skill five, strength nine, strength ten, first two tens. Uh, toughness eight, toughness ten, toughness, toughness nine. nine. Uh, 10 wounds, initiative three, six attacks. Hold on, just right. one moment. I just need to get a quick look at the old, um, how would how strong a weapon you need to damage toughness nine, but carry on. Okay. Yeah, uh, strength, has, or, uh, strength five minimum? Five minimum. Strength yeah, seven minimum. We'll have a look. Go on, Chris, carry on. So, yeah, so, this, uh, yeah, so he has the Breaker of Titans uh, item of war gear. Uh, a model with like it's not going to be, uh, you know, a, a nice banana de- daiquiri yeah. and a sit down in the you know, sun lounge. That sounds like it's going to be business. So a model with this option may choose to sacrifice its normal attacks in close combat to make a number of attacks that are equal to half, rounding down, of its current attack score, but at strength D, AP. Flipping egg. So, ten, so three attacks, uh, strength D, AP one. Should I choose? What's his initiative, just out of interest? Three. Ah, oh, that's a shame because he could be he could take on knights and then kill them before they can get to him. Yeah. Nice. That's not, that's not too bad then. There's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> oh hi. <aye>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, we get Magnus all is forgiven. So he is the um, greater Korogoth. Chappy. Um uh, I have just forgotten again. Goes back to corn. Just just while we're waiting there to the minimum strength required to wound toughness nine is six. Hey, I see Doddle. Wounding on sixes with strength six. For, uh, sixes with strength seven. Fives with strength eight, and then fours with strength nine. So lads cannons are only really on fours. Yeah. So this is um this is Scarak. He's the he's my one to represent this guy. Um. So yeah, so big guy, no wings, just you know. Yeah. To punch you in the face an awful lot. And then my second arch demon is the Greater Bloodthirster, um, who. Rob uh, mentioned earlier on. Sorry, um, Darren. All right. I, I can never remember what his name is because it doesn't tell you on the Forge World website anymore, and I can never remember. Um, so again, same profile, but he has the. He also has the Breaker of Titans. Mm-hmm. He 
uh, has Reaper of Souls. So a model with this option may choose to sacrifice the normal attacks in close combat to make a number of attacks equal to the number of models that any one unit is locked in combat with. These are attacks that are resolved at half, rounding down its current strength, AP2. Wait a minute. So if you happen to meander into a 16-man squad of, let's say, Grey Slayers, yeah, you could... Get 16 attacks. If it's in the first right? two turns, I would be doing 16 strength 5 AP 2 attacks. Yeah. <laughs> and only four of my guys could hit him. Could hurt him. But they'd all be dead. And I suppose his, AP, his, AP, Rob, AP 2, yeah, you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, no, Rob, Rob would go first, bear in mind, because I'm not only with the, not, not with the power fist, so I wouldn't. Oh, yeah, no, they would die. So, yeah. The only thing, the only thing, my power weapons couldn't hurt him. The only thing that might help him would be is feeling a pain. Because basically, anybody, anybody on a six plus would be dead. That is incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. How many points is that? Those two. Oh, this this dude is a. This one is a lot of points. He I'm also surprised. has a, uh, a two plus armor save. <laughs> okay, so how many points is that? So how many points is the first one? Uh, do, do, do. Oh, the first, oh, the first one is also a flying god. Uh, the first one flies. I've got them the wrong way around, but yeah, the first oh, one flies. The second one, the more the that yeah. last one doesn't fly. So the first one is seven hundred and thirty-five, right? And the one that you don't like is seven hundred and ten. It's not badly priced, though, is it? Really? I mean, it's fifty more points, and you're onto Titan territory. So you you're paying a lot for that. I mean, yeah. it's a and they're great models that you know you couldn't mob him up could you that's basically with that attack where you can basically hit everything at strength five or even strength four ap2 in subsequent rounds i mean that is gonna that's really gonna wreck somebody's day yeah but it's only it's only gonna be useful against big units if that makes sense but like five units like a term, score of terminators is only gonna you know i'd, I'd probably just not use his normal attacks because they're ap2 anyway yeah no i agree horrific creature of damnation uh fire, fire drakes would be your best bet against him because yeah. three plus invons are three plus yeah, invons. yeah but yeah two wounds two wounds that's right yeah so they'll be okay but flipping egg red butchers i suppose as well they'd be okay four plus invon two wounds so any any, any two wounds ones are probably all right they can't hurt him back though no what you're right it? straight five they can't unless they've got chain fists yeah. <laughs> So that is phenomenal list, Chris. So how many scoring units you got there? Two. Three. Three. Three because my um, uh, she's got blood letters. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Nice. I like that a lot. That's very cool. It's it's basically my old 40k list taken 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 to Spinal Tap. Yeah, gone up to Uh, eleven. Gone to eleven. Yeah. I like that an awful lot. Very good. Okay. So uh, shall I do mine next then? Finish, finish us off for lack of a better phrase. <laughs> There'll be no happy ending with this one. I, <laughs> I, I bet there won't. I bet there won't. Um, so this is actually I played this the other day. So um, this is I take salamanders. Um, so I wanted to give them a run out, put uh, try some unit that I haven't used before. So, but I also um, 
you know, because I'm quite flexible with this army, the army that I have here. I can do shooting and close combat. So this was going up against some world leaders. I wanted to make a close combat army to give it a, you know, a bit more fun. Mm-hmm. So my sort of HQs. So my first choice is always the first guy out the bag. Really, is a bit like we all Valdor, but for me, it's Lord Chaplain Nominus Rattan. Yeah. So he's a great. I mean, he's expensive, 215 points. So he's you know, not cheap. Praetor level stats. Um, but he's a chaplain, so that gives him the hatred and zealot. So re-rolling first round attacks. Um, he's got a two plus four plus, and he's got the mantle of the Elder Drake. So he's Eternal Warrior. So that's good. You know, you don't have too many Eternal Warriors in this game. Um, he also comes with a Combi Flamer. Um, and he's got this great uh, uh, hammer. So it's like a m- mini Thunder Hammer, if you like. So it's um, strength plus two. Uh, AP2 initiative and anything that's AP2 initiative is always worth having. So it's slightly better than a um, Paragon blade, but it's two handed. So you can only get, you don't get any extra attacks for having two close combat weapons. Um, but anyway, he's, he's a great, great choice. It's also there's armor bane, that, um, that, that hammer. So it's not to be laughed at really. Um, I don't know if it's got concussive, like uh, proper thunder hammer has. I don't think it does, but I'll just double check while I'm here. Um, my second um, HQ choice, I've gone for two. And this guy, I, I, I sort of come back in favour, really. I, it has got concussive, actually. So it can be very useful in, um, you know, if you wound somebody, then making them go initiative one next turn. Uh, my second HQ choice, and I found him really useful, uh, is Zaphius Zer. So he's a book six um, uh, character. So he, again, is a chaplain as well. So I like to have... Um, fearless guys with the close combat variants of my salamanders just because of the fact that they're so bad at sweeping advances so they can get swept off the board really easily so if they're fearless they will never have to face that particular problem yep. but zafia's is a great character he's got um he's got a two plus armor with a four plus invon that becomes a three plus invon because he carries a dragon scale shield of course um he's got uh this really cool thing, whereas uh, if he makes it with his armor, which gives him the four plus invun, uh, successful invulnerable save against a close combat hit of strength five or higher, all models, all models, uh, in base to base contact with the bearer suffer a little strength four hit just for funds. It's a little tickle, little tickle, little tickle, yeah, mm. little, little, little bit of a, what have you. Um, but where he really shines is he's actually got he's actually a level one psyker, and he can only choose. He can't doesn't roll for his spells. He gets two, so he gets prescience, which we all know and love. Reroll shooting and hits, and the one that really makes him stand out is precognition. So precognition is a great spell. Uh, one warp charge, and basically it means you reroll um, all your hits, but you also reroll all your saves. So basically that means he's got a three plus invon that he rerolls, which makes him really good. As Angron found out to his cost. <laughs> because he can basically three plus you know high strength weapons uh, and then re-roll them if he fails them so super useful character um but yeah he's uh like i said he's a really good unit i put him um with some other units coming later on but he he can certainly hold his own he's not a great attack he's only got a um power mold or force mold um so you know, he's not going to set the world alight uh, figuratively or literally uh, with his power mall, but he's a good 
you know, a good character to put into a challenge to soak up some some big hits and to give the rest of your squad a chance to circle around and kill him. Um, then I've got a single apocryphy, um, but I've given him uh, artist for armor and an augury scanner, which I think Rob Rob also mentioned. There aren't too many ways to get augury scanners in, um, but augury scanners on apocryphy is a great choice. I think five point upgrade, you'd be mad not to take it. And giving them artist for armor gives you another character to bounce stuff off and makes them slightly more survivable. So they're sixty points. I think is a bargain for them, really. Uh, then I've just gone for a normal boxer naught. So um, a Dreadnought with uh, close combat weapons and heavy flamers. So the heavy flamers become strength six because of the um, Salamander's rule. So pretty good, wounding on twos, but the Boxer Noughts die really quickly. The Armour 12 is their downfall, really. And auto cannons, for example, will shred them to bits. And then in my third elite's choice, um, I've got the obligatory Fire Drake squad. So I've got seven fire drakes and with the fire drake master having a mastercraft thunder hammer and a combi melter, yep. but no, but no um, storm shield. Uh, the other guys have all got storm shields, obviously, or dragon scale storm, storm shields. Four of them have got chain fists, two of them have got thunder hammers. So a really hard hitting unit. This one, that's, fantastic. Yeah. That's, that's going to cause, that's going to ruin days, isn't it? You know? Yeah, they're, they're the I, main... I, I often joke when you say you're, you know, when you say you're going to hit the salamander, I guess, how many of your dragon scale are are you going to take yeah i mean two wounds make them great three plus in run very rare really in this game a whole squad of three plus in runs fantastic um and even then like say with the two wounds like oh you failed a you know you may have volume fired them and you've got a few ones but you don't take a model off right because you just take a wound off which is lovely um but they're a really great unit. They have their their downsides. For example, you know you can't sweep in advance with them unless you've got. But putting them with uh, one of the chaplain characters makes them you know fearless, and it gives you hatred. So you reroll the first in the first round of combat. They become super powerful, and they will take on anything really, um, and probably walk away most of the time. Very rarely do they not. Um, I've also put them, of course, in the obligatory Spartan. We've talked about it so many times. I'm not going to go through it again. But um, the Spartan with all the trimmings, which I don't want this squad to be stuck on the back line. This is a squad that's going forward and going places. So that's one of my big hitters, you know. Yeah. And I'll basically put uh, them in the Spartan with um, Nominus Rattan, uh, the the chaplain guy there with yep. the thunder hammer, um, and then in my troop choices, so I've taken the Covenant of Fire, which is I think a pretty good right of war. It gives you um, all melters become twin linked in the entire army, and you get move through cover, and um, which isn't bad, um, but you can't take any fortifications, so no defense line. You'll be shocked to hear. Um, I know, right? Uh, so then. <laughs> And then, so I've got a, um, in my first troop choice, they also make pyroclasts um, troop choices, compulsory troop choices. So I've got a 10, uh, sorry, I've got an eight-man pyroclast squad, um, and they're in a land raider Phobos. So just a standard land raider, basically. Yep. Um, but they're, that's a good way of getting them around. Um, I haven't given the... Uh, land raider anything special so no armor ceramite on it it's just a land raider doing what it does the pyro class warden comes with a modeled with a um, power fist so it's got a power fist which is useful and the entire squad's got melter bombs as well just in case for 25 points i always think it's always worth getting melter bombs if they they're a fixed cost mm-hmm. 
you know, rather than like five points per model, because then it could be 50 points. But if it's 25 points, it doesn't matter if you've got five or 10 of them. I think it's always a bargain worth snapping up. So the pirate classes are okay. Um, they don't they don't set the world alight, contrary to their name. Um, the flamers are all right, strength five, um, and they can change them to be melter guns as well. But the melters are only at six inch range, so they have to be really close. But a good unit for getting out of that um, land raider and maybe shredding some... Um, uh terminators for example with the melter guns so nine melter guns will probably do it you could argue the toss about volume of fire with the flamers depending on how they're spaced out but a pretty good unit they also come with two plus armor which is great you know so not bad for trick choice not to be yeah as trick choices go yeah pretty good i think um then i've got two tactical squads they're kind of identical um one's on foot one's got a rhino um and they basically extra combat weapons, which is of course obligatory. Sergeant with the obligatory um artisan for armor. Uh, one of them's got a combi belt, combi melter, one of the, the other one's got a combi flamer, and they've both got melter bombs. So pretty standard. And the rhino's got a multi-melter on it because it's twin linked, right? So you might as well. And being as enough to spend the five points on a dozer blade means they're only kind of 10 points in real terms. Um and then my final troops choice I've gotten for a six-man um melter gun squad so these would be twin linked so i've gone melter's the theme we're in a, in a transport uh, rhino with a melter multi-melter on it sergeant again um with a combi melter but the same as the other sergeant so like i said twin linked because i roll so badly is kind of key um again they're a squad that i would expect to be driving forward and jumping out and i mean most people like yourself rob would be armored ceramite up the wazoo um, but things like knights, for example, don't have armor ceramite, so there's always a chance that you could pull off something with them. And then <coughs> nothing in the fast attack. In my heavy support choices, I've got a uh, Leviathan Siege Dreadnought. Um, he's pretty bare bones, basically. He's just got a um, heavy flamers in the chest guns and a siege claw uh, and a um, siege drill. So he's the close combat variant. I think he's great. That's this close combat variant. He's a he draws a bit of fire. He's got a four plus in but he'll be running forward with the other dreadnought. Yeah. And then my final um choice is a Sakaran on its own. Um just not an Arcus, just a normal Sakaran with uh, no side sponsons, so just the heavy bolter and the accelerator or cannon. So and that's it. So no um Lords of War, nothing big. It's pretty balanced, I think. Um, quite good fun, all sorts going on there, but not a shooty army. This is an army that's everything's in transports and everything would just drive at you, contrary yeah. to what I normally play. So there you go. That's forward, me. Forward, forward, forward. Yeah. Forward, nice. forward, forward. Hope that the um, <coughs> uh, fire drakes don't get tar pitted. They can get into somewhere useful. Um, try and shoot some stuff out, but the Leviathan will be running forward as well. So it's really just a charge army, try to get on some objectives. I mean, there's four scoring units. So there's a few in there, actually five, because the fire drakes themselves are scoring. So should be okay on objective grabbing games and should be okay at, you know, territory grabbing games as well. So not too bad. And that's me. Very nice. Cool. So scores on the doors then. So remind me how we score. We score on whether we'd like to play or play it, play against it or with it, uh, battlefield effectiveness and cost. So first out of the bag, which one of those would you like to play? So I'm going to start, if you don't mind. Out of all the ones I've heard today, 
much as it pains me, the one that I'd like to play the most would be Chris's. Okay. Uh, agreed. Simply because I think it would look spectacular. Massive demons. They're not the flipping Tzitzit nonsense ones. You feel like you're having a proper <laughs> battle with them. I know that they would annihilate me horribly, but I wouldn't feel bad about that because I just think those two big, big old brutes coming at you all sides, everywhere you look, it's a challenge, right? So for me, I would probably go with the um, with the demons on this one for fun to play with and fun to play against. In fact, so much fun that I'm thinking, oh, I'd love to play. I'd actually like to play that army, Chris. Sure. Also, they're kind of different, you know? Yeah, totally. I probably, if I play it, and then I'll say that is too powerful, I never want to see it on the table again. But <laughs> from the safety of my desk, I think that would yeah. be a lot of fun. Yeah, when you're not moving models against it. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think, what, what, I can't say my own. Um, the, I know those wolves are effective, but I, I would like to give the Death Guard a run. Mm hmm. I I, th I think <laughs> unlucky Mike. No, I mean I would like to, Michael's I, rolling ability. That's just no, no, no. I mean I would like to use that army. I'd, I mean I'd also like to play it because I. But I, I think there's enough. I think I'd like to use it. I think there's enough little things, you know, with the different stuff that the the, the chem munitions do. A lot of variety in the unit. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of variety. Uh, mine and Rob's lists are fundamentally the same. My, you know, yep. roll up, punch someone in the face. Just mm -hmm. do it in different ways. Um, Rob's is a more of a sort of a scalpel because he's got sharp, pointy things. I've got bludgeons. Um, the salamander. Oh, the salamanders. <sighs> that would be quite. It, for me, it would be either the salad, either Graham's or, or, or Michael's lists, I think. And I, I think Michael's it would be a coin toss because, it, you know, there are some cool things in that salamanders. I think that the, 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 with the addition of things like the sabres in there, just give it yeah. the edge, I think. Yeah, I Not think to it, say that isn't a good, yours isn't a good list. Incidentally, Rob, I know it sounds like we're giving you a hard time here. It's it is a very good list. It's just there's some you've come up against some grade A lists today. The, the only thing, the only reason I'm not saying Rob's is because I play assault armies. That's and, yeah, it's and nothing it's, new for you, is it? It's it's right. not. Yeah, it wouldn't be a different experience to what I normally do. Whereas Michael's, I think mm. um, it would be a different experience to how I normally play my game now. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I, I picked yours, Chris, because it is so different, you know, demons. It's just, I mean, it's just, it's just a variation on a theme for me. Find an army and find out how quickly I can get it into assault. That's. <laughs> I mean, the thing yeah. is, it's going to the, the sheer fun of moving around a massive Balrog-esque figure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's got that's got its own special little bit of fun, isn't it? I mean, you just have fun doing that. I mean, the depressing part for you, of course, is when he gets shot off the board first turn by everything. Yeah, uh, but for that I'm looking forward to when I, when, I, when I play. It. Yeah, when I when I play that first game against someone, even if it's someone I know, whatever, I'm just looking forward to getting out the big guys and putting them on the board. But he'd go just, through the portals, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you could get him quite close first turn. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> yeah. So for me, 
Go on then. For me, I have a I have a similar really reasoning. Decide it. I have a similar reasoning to Chris. I do like Chris's army, but it's basically mine gone bad. It's mm-hmm. it's another manifestation of my sort of <laughs> internal turmoil, basically. <laughs> um, so I'd like to try something different and something a little bit nobler. I've so, always I've always had a massive soft spot for salamanders. Despite really? despite some of the literature that have been subjected to over the years, I do really like salamanders as a legion. I think they've got some of the best models in the range as well. The um, pyroclasts are stunning models. The um, fire drakes are gorgeous yeah, models. Nice. I just I like the character of the legion. So I think, as much as it pains me after the grief <laughs> you've given me for uh, <laughs> my list, I think I'm going to have to go with Mills the Elder. Wow, so Mills the Elder one. I've had bad experiences with Death Guard with Typhons, I'm afraid, Mike. That 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 kind That's, of trauma. Yeah, is, fair yeah. enough. Well, oh yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Definitely gets my vote with me. Well, um, yeah. that means that uh, Mills the, the Younger wins. Mills the Younger, yes. Pit Pit the Junior. Um, Pit the gleam in the milkman's eye. Yes. Oh, um, <laughs> so good first round there for Chris. Does it does it stand up to the rigors? of modern day combat actually before we move on the uh, the way that you then your expression your own in a turmoil is that kind of like the war game of equivalent of the scream you know that famous picture oh, except the, the painted monk. with figures yes. Monk. Yes. anyway next up is the who how good would this be taking away all of the the fluff and nice niceties of the game how effective would it be in a modern game of heresy so Shall I go first again? Go on then. I think Rob's is probably pretty strong. Yeah. The glaive is a, never can be underestimated. Very rarely dies. You'd have a job to get all 12 whole points off it, I think, unless you got into close combat with it quite early doors. It would be a real struggle to to, to get through that list. I've got to be really? honest. Two Spartans, you know, <sighs> it's tough nuts to crack, isn't it, all round? Yeah. And There's, then you've got those blooming big old gray slayer squads and we've seen what they can do that's the thing we've, we've seen this list firsthand and we, we know what it can do on a, on a good on, well you saw what it could do at graham's birthday when they stayed in the spartans mm-hmm. yeah exactly the only the only thing how many is it three scoring units you've got two or two, two, that, two that's the only thing that i think may may swing it in chris's favor in terms of battlefield effectiveness is the lack of scoring the thing is, though, although I'm two, all my guys, you know, they're all two wounds. They're, they're not, um, you know, their saves aren't anywhere near. No, I see what you uh, mean. Sort of near useful enough. You, you know, you could get through them. I don't think I put brass collars on the spots. If I did, I'd be surprised. Let me just double check. So I did, then they got a three out. But because yeah. if they got three up, that's effectively yeah, no, they don't. They've yeah. just got their normal demon save. Because right. so. if you yeah, could so. put th- three up on them, that would mostly one squad would be the equivalent of thirty-two marines. Yeah, I could put brass collars on them, but it would cost me eighty points to do it on a unit. Mm. So it's, yeah, it's, I see what you mean. You know, that, that's taking out the strike basically to put that on two squads. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's although I've got a lot of dudes, you could rattle through them. You but know. you you can get close. We've seen what Mark Frost can do with them. And that's the non-close combat version. So, God damn it! 
I'm struggling, although I think yours is very strong and you play it very well, Rob. I, I, I think Chris's would beat mine. I think once those, if you can't get those big guys quick enough, then Unless, they start to get into your into your lines. The only way I could beat him, I think, is if I reversed for two turns and went, right, is he toughness normal? Right, fine, and then charge straight at him. <laughs> and then do it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I if think I that could, would be the only hope you'd have is it, to try and survive those first two turns. If I, if I could, uh, yeah, the only way I could do it, I think, is is reversing at full speed away from him while shooting him with all the las cannons and the glaive, etc. And then as soon as his toughness goes down to normal, in inverted commas, then charging back in. That glaive's going to cause me all sorts of bother. Not at the start, it's not, because it's no, still only yeah. bringing you on fives. True, true. Yeah, and also it's not doubling out your troops first uh, turn. No, nope, not until turn three. Now, fair enough, where they come down, you'd be able to draw a line through a ton of them, right? Yeah. yeah. And you'd be able to shred them quite, because you're obviously the deflagate, you're going to wound them quite easily. But whether you'd be able to do enough to tip the tide in your favour, and the thing is you need room to back away then, and the, with, yeah. the, um, with those blooming teleport holes. They, they don't necessarily give you room to back away. No, they're just going to back away into another oncoming army. So... I mean, I, those... Yeah. Mr. B's flamers might cause me a headache. Template weapons like that, especially with rad grenades. Yeah, rad grenades would be good actually, wouldn't they? Because they'd take your toughness down to four, but yeah. then you need a lot of strength eight, and there's not too much of that in his army. I think the sabers are strength eight, aren't they, Michael? Uh, strength seven. Okay, they might be. I'm not sure. Fair enough. So yeah, I think that would probably be. I think I'd, I'm struggling to see it. I'll tell you what, Chris. Should we? Uh, Shall we uh, shall we dance when you've gone finished? <laughs> yeah. It, 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 at the moment, it might look, take longer than I thought it was going to. Mm. Just uh, things this week. So. Yeah. So here's the thing. I I'm struggling to see past Chris's, even though I think um, Rob's got a very very strong army, and we know how good it is to be played against it. Don't underestimate Mr B's army, by the way. No. Oh, no. 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 I think yeah. That's why. Um, it's got a typhon it. in it. If nothing else, don't miss yes. Don't. <laughs> Yeah. And that that would cause me headaches. That would cause you problems, right? Because that would double those guys out on turn one because of strength yeah. ten, mm-hmm. and it's a big old big old template. Yeah, exactly. So that would be very very useful. Yeah, two two turns of good shooting with that, mm. and I'm losing a lot of dudes. One turn and, of good one turn of good shooting, he could wipe out a unit a unit as soon as it turns up. Yeah, in theory. If he was lucky, and, and if Chris didn't space them out particularly well, yeah. but yeah, I have to, yeah, you have to put them. They have to be within range of the portal, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got, yeah. You can kind of conga line them, so they're going to be bunched up, right? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough. But, yeah, I mean, vindicators and uh, anything big and blasty. Yeah, yeah, um, good, good shout. We'll do a number. Um, but. Mm. I think mine would struggle against, you know, mine would, mine wouldn't walk straight over Mike's because there is that Typhon. I've got and, a lot of Lascan to chuck at it, but they would have to do some work. I mean, eventually your guys are going to have to get out of their tanks. And mm. at th- th- that point, if Michael's still got those flamer guys, still got the heavy weapon squads going, still got his guys potentially still in tanks, he could, you know, it would be, it would be, a, it would be a tough call, I think, to, to say that it would be. The Typhon would be decisive, I think. Pyroclasts on your mm. guys. Yes. They get uh, bonuses to the strength of the flamer because they're telemanders. That already comes in through the profile, so they're okay. already, they're strength five. So the flamers are wounding on threes. Yeah. 
so not too bad um and you can get a lot of attacks on people and it's just you know yeah, yeah. you're fishing for twos and ones against again, you know that's uh, you know i'm just going from my army's point of view i, I wouldn't want to charge that unit no all no. of death is not, is, a fu- is not a fun model. Model. yeah, yeah no. seven. Uh, eight eight yeah so and they've got an apocryphy with them so yeah, yeah. so that's Mm. So yeah, it's two plus save as well. So they're no, no they're no schlatz usually. These guys. No, exactly. Uh, uh, mine sounds. Uh, my list has a presence about it because I've got two really big guys, two big guys, a lot of small guys. But uh, I think when you break down, break it down past their their images, yeah. I think actually there is enough in in each of your lists that there was enough there that would cause me enough headaches. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't put on the board my, my army and think I'm going to steamroll you. Yeah. Cause I, the, I, the thing you haven't got that Mark Frost has got is the access to psychic things like iron yeah. arm, the biomancy spells, yeah. you know, and where they suddenly become a force multiplier, don't they? For the yeah, big exactly. units. I, you know, yeah. Hmm. Well, it's a, t- I, it's a tough I, one, I, one. I honestly think it'll be Rob's. Yeah, yeah. Those uh, gray slayers are a nasty thing. As though um, six fire drakes are, are never I, to be loved. I, I think that my army would probably take Rob's, and that I'm not being, I'm not being a big headed about it. If and it is a proviso, right? If I can get the fire drakes to the glaive intact, if I can't, then it's game over. Because I think the glaive would just mince everything else, but. The rhinos would get popped really quickly and soon, if not by the glaive, by the other Spartans. So they'll have troops out for the glaive to swoop on. Um, but if I can get the, the um, Spartan within touching distance of the glaive, I might have a chance. Mm. But it the would first, all hinge the, on that. The first thing I would do would be put everything into that Spartan. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> everything bring it down you know there would be no way that i could could stop that i don't think i could weather that enough I don't, I, mean, I don't think i would shoot at anything else yeah and i don't think anything else that i've got would really cause you too much bother you know i've got some melter guns but you've got armored ceramite mm-hmm. so unless i got around the back of that tank it would be difficult so yeah I think park a Spartan them, across the back of it and go, no, it's effectively it's, armor 14 yeah, at the basically. back now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think if I could do that, I'd have a chance. Otherwise, because I, th- I, I, I mean, it, to give you an idea of, uh, it may have been luck, right? So I went up against some, an inducti squad with that same sal- um, fire drake squad and, and the inducti charged them. So the inducti got five attacks each on the charge. So I think there were 10 of them. So 50 attacks. And I was thinking, yeah, a volume of a volume of attacks here, and I'm going to get minced. Um, and I lost two guys. So they can take it if I'm lucky, basically. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, don't, I think on other days, you know, I just roll all the ones in the world. So, hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll revise that because I think what you do, Rob, is quite sensibly. You'd park the Spartans in front of the glaive and draw me into it and then if needs be you could just jump the grey slayers out to just volume of attack me and the, I mean the, the grey slayers will take his part now with the power fists probably there's 12 strength 9 power fist attacks furious charge of course I forgot about that yeah you're right they would yep because I thought it was strength 8 so that's 6s but you're 5s so you're probably going to do it you're right mm. 
Mm. Okay, point taken. But then right. I can't. But then I can't beam you with the glaive because the glaive hits me. I think. I think. I think we go Rob for this. But I don't know. It'd be an interesting one to test at, at your next birthday, COVID dependent. Mm. You know what? I, I still think that you would, but it may just be the sort of winning biosification. I don't know about the rules of the demons to be. I think, they just I sound think, terrifying. I but think I know Chris, that I think Chris would do it because that big thing for the first two turns, I've got nothing that can really worry it. I mean, the glaive could do a wound to it or two, I guess. Glaive's wounding it on fives. But if, if, he, if he uses the flying one, you can't hit it. Yeah. Because it's. It, yeah, because it doesn't. Doesn't, 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 doesn't hit flying. Well, oh, fair enough, he can't charge you. But, um, you know, he could just hang around for a turn, get really close, and then charge you. I found this out against Mr. Frost when, I play, when he played my Solar Orcs, because he was like, he put the guy out in the front, and I was like, that's fine, I've got 60 Volkite charges that yes. he's in range of. And he yes. went, yeah, but he's flying. Yeah. And, I went, and I went, ow. Curses. <laughs> yes, that's exactly the word I used. Um, and I yeah. think I got, I think I put th- three wounds on him and he saved him. Yeah, I just thought I'll wheelie bin full of dice it, and I'll eventually with the deflagrate and everything I will get yep. through him. And he was like, he's flying, and I was <sighs> like, <sighs> yeah. So it goes, it goes from a you know fifty fifty chance to him to a one in six. It went from twirling mustache to tearing hair out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I'm gonna go. With, I'm still gonna keep with Chris, although I think Rob's is super strong. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Chris's as well. I'm going with Rob's. So Chris. Does somebody vote? Oh god, high pressure. I can't vote for myself, so I would mm-hmm. say Rob. So, so it's a draw. To draw. Share the yeah. honours. Public disc- public vote then. No, yeah. no, no. It's costs. Oh. Oh yeah, costs. Okay. Cost comes in. Cost comes in. Crack on. Who's first then? Is that Mike? Mine. Mine was cheap. Yeah. Because I didn't have any um super heavies. So in grand total. My army cost, let me just get my, my little thing up, as it were. Uh, 597 plus 90 plus 25 is 69687 for 703, I think, roughly speaking. Okay. Yes. Uh, so that's, that's the Fire Drakes, Pyroclasts, um, uh, Plastic Land Raider, Plastic Mark III, a couple of characters. Um, and a uh, Spartan. Okay. Uh, Chris? Uh, just bear with me once I'm just redoing my maths because I just think I forgot something. So come back to me in two seconds while I just punch okay. the numbers in. Well, I'll, I'll give mine. Uh, mine was £741.50. Yeah, all plastics. Yep. So uh, then, Chris, uh, not Chris, uh, Rob, what about yours? 808. Uh, but if you knew somebody with uh, who collected Grey Knights and was willing to part with the Falchions, the Power Swords, which is what I've done with mine, you could save 62 off that. And if you weren't bothered about the um, making them ambidextrous, you could save another 17 by not buying um, left-handed pistol grips and bolt pistols from Anvil Industries. So you could drop 80 quid off mine. Right. Okay, cool. So, so just leave mine uh, rolls, yeah. 
Mine rolls in 815 because I've got four brutes and not three brutes, so I'd have to buy an extra set, which puts <sighs> it £74 on top of what I thought it was. Ouch. So, yeah. But they're all there and thereabouts, aren't they? We're not any of the big yeah. the big thousand yeah. pounds that we normally throw around here. No. Because it's our own money. That's hey, yeah. So, yeah, that basically. means Graham. <laughs> yeah, that's it's not fan of the island. Yeah. <laughs> his first winner on costs. And Chris wins overall. With a draw and a win. Yes, he does. Yep, yep. Crack Jack. The run yep. of form. Continues. I'm, 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 I'm the Liverpool of... Uh, one day, one day Mr B will vote for me. I've got to see that day. <laughs> I have I'm voted for you. I guess. Uh, you're, you're, you're perfectly entitled not to vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> right then. Uh, so that's that. List challenge over. Uh, okay. Good stuff. I look forward to seeing uh, Chris's. Definitely very exciting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, let's go. Next up, uh, this happened this week actually between recording sessions. And so there was a little bit of clamour uh, from the community around an article that appeared in White Dwarf for heresy content. And we were kind of interested in this not to sort of get on anybody's bandwagon, but really to look at the sort of impacts on the community, why the community is probably feeling what it does, and what positive actions we can possibly take from it. So, Mr B, you've been quite close to this, uh, keeping an eye on things. Uh, what's the sort of, for those people who haven't seen it, briefly speaking, what's the... What's 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 happened here? What's what's gone on chronologically? Right. Well, the crack is um, we had a heresy article. It was headlined as a heresy article uh, featuring a uh, beautifully painted uh, Sons of Horus army uh, from Simon. Oh, I've forgotten this. Elson. Yes. Elson. Amazing painter. Amazing painted army. Fantastic. But there was a single squad of Primaris Hellblasters in there. And a few Razorbacks, which aren't really used in Heresy, but they aren't. Um, and the community kind of went, whoa, what's going on here? This isn't Heresy. And there were also a few questions asked about there were a couple of converted characters from Stormcast. So, oh, no, there was a Primaris Apothecary as well. Sorry, I forget that. But that was basically it. Loads of era appropriate models. Fantastic. The, per- the right marks, the right armor. And then, of course, the, 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 there was a comment in the in the uh, article saying this represents the Sons of Horus when um, Loken joined the Mornaval. And of course, when Loken joined the Mornaval, they were still the Lunar Wolves. And still mm. wearing white. And yeah. still wearing white. Yes, indeed. So that's basically the gist of the situation and the community. And in my opinion, I think you know, our, our, the joint opinion is the community reacted very poorly. Which, unfortunately, well, the community has a really irritating tendency to do okay well before we bite the hand that feeds us even though they don't actually feed us let's mm-hmm. get let's so let's try and, and sort of unpack that a little bit so what was the main complaint from the that what was the sort of uh reason why people were unhappy about this from the community's point of view did anybody sort of pick, pick up what that was i i think it's that thing of um 
not I say cross pollination, but it's that thing of well, I like of, of putting models that don't fit, like Primaris, um, like Razorbacks and things like that, and crowbarring, trying to you know crowbarring them into an army. Um, you, you know, it just. Mm. It, uh, that's 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 that was my you know that's always what I think people would get a bit funny but I know I'm on this often go oh the other game and all this and I don't know I, I play it yeah. up for, for whatever but there is a you know for me there is that thing about you know uh, if it's a cool model play it in a different game don't try and yeah, sandwich don't try and crowbar it into, it into yeah. a heresy theme when it's it's not a heresy okay. Um, to a point. So yeah. crowbarring's obviously contentious, right? So what so Michael, what's what's your view? So this is to, so basically what we're talking about here is they've used Primaris Marines and the that and you know, they've used conversions from whatever other parts of the systems to and it was a heresy article. Do you think question for everybody really, um, one at a time, do you think that this is a reaction to a, a sort of deeper seated issue with the community where they feel there isn't enough content anyway and then when there is content now suddenly they're crowbarring other stuff in and it just was like a almost like a perfect storm do you think there's any potential where that happened do you think it was a reaction that may not have necessarily just been about this particular thing but as a something that happened over time well i think the, there is an important piece of context that, that that we need to have here um because this guy doesn't play heresy he plays 40k he has mm-hmm. no heresy scene where he lives, so he plays 40k with a heresy-coloured army. He also put an explanation on one of the posts that his reason for the Mark 10 and the Primaris uh, models specifically was that um, in his the canon for his force, the advanced suits had been gifted to the Warmaster by Belisarius Cole. Right. That was now, strictly speaking, going by the chronology of the novels, that doesn't happen. But yeah. at least he's he's thought of an era appropriate potential reason for it, which is I'm all right. With, I'm all right with that. I'm not going to call him out for that. I'd be like, okay, so. I mean, if we had to, if somebody turned up, maybe not at an event, but at a friendly local gaming store, and they had Sons of Horus painted Primaris Marines for a Tactical Squad or something, or a Veteran Squad, I wouldn't bat an eyelid if I'm honest. I think the problem is that, this is my interpretation anyway, I shouldn't probably, but I think this is a reaction to how people, the heresy community, feel rightly or wrongly. I'm not justifying their behaviour, because I know that it's at the top of the programme, that the the reaction didn't warrant the the action, if you like. It was an overreaction. Yeah. Um. So what did the first of all, what was the community kind of saying? Were they kind of going their normal kind of ranting on about how badly they're trekked by Games Workshop slash Forge World? Was it that kind of thing, or was it was it more than that? I haven't got I haven't looked at it to be honest with you. So whoever's been looking at the Twitter arguments and stuff. That'd be like, Michael's department. He's uh, I'm popular. He's, not, he's enough, man. Yeah. I'm popular with enough circles of the community already without going. <laughs> Basically that 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 Games Workshop don't care about the game, and that um, and that they were just using any excuse to shove in the current models 
and that it was um and that gatekeeping is a good thing because it keeps out um uh, i've heard the term riffraff used (laughs) but basically um Uh, hi (laughs) we've had the most people will uh, you know it, it sort of exposed some very interesting things um because you have people outside the community uh say tabletop tabletop inquirer they're not yeah. the massivest um 30k players yeah. um you've got them literally now saying oh well you know um uh, 30k players are now decided that they want to take a, the title of most entitled um a toxic community I yeah the back from 40k <laughs> and it's like well, I actually, that was very yeah, funny that that it's kind of true there are there are are certain podcasts certain uh, youtube channels out there that have sort of pushed this narrative that that 30k is a is a is a is a a game for you know it's like the pc master race versus console this is the thing that it's the the heresy master race isn't it yeah the heresy has always had this community this this issue because it has to buy forge world models yeah. Or it had to buy Forge World models. So people go, oh, you buy from Forge World, you must be rich. Therefore, you're richer than Yao. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, you're a snob. Therefore, you're elitist. You know, and I think that's a that's a that's a thing that heresy has never shifted, because I've I've had that where I've said to my friends, oh, you know, the guys in Brighton play heresy, and they're like, oh no, it's it's Forge World. I can't, you know, whatever. Yeah. I've had that talking to a mate at head yeah. office about he'd just been looking at the fire actor or something and he was like what can I use that for uh, or could I use a what's the plastic one that you can buy for 40 no, storm, raven. storm raven storm raven and he was like well couldn't you just use a storm raven and I was like well no, no not really because the weapons are entirely different and yeah. he's like yeah but you could buy three of them for the price of one of these so it's just snob hammer yeah. and I was, yeah. like, I was like no it's not the point is you are you're in a niche within a niche. Yeah. Now, to not to butt in or to sidetrack, my my issue with this, my issue is not with Simon at all. He is a stunningly talented painter. Mm. You just need to look through his Instagram. The people he's been on painting courses with, you don't you don't go to those pay the money that those guys charge. He's been with he's painted with Roman Lapa and all sorts of stuff. You don't do that unless you are serious about your hobby. This isn't some mm. he's not some some two bit paint terrorist with ten thumbs slapping paint all over the place. This guy's got a oh, taxi for mills. My issue I think is a less than rigorous editorial process at White Dwarf. Okay, we'll circle back to that. That's a good point, right? So what we're saying is that fundamentally, the guy doesn't play heresy, and he's got some fantastic looking models, and the community's reaction has been, because they feel put upon by Games Workshop, they feel that the company doesn't care about them. They feel unloved because the thing that makes them all the money, getting 40k, you know, gets updates, gets FAQs, gets everything. Well, of course it does. It makes them them all the money, right? (laughs) So, duh. For some reason, there seems to be a, a that even though it may not manifest itself consciously, may manifest itself subconsciously. It's like I feel I'd like that. I'd like a book every year that changed the rules and made them better. Or you know they they we had more involvement and stuff. Okay, we're not going to get that. It's not that big a system. But that I don't know whether that's the toxicity, right? I think that's the first thing. The second thing about the the price is also really important. I'm going to be slightly devil's advocate here, so this isn't actually my view, but. 
do, do you think that people, because, you know, people have had to pay a lot of money for a model, and then somebody comes along and says, well, I'm just going to use a plastic one. You're thinking, well, why did I bother? Do you but think then, that that comes into it? No, but because that's... It's not even using the plastic model. It's using... Uh, okay, so I'm going I'm to sound like the, the bad guy. It's a Primaris model. It doesn't fit the scale of the game. Yeah, I mean, I agreed. I mean, but the, if you're using a plastic yeah. normal marine, then yeah. I mean, then, people have said the you know, true scale marines. I mean, you're right. I get where you're coming from. Um, I think the the problem is that this guy doesn't play heresy anyway, so he's never played that. Yeah, no, no. with heresy. So that's that's where that's where the that's where the, that's where the, that needs so, to be that needs so, to be stated. Yeah. First paragraph. So right, okay. So in terms of where we're at, so we've got this article. Forge World promised uh, well, Games Workshop wiped off article about heresy. They put a non-heresy player in with an army that doesn't have heresy figures in it. Community has reacted poorly to this. Feelings pet put upon. They haven't had any content for a long time. It all mounts up. I don't even. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, we shouldn't. The, the community shouldn't feel like that. We've got a book on the way in. Mm, I agree. This is, this is what. Yeah. No, I, I mean, so it's next week. It's on pre-order. Yeah, mm. but let's be clear here. 99% of that army was era appropriate um, armor marks yeah. and everything. And 99% of that army was fantastic and just right. It was yeah. only a small minority of that army that was wrong. Yeah, I, I, t- I do take your point, Michael, and I'm just going to be devil advocate again here. As I said, if he turned up at a local gaming store with me, I wouldn't have had an eyelid. I wouldn't have given any thought. I think the problem is when white dwarf and this is what we need to probably deal with because this feels like the source of the problem when white dwarf say this is a heresy article and then they don't for all the fantastic painters in the heresy scene with all the fantastic armies they didn't pick one of those they picked this one so and that set you know set the community away again and then we get this this badge of being toxic or i mean gatekeeping i'm always a little bit wary of gatekeeping i'd rather people played the game than felt excluded from the game right if that meant them using primaries i wouldn't really care i just want them to play the game so that i've got more people to play the game with and over time maybe those models would get you know would get replaced with you know mark three or they'd, they'd you know they'd use the plastic models but or the forge web models and that's all cool but white dwarf's decision here does seem a little bit weird so let's community wise community reacted make and it, and it feels toxic and you know gatekeepery i don't know what we can do to deal with that but let's see what white dwarf could have done to potentially avoid that in the first place they could so have literally just in... not put in three photographs <laughs> they could have dropped three photographs and put a s- explanatory paragraph in going actually simon doesn't get to play that much 30k because of where he lives there's not much of a community so this army he actually uses in 40k so if there is anything in the background that you think might be a bit off that's probably why but we've tried to keep them all out of shot so i i I get that i I get that point of view but at the same time no one would have said to him bring you know we're going to do the conversation i can just only assume at this would be we want to do a heresy focus on your army can we take some photos of your army now if i was in his situation I would go, yeah, that's fine. However, I have some models that aren't heresy. I'll, I won't include them. Yeah, I mean, we don't know how that played out, right? So like, have you got enough models? We'll just bring over everything. We'll take some pictures and we decide. Why does it matter how many models he's got? He's got enough there. 
Mm-hmm. We're talking about two he's, got quite, he's, he's got quite a lot if you go through his Instagram that aren't in those photographs. Yeah, yeah there's a there's a lot so, more that are straight up Primaris and no no um couldn't you know Yeah, that so, that that captain in the whatever it is armor that makes him look really fat that's not Terminator armor. Gravis armor. That's he looks amazing. <laughs> He looks absolutely amazing, but you couldn't have—you definitely couldn't have gotten away with him mm. uh, in the article. But his tutorial on him as well is his tutorial on how to do the uh, Sons of Horus armor collar is well worth looking at. Yeah, so it's it's, it's good, um, but my my uh, problem with this is always going to be this is White Dwarf. They should have given a sort of sent sent uh got some someone in from 412 or just spoke to 412 said we got these models you know what you know are these all right simple yeah. as but then these again are, we don't these... know when sorry i was going to say we don't know when these photos were taken if they were taking under lockdown yeah. conditions exactly. or whatever and there could be reasons why they maybe didn't do the same due diligence yeah. that they would normally do um but what i am going to say is the thing that worries me is that that army's in White Dwarf. Oh, awesome. Horus Heresy. Let's have a look at that. Oh, my God. The community is a trash, uh, you know, is tr- yeah, a trash. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Michael. Yeah. And one that I was thinking is that's that the, the reaction could have... The, the whole point of the article would have been great to potentially lead new players to it, right? It's a big investment, this game. You know, you, the rule book for 40K is going to... I don't know. If it's not free, it's very little, relatively 20 quid. Um. 25 quid i don't know what it is michael you can tell me uh, 50 quid for the rule book yeah crikey it's more expensive it's than i thought and um, yeah. big hardback volume yeah. okay so you but if you think about the horse heresy you've got three books you need to buy if you want to do a actually you three but well three books if you want to make a marine army two books if you're going down solar or um, mechanicum that's 50 quid plus already yeah. um and that's before you've even bought any models so it's hard enough as a gateway thing to get into. Most people come into it from another system, usually 40K. Yeah. And the community's reaction, I think you're right, Michael. I think that it may make it less likely to see more content because of the reaction has actually done the one thing that it didn't want to do, which was to say, actually, don't come and play Heresy because it's toxic, when really what people were complaining about was the fact that White Dwarf didn't give a great platform to promote the game. Yeah, a lack and of, what they've done is they've kind of... a lack of editorial thought that caused the problem. Possibly, but the community itself does have to... Well, no, no, yeah. It's a lack of editorial thought sparked a reaction from a community that, unfortunately, we have to say, is already well known for it. They've done it yeah, before. Look, look but, at when things went last chance to buy, when Titanicus weapons didn't come out in the right order, or... You know the, 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 what the models. I mean, we had that. We had. I don't think. I don't think you can put the Titanicus gang in the same as the Heresy because that would be a gen. There are going to be forty k players that play Heresy. GW market. GW market them as such. It's Horus Heresy Adeptus Titanicus. But it's not going to be the same, same players. players. But from the but from the but from the outside, do people know that? I, I, think, I think it's a separate it is a separate system but there's a lot of crossover there for sure yeah. but i think the the problem with, that you that michael i think alluded to there is that the whole point of the article would have been as a great kind of you know flag come and look at heresy it's awesome people would look at it look at the comments and go there is no way i'm getting involved in that community if i ask these people to help me they'll tell me to do one and that's complete opposite you know if i yeah. you know i ran a 
heresy bunker last night, eight people Wednesday night playing a heresy campaign, you know, in the middle of lockdown. Even Fantastic. Right. Absolutely brilliant. That's the that's what the community is. That's what the sort of people in the community really are. The problem not, is that this not that hyper vocal one percent who make everybody yeah, look like a top. you know the qwerty 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 conans as you called them, yes. which I quite liked, um, or legio qwerticus as I've now named them. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? It's, it, that could put people off, and I think that's something that okay, yeah, white yeah. dwarf have done us no favors, and they probably you know we could have said actually if you really want to look at the great points in heresy, come and look at all this really cool stuff, all of the the fan-made content that surrounds us, all of the events that are run by volunteers, all yeah. the podcasts even, all of all of the things that happen on the system that you don't actively support that well. And look how much it's thorough. That's it's, what you want to show. The, the hypocrisy bugs me as well, though, because how many people who are kicking off about Primaris in this to a ridiculous level, not just so it, saying... You know, not they're not writing a, a measured email going, excuse me, Grom Brindle, however, I believe you've you've ac- the forces of chaos have accidentally snuck some Mark Ten armor in there. I know time works different in the warp, but can you look into it? You know, they've not they've not done that. They've kicked off. How many of the same people who've kicked off will weakly spaff their biscuit over Anvil Zakono? And how many forty K parts are in his Death Guard army? Mm-hmm. I don't know who it's you're talking that, about or what's Anvil's, your Anvil's Jack. <laughs> I'll assume that's a, a, a Yorkshire Anvil, colloquialism. Anvil's Jack, his Death Guard, are, have as many 40k components in them as heresy components, probably. Right. And his army is probably the finest converted force in the country. There is a fine line between using bits and yeah, and he's chucking. He uses whole he uses whole torsos and mods and. Yeah, then putting Primaris models in. I they are they are the poster boy for 40k. And you know, I'm 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 the terrible person now if I accept that. I I the amount of times I see in in the various Legion groups that I'm in and it's it's new players joining going, Oh, can I use Primaris? Can I use Primaris? No, you can't use Primaris. They don't exist in I in this game. They are a forty K model. Mm. You know, that's that's where they are. They don't the scale doesn't fit. They're they don't exist. Benasaurus call is when you know, he's a nobody in the thirty K universe. He's deliberate if you read the books, he's deliberately not been promoted. Yeah, he, he's he, one level above Tech Thrall. Yeah. It's you know I I I I do feel a certain level of you know as, as I said no, to you, I do, I'm not sorry for I, the guy I get I get what you mean like I I I feel bad that some that such a talented hobbyist has copped so much flack. Yeah. Part of me also kind of thinks well actually no the reason I play this game is because that's the time period I want to play the game in and because I'm mm. so attached to those stories and I want to tell yes. I want to tell my own stories within that overarching narrative which means that that rules things out for me okay and that's what you act and and i think you've got to accept Mm. that i mean i was doing some bimbling listening to some history podcasts so there's ten thousand years between 30k and 40k right ten thousand years ten thousand years ago from now the first groups of neolithic hunter gatherers were only just leaving the fertile crescent Anyway. So that, that would be like playing a game of cavemen and going, don't mind me, this is just my F-22 Raptor coming onto the board. Yeah. Gents, okay, listen. You we've don't talked... go to a Star Wars convention wearing a Star Trek uniform. Unless you're yeah. Wheaton. 
or the other way around. Anyway, yeah, you can get listen, away with it. Then. Listen, we don't. We we we've talked about the problem, right? But we can't really just leave. we can't talk about a problem without at least offering some sort of solution. Otherwise, we're just we're just whinging, right? So, what? What do you think could happen and what could be done to potentially avoid this in the future? So, Marco, you've been quite quiet on this, so I'm going to kind of come um, to you first. I would like to see basically next time White Dwarf speak to someone in um, in Bold World. Just get them in, send them an email, whatever. These are the models we got. Some pictures, whatever. Yeah. Just get just get a bit of just get a bit of. Oh, right. Well, you know, just just maybe talk to someone. Um, but I accept that this from reading the Instagram, it seems like this situation, this photo shoot, what happened over lockdown. So it may be that that didn't happen. But surely, you you know, I, I would like to think that someone at White Dwarf, even in a lockdown, you know, has some idea of the ranges in which their models are sold. You'd think. Agreed. Uh, you could have a quick zoom with mm. Anuj or someone, couldn't you? You know, and go. Are these pi- do you think these yeah. pictures are right? I think White Dwarf have a responsibility to, if they're showcasing a system, be it Heresy, be it 40k, be it Age of Sigma, if they're doing a showcase article, that article needs to be watertight. Okay, let me put it this way, right? In terms of solutions, then. So what we're saying is that actually, point one. If you are going to do something on heresy, speak to people who know heresy first, whether that's mm. Forge World, whether that's somebody in the community like Greg Dan, he's pretty chummy with the community people. So, you know, you'd think, well, if you ask Greg, what's a good, oh, I know all these really cool armies, maybe you should look at those or maybe look at this, right? That wouldn't, doesn't seem like a massive ask, but we don't know the inner workings of the editorial process at White Dwarf. However, so that would be the first one, right? So it's the basically, if you are going to cover heresy, and we want you to cover heresy, that's the key we point. Do. We really do, because the more people that play this, the bigger this is, the, the more people we get to play against. I right? haven't actually noticed this stuff in the background in this article, apart from the apothecary, until Michael pointed out everyone was kicking off about it. Mm. I so, hadn't even noticed. I was just like, oh, yeah, God, that's pretty. That's that was what, the same. I nice. saw, oh, there's Hellblasters there. <coughs> so letter to white dwarf please can you if you are going to include heresy in the future may we suggest that you actually engage with people in the heresy community the thing either... is, it's it's not even it's Chris. not a, it's not a heresy army is it no because right. he doesn't yeah. play in the heresy community he doesn't you know he's a, it's a 40k army painted Chris. Heresy Chris. we're talking about solutions now we've done the problems no but what i'm saying is use a, an actual heresy army yes Speak to someone in the community, use yeah. a heresy army, speak to, you know, all the other people. I mean, Dave Brain, for goodness sake, somebody like that, with the 30K channel, exactly whatever. You know, these people would be able to guide you on oh, what a great army is to showcase in White Dwarf that showcase the best of heresy. Anyway, so that's the first point. So that's the White Dwarf thing that needs to be dealt with. If they're going to, ideally, we'd like them to change that game forward so that it's more reflective of the heresy game. What about the community? Is there anything we can do with that? Do you think, or is that a, is that or is it the way it is now? Is the way it is now? I would hope it. I would hope. <coughs> it, but I can't think of a way to deal with it that is nice or encouraging. Because well, I I left Facebook because of the attitudes mm. of certain parts of the community. Totally. I 
I can't be doing with it. Like my only solution is I believe the kids now call it cancel culture and go, right, well, you're toxic, mute, block, kick these people out of the groups. Here's kick. the thing, I think. Well, yeah, you could kick them out of the groups. For I mean, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm nominally intolerant. So the, <laughs> the problem with doing that is kicking kick out of the groups. Then they go to the other areas. Of the mm. And we all know what circles that would be. Yeah. yeah. Or so, parts of circles involving curves anyway, load-bearing ones. So that's the problem, right? So but do you think that if – is this a reaction to the way that the community feels? The way, it, For whatever reason, it feels it's been hard done by in terms of heresy content over the last two years. People are still pending, spending all this money on this system and they're not getting much back in return. And this is a reaction to that, in which case with the advent of book nine, or is that in itself a fallacy? Is it that actually there's lots of content, but people don't think it's enough because they're comparing a niche yes. of a niche with 40K and they're thinking That's, that you, you should be on the head there. You've hit the nail on the head there. We are a fraction of a percentage of the 40K yeah. community. I have never bought, I subscribe to White Dwarf and I have done since it went back into monthly. I have never put, given White Dwarf one penny thinking this is going to be full of stuff that's exactly what I want for my hobby. It's an overview at best with some little zeroing in occasionally on stuff mm-hmm. that I might that I might find. But it, it's it's a catch all. Totally. It's a catch all. But from an editorial point of view, the individual specific articles do need to be right. But I play I, I've. I've been playing Heresy, collecting Heresy actively since February 2017 when Book 7 came out. All those issues of White Dwarf since, I have never presumed there is going to be a percentage of the magazine devoted specifically to my hobby. Yeah. And I've accepted that. And if you don't want to, if you don't, if you can't accept that, don't buy White Dwarf. Yeah, but I think the community is potentially problematic, and I think that there's... Yes, it is. There's, um, the problem is the internet is, you know, yeah, in all aspects of life, the the yeah. internet is the wild west now. Yeah, um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, what we hope it's or what area you're yeah. in. You know, there are the, the the voices that shout the loudest. Sadly, are very often the most negative ones. Um, yeah, I think that's doesn't matter what doesn't matter what you're talking about. You're talking about you know, I'm sure the ping pong community gets really upset when the <laughs> panel comes out. that has got a wrong coloured fabric or something. It all kicks off on that. Um, yeah, it's a good part point. Of the ping pong community, let me know. Um, I, was, I was thinking it might have been the uh, Taiwanese ladies' competition that causes the problems. Yeah, or the, or the you know the, the balls are the wrong colour or they've got a slightly different texture. You know, it, it's gonna it's the same in everything now uh, online. And uh, all right, it's Heresy's turn to get a little stick for something. Yeah. But it'll be 40K's turn again soon. It'll be Sigmar's turn again soon. Lord yeah. of the Rings sort of has a very happy little jolly vibe going on. You know, well, actually, you know, that, that you know why, through, though? That went through so things like massive... this. Sorry, Graham, after you. I was going to say the, the Lord of the Rings community went through a massive amount of turmoil recently when they nerfed. Oh, what's yeah. his name? Ham, Ham, what's his name? Uh, one of the Rohan characters. They were up in arms about yeah, it. Yeah. The thing you've got with Middle Earth, though, is things like this are written out of it in the rules. You can't have Isildur in the same army as Aragorn. Yeah, but that'll, that'll, it, that'll happen. It, it'll kicked off. Because it, it's in the law that it's, you know, well, they're 4,000 yeah. years apart. Yeah. That hasn't been written in to yeah. 
Well, it has, but anyway. Well, it kind of has, but it kind of it kind of hasn't from a model's point of view. So anyway, so in terms of positive actions, something to say to White Dwarf would be, we love the fact that you've got heresy in there, but can you make a little bit of an effort next time to you know try and find some people with this massive heresy community on a game where there's some really cool stuff happening all over the world to maybe focus on that, which would really showcase what we think heresy is all about. Yeah. Someone like Simon would have been perfect for an in-depth painting article. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, it strikes me that they've got this really nice army that they wanted to use in some way, and it doesn't fit in column A. It, doesn't, doesn't fit in the, it won't fit in the 40k section because it'll upset the 40k players. Because they'll say it's all heresy. Because it's Sons of Horus painted. Yeah. It... it we can't do it in the painting for whatever reason. Well, it's painted like Sons of Horus, so we'll chuck it in a heresy article. It, and I think that's probably a, 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 another part of the reason why it's like, well, it just it's crowbar basically. It's you know. Here's the question, right? Let's say, for example, you're doing a, a Adeptus Mechanicus army, not a Mechanicum army, Adeptus Mechanicus army, and you put a Papyrian in there, right? Which well, you can't use in four weeks. But you can't use it in 40k. I don't think there's any rules for it in 40k. Oh, you can. Oh, there's some. Oh, flip. There, there are some Mechanicum models, or there used there's to be, that you can. Loads of Mechanicum models you can't. A Proprian yeah. is a knight. Okay. You can't Something. have a Vol- You can't use the Volterax in 40k. Right. Can you? I don't think there. that has been. No, you updated. can't. Yeah. Okay, cool. There you go. So there we go. There's something you don't like, Graham. Volterax, yeah. there you go. I'm liking 40k already. Um, but there you go. Would they? Would this reaction have been the same? But. Um, no. I don't no? think it would have. If you can use them. If you can use them to replicate something else, if you can use them as a proxy for something, then I, you know, if they say, then I don't think it's a problem. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean, the same sort of thing would apply then with the Primaris because they're proxy. Really, the, well, no, they're proxy for a no a, another squad, aren't they? No, because he doesn't play for okay. He's they are a Primaris Hellblaster unit. Okay. Anyway. So ultimately, it's getting on a bit time-wise. So what we're saying here is that maybe if we were going to sum all this up, right? White Dwarf, have a think about what you're doing when you're talking about heresy. Reach out to the people who know the heresy scene to maybe expand the other areas of the heresy that we think are really important and highlight the positive aspects of the community, number one. Number two, um, the community is probably going to be cursed. And it's I don't know how that will change, if that will ever change. One of the things they tell us at my company is don't read the comments. And I've started to not read the comments for that very reason, because it just doesn't generally isn't very great. You know, so I think it's a sign of the times. I think you're right. There's a vocal minority who will always be unhappy. You know, even if that paragraph that you've described there um Rob, where you said, actually, you know, he doesn't play heresy, but this is the sort of heresy army he's kind of painting and collecting. But there are some odd models here and there from 40k. I still think they would have kicked off about that, if I'm honest. Probably, but that's, that's, that's your alt, you know, that's your alt heresy supremacists that are going to do that unless, but, you know. Like I said, you, you're not going to ever appease these people, I think is the point. And that should you even try, I suppose, is my question. Chris, the you seem to be... The ghost of Alan Bly himself couldn't yeah. appease some of these people. No, uh, Chris, you seem to be... What's your view? I mean, I know you're very much, you know, the, the primary should not have been there. And I don't disagree with that at all, to be honest with you. Um, 
I just the I community think is not going to change. If you're going to do a heresy article, if you if you, do, you know, if you're going to heresy focus on a heresy article on a heresy army, yeah, don't just go what it's painted like. Don't use that as your as yes. your justification for using this army. It's painted like a heresy army. Yes, I see what you mean. Actually, you know, a actually army. use a heresy army. I, I'm, you know, the, yeah. I can't. The, the guys' models are amazing. They are. A re- it's a really nice Sons of Horus looking army, but it's a 40k Sons of Horus army. Yeah. You know, okay. And, yeah, I don't disagree. In fact, weirdly enough, as we're talking, do you realize I've got a Sons of Horus Primaris in front of me that I painted as a test model? So there you go. I, I was here first, but obviously I wouldn't use it in heresy, right? Yeah. Um. Okay, so Michael, what's your um, what's your final word on the subject then? Um, oh God, um, my, oh, you, sorry, you've been painting in the background, thinking I'm just no, 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 no. I'm my final word on the on the matter has to be um, that yeah, White Dwarf messed up a little bit, but I think that 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 it pales in comparison to the reaction of the community and I'm disappointed in the community because it reinforces stuff that uh, people have told me, oh, the heresy community, they're a bunch of knobs. Um, you know, they're, they 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 gatekeep. They, they, they don't, you know, they're not welcoming. And I've been saying, no, no, that's not us. You know, we're really good. We're a really nice open community. And then I get this and it's like, well, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. The, the amount of people that are joining Legion face, Legion groups, you know, mm. oh, I'm just starting out. I want to try heresy. You know, what do I need? Da, 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 da. You know, 10, 15 comments of, of good suggestions. Certainly in the Blood Angels one, in the Fists one, um, you know, it, it seems almost every other day there's someone else joining the group wanting guidance on what they can get. And they're, they're getting good support. You know, they're getting mm. told and, and what works, what doesn't work, what to start with and things like that. You know, I... I from what I see, I don't see this negative. Uh, it might just be because I'm living in a very small bubble on Facebook. You, you've never had a 19-minute YouTube video made about you, have you? No, though? I haven't, and I, I'm very upset. I'm, I'm hoping that one day I'll I'm sure that will happen. Enough feathers, um, but I, I, you know, every time someone goes into one of the new into the groups that I'm in, you know, it's always what do I need. And the comments are, you know, always supportive comments. No one goes, jog on, mate. I mean, I'll give you an example, right? There was a young lad, and everybody's young to me, incidentally, so he's probably about 40. Um, <laughs> Yay, I'm not there yet. Um, playing at the Heresy Bunker. I don't think I'd seen him before, but he had a, a blood example. Most of it was unpainted, or at least most of it was undercoated. He had some unpainted models. I didn't care, and I don't care, if I'm completely truthful. What I care about is the fact he's playing the game. Yeah. If I know that's completely contrary to a lot of stuff that we have, and in an event it would be a different matter, don't get me wrong, but for that kind of thing, yeah. I don't care. I want people to play this game and see how flipping awesome it is and how much fun it is, but it's not competitive. Great narrative, great storytelling, really cool people who have all gathered around this community as a refuge from that kind of hyper-competitive 40K nonsense that happened previously. And that is precious, right? And that's you know, that. That I think is the one thing that they could do more to highlight, to say actually we are a toxic community, and these are all the examples of the things that happen outside that prove that. You know, this is how welcoming this is. So yeah. Anyway, right I, over. I think just, just on that. 
RGW going to go out of their way to do to promote things that they don't do in their? Yeah. I know they do it for like events and stuff that they're involved with. Possibly right. not right, and then maybe that's where the community steps in. That's why we have this podcast, right? Because if Games yeah, yeah. Workshop or Forge went to a heresy podcast, we probably wouldn't bother because it would be infinitely better and better produced and have access to all of the studio staff and all the rest of the stuff that we don't have. They wouldn't like doors as much, though. That's like true. That's true. But so on the one hand, yes, it's bad. On the other hand, you know, nature finds a way to quote Jurassic Park. We, uh, we try and Sean who, uh, shoot on enough 40k in here to be as much as uh, white dwarf does so you know oh, even say. worse i mean michael would be great maybe my, maybe if you consider a job editorial in my dwarf michael <laughs> uh, no i don't think i'm qualified <laughs> I, I, I don't know i don't know I mean, you can just say to every article well you could include it as a um a promotion choice <laughs> or you could have yeah <laughs> Yeah, anyway, I don't, what, I don't, don't know what you'd quite use a multi melter for in Warcry, but I'm sure you could figure it out. Definitely, use it as a club to hit somebody with. Uh, anyway, we have talked long about this. The summary is one white dwarf probably or game white dwarf editorial staff need to raise the game a little bit. If they're going to have various articles, that's awesome and we love it. But maybe they could you know, do a little bit of don't, background don't, research. Don't give the toxic elements of the community any ammunition. That's yeah. basically what we're saying here, isn't it? Yeah. And realise that, yes, but all communities have it. As you said, Chris, the ping pong community is ferocious. Um, but it's, it's just, it's just you know, if there's something to moan about, people are going to moan about it, and they're going to moan about it on the internet. It's in, it, it's with us in every day, every walk of life we have now. It's an inevitability. Unfortunately, you're not going to stem that tide. The, it's, it's too far gone. But like you say, Rob, if you're aware of the fact that the community can react that way, then maybe a little bit more effort to not have that negative reaction in the first place might have saved us a lot of bother. Like we've talked about in the past, you know, with Last Chance to Buy or the way they've done some of these other things without really gauging the impact it would have on the people that were interested in it. So I think that's kind of, you know, that's kind of key. So on that point, unless there's anything else, I think we're going to wrap up on that one. Yeah. Sorry about that, Michael. That wasn't the 90 seconds you were allocated to it. No. no. Okay. All right. Awesome. Right. We'll uh, move on there. There's some controls about ping pong rules a few years ago now. Yeah, there you go. Everyone be excellent to each other. That's all you have to say. Be excellent to each other. Right. Good one. Thanks very much, gentlemen. fellas it's michael here for the close uh, i am currently in london so i'm not joined by the others because we've got to record this on thursday so quickly run through this um right so we would love it if you left us some reviews on itunes followed us on facebook twitter instagram youtube links are in the show notes um if you want to get in touch with us you can do so uh by posting on our facebook wall send us a message there or email the rush at edgeofempire.co.uk uh if you'd love to help out the show and we'd like you to help out the show We've got affiliate links with Audible, The Outpost, and Element Games, and you can also become a patron and pop a couple of dollars in our tip jar, which we're eternally grateful. Uh, we've got Element Crystal Codes as well, so you can get double crystals, and we get some crystals as well, which is always nice. Um, I will put the uh, exact codes in the show notes. So, I mean, they are CHR211 for Chris. Graham's is GRA2794. Michael's is MIC440. That's me. Why am I saying Michael? And Rob's is ROB676. 
Okay, and that is fantastic. Next month, we don't know what we're going to do, but hopefully we're going to be touching on doo -doo 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 -doo, the next book. So hopefully we'll have a copy and we'll be able to quickly review the new gaming stuff and eventually, you know, absorb the, uh, what you call it, the, um, I'm looking for the word, but I know it, you know, the fluff. Um, but anyway, this has been a, uh, a disrupted month and we're sorry for the delayed episode and we'll be back probably in three weeks. So thank you very much for listening and um, yeah, I'm going to go because I'm going to have lots of smoked meat today.